You are watching the vodka stream. Whoa, what is happening, everybody? It's Friday. Friday. Remember that song? Apparently, Rebecca Black is now 25 and she has a whole album coming out that was trending today. And talk about a complete image change. Yes, random. Random way to start off the vodka stream, but that's what happens here. What's happening, guys? Hopefully, you guys are doing good. Hopefully, you guys are doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad it's the weekend. Another long week. Ugh. Gotta love the long weeks, but hey, what can happen here? All right, let me get situated. Cheers, guys. TGIF, let's uh, hope we have a good weekend. And uh, got the bourbon today. Felt like bourbon, so cheers. Mm. Ah, got plenty to talk about tonight. Got my buddy Seek joining in and uh, going to be catching up with him. He's been on the vodka stream a couple of times. Really good dude. Uh, somebody who I've met in real life after I met here. Uh, we have a nice little uh, origin story, which I always like to talk about. Really good dude. So can't wait to catch up with him. But let's talk to the uh, chat right here. Ahoy, ahoy, uh, Nate. What's going on? Good to see you. Happy Super Bowl weekend. How divided do you think the internet will be once the flash trailer drops? They're pretty divided, but I will say that the poster, I didn't see. I mean, I saw negativity, but not as much as I thought I was going to see. A lot of people actually were liking it. I was expecting, like in my mentions, for people to be all up them and saying how meh, 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 you know, and doing all that. But surprisingly enough, not so much. Hoy, hoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. How you doing? So what up? Let's get to the party started. That's what I like to see. Maybe. I know, the new registered stud, man. Mr. Damien. All right. And then, of course, we got, yep, howdy, howdy, howdy. Let's see who else we got. What's going on, Miss Stephanie T? Always good to see you. Cheers, cheers. All right. And we got Movie Guy. Did you hear uh, the new, uh, yeah, you know what? I actually did hear it today. Interesting. It was a good song. I never was really into Linkin Park, but, you know, I like some of their stuff, but I just never really got into them. I see them live. I saw them live when they were on the Summer Sanitarium tour with Metallica. They're a good band. I just never got fully into them, but I heard that song today, and it was actually, I was actually really digging it. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. Uh, there he is, Mr. Seek right there saying hi to everybody. We got Mr. Fear Jason as well. Uh, oh, yeah, we'll be talking about some of that stuff too, you know, that whole thing. All right, Thabang, Van, how you doing? So anyone excited to see? <laughs> see, it's either Bail. It's like Bail, Clooney, Bail, Clooney, Bail, Clooney. <clears throat> she says, finally. Just finally, because, you know, she streams like every half day. So she's like, chop, chop, you know, jeez, tell you what, freaking saggy, I tell you. Always busting the balls. Joshua, what's going on? Here's the ad for my new Canadian Italian fusion Chuck E. Cheese inspired restaurant. Goose Step on uh, down and uh, Mussolini's uh, to Mussolini's mounting up and experience the superior the superiority superiority already I can't read of the master taste all right I dig it I dig it Miss Rhea what is going on always good to see you too Javoy Charvis how you doing how you doing Jedi Milf 
Yeah, going for the Chiefs. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna actually go for. I'm gonna go for the Eagles. I actually really don't care. I mean, I like Mahomes and I like the Chiefs, but I just kind of want to see. You know, I, I kind of want to see the Eagles do it. You know, I don't know. There's just something about that. So, uh, yeah, you like that? Yep. Add it to uh, add it to the wall. Add it to my wall of Batman right here. But of course, I got the mask, my Matrix, my Matrix uh, movie palette. And then, of course, Deadpool. But mainly right here, it's my Batman, my Batman section. So, had to had to move had to move some things over. Had to move that uh, the Batfleck picture over. So, anyways, uh, what's going on, Evan? Good to see you. All right, hello, Emfer. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah, what's going on, Caliente? Been a while since. Yeah, there you go. Drinking a four loco. Oof. I had a I, I drank Four Loco when it first came out, but apparently they had to like change the formula because people were having heart attacks because it's upper downer. Eh, yeah, no, no thanks. I just need it. I need it for a downer. I'm already energetic as it is. You know, I drink a lot of coffee in the morning, so I need my booze to be a downer. So, ah, uh, anyways, who else we got here? Anybody? Let's see. Hello, Miss Nighthawk. Good to see you, my dear. All right. Let's see. Mm. Uh, she's. I think there's only going to be people here to see Damien. Is that what's happening? Okay. Let's see. Eagles probably. Let's see. Anybody else new? We got Andrew right here. No lie. I hope it's cleaning comes back. I mean, if there is one of those coming back, that would probably make the most sense. And there's a reason why it does make the most sense, which we'll talk about. And, uh, you know, um, that whole thing though, that whole added thing where like that, whoever's coming back is going to be the definitive DCU Batman bull. Sure. I'm saying, yep. Do that. Do what Hank says. Do what Hank says. All right. Do what Hank says. Yes, yes, yes. All right. And anybody else? We got game city savior. Alakazoo is here. All right. It's all Alakazoo somewhere. Okay. People are saying hi to you. I don't know where you're at. There you are. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the last of us episode. What were we on? Four, five. We're on five, right? Um, I didn't watch it. I thought about it, but I was like, eh, you know, I went to, uh, I went to the store to get this and to get some dinner. And then I got back and I was like, eh, and I was just, I finished listening to a podcast. So instead, so I'll watch it tomorrow and do like a little quick review. So look forward to that. I keep hearing, luckily people have been nice. I think people are finally realizing that, Hey, when you're watching a new episode of something, don't live tweet it, tweet stuff. And don't post spoilers. I mean, there probably still is some out there, but I didn't see as much as the other times. And I, anytime that I saw a Last of Us tweet, I was like, nope, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just scroll right past it. And I just would scroll right past it. So that's what I did. Anyways, all right, let's get my guest in. He's been on the uh, stream before and... Uh, Please uh, subscribe to his channel, The Venom Vlog. He's got a lot of good content. He's getting back into the swing of things. Mr. Seek, what is going on, sir? Hey, what's up, dude? Good to see you again. Good to see you, too. How's it going? Good, good. And uh, sorry if I look like a ghost. Uh, I got um, got new lighting, and I realized I'm like, no, it's like way too bright. There we go. No, that's the thing about lighting is you got to like try to figure out that. And, of course, with the camera, and sometimes if you don't have a camera where you can adjust like the balance or anything like that, right? Uh, yeah, you could just start just glowing, glowing. But you look fine. You look good. You All look right. Good. 
yeah, yeah. it's there's a lot of purple in this room so <laughs> yeah like i like your setup i know i've seen on instagram when you post like rearranging your setup and everything like that you really uh i really dig your setup so thanks yeah i, I used to do set design stuff so i get like yeah really nerdy with it <laughs> yeah yeah i know it seems like you, you 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 how often do you set it up do you just sometimes sometimes just sit there and go you know what this needs to go over there that needs to go and then you just take a day to do it uh well it's a lot more now <laughs> yeah you know i don't know what we'll get get into later about my health and stuff but yeah uh it gets a lot more complicated now because i'm not the only i'm not the only i i don't i'm not the only one who has that idea to change things but yeah oh. there'll be days there will be days where I go like, oh, you know what? This, I actually, I don't like that. I mean, I dust and clean a lot. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I got allergies and I have a dog that uh, that I just rescued not like a year ago who also has allergies. So I have to keep this place really clean. And so that gives me the excuse to rearrange stuff, basically. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. But, uh, and then of course, you're still living in Florida, right? I am for now. Mm -hmm. I do have a plan in the next maybe two years to head back to L.A., um, oh. I've been doing more writing work, uh, like um, some ghost writing stuff and then some coverage stuff, which is, for those who don't know, it's like when a production company has a stack of scripts and they're deciding should they make those scripts into movies and they don't have time to read them all. So they'll hire a writer to read them for them and uh, and kind of give them notes and, and recommend it or not. So I've been doing some of those uh, recently for a company. Um, and uh, I'm getting back in the swing of things. And I just finished two of my books that I've been writing for the past couple of years. Nice. And the, th and the third one I'm working on now. So once the third one's done, we're going to start releasing all of them. So that's awesome, man. Yeah. I still remember, I still remember like right as the pandemic was hitting, that was when you were moving and we yeah. had, we had lunch together and we were just at the restaurant for like two, almost three hours, just talking <laughs> about movie stuff and all yeah. everything. It was, uh, it was cool, but it was like right as the pandemic was hitting. I mean, the restaurant we were at was pretty empty. Things were just kind of like, what is happening? We didn't know, but we were like, fuck it. We're going to get some dinner. We're going to meet up before you leave. And it was like right as that was happening. It was crazy. Um, but it was, a, it was a good time. Like I said, I mean, just the knowledge that you have about the movie business and then just everything. And, you know, it's just I always love like hearing stories, picking your brain and everything. So I think that's why we got along so well. Uh, yeah, so. agreed. P plus, I like for those who don't know how Dave and I met. Uh, yeah. I was just a fan that watched the show and uh, I actually rarely agreed with Dave's like opinion <laughs> on stuff, but I, but I still loved your passion. Like I, like we talked about, like I, at the time, I think I was working at top cow, which is a comic book company does like Witchblade and the darkness and stuff. And, um, and I was like working with them and, and watching your channel. And I remember my boss at who never once ever in his career, and he's been working in comics like 30 plus years never once like Superman and he saw man of steel and he loved, he loved it. And I, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm more critical. I'm not a hater of the movie, but I'm very critical of it. And me and him had this big lunch conversation where I was like, wait, no, this is fascinating. Like you like that movie and you're, and you never like Superman. Tell me why. And he would tell me these things. I'm like, this, this is cool. Cause this is like Dave, Dave, the film junkie who you have liked Superman before, yeah. but you, but you liked Zach's take on it and stuff. And it made me like, I always get excited. Like uh, I think that's why I always, how I ended up in comics and, and working in movies and comics was 
I, when someone tells me a descending opinion, I get all excited. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm like, I, I, love, I love that too. I absolutely love <laughs> yeah. that too. It's like anytime that I can get a different perspective and I've talked to people like in jobs and everything like that, there's, it's, it's, it's always good to talk to people who don't have, share your opinion. Sure. Just to see what makes it, why do you hate this or why do you love this? Why is it meh? I love right. those discussions. Yeah, because I, I mean, like I, as a Superman fan, I want to, like we talked about that before on your show where it's like for Superman to live 80 plus years, you have to constantly bring new things or have someone have a, a, a slightly different take on him that's inspired by what, you know, what people consider the foundation of the character. And, and so that's how I met you was I just watched your show and I got free tickets to the premiere of justice league. And I was like, oh, justice league. I, and I'm like, I can't go because I feel like people are going <laughs> to on my YouTube channel are going to call me a hater. They're like, really this hate hater got free tickets. Like that's bullshit. <laughs> and I was like, no, all right, I better bring it a hardcore fan with me or else I'm going to get lambasted. And, uh, and unfortunately, or fortunately for you though, you got a different screening of yeah. it, but we still saw each other from a distance. I was wearing my green lantern gear and I had a good time and, and yeah. but luckily we became friends after and it took us only three more years after that to meet each other as the world was falling apart. I know. Right. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But yeah, somebody sent me your video and said, Hey, this guy, cause you, you in a video, you asked yeah. like, Hey, I would like to, I have an extra ticket to the world premiere of justice league. And I'd like to, uh, you know, reach out to film junkie and blah, blah, blah. And I saw that. And I was like, well, that's cool. But I already had, the it was the same day as the press screening at Warner Brothers. So we, you know, we contacted each other. I'd let you know. I'm like, I'll try to make it because it was at the what the Chinese theater, right? Yes, was it was the, at yeah. it was well, it was um it was at it was right next door to Man's Chinese. I think it was the yeah. Kodak Theater. That's yeah. right, that's right. Yeah. So and then of course, you know, Warner Brothers is you know a little bit of ways, and of course, you know, there's traffic and stuff. So right. as soon as I got out of there, I try to rush over. And it was already too late. And I spotted you out in the in the in the stands because you had your lantern. You were like, you know, the green stood out big time. <laughs> so that was good. I could easily spot you. But yeah, yeah luckily, you know, didn't get to get, go in. But, I, you know, I was at the red carpet. I saw everybody walk in. But I mean, this was after, you know, I already witnessed, you know, yeah. oh, that was not quite what I thought it was going to be. And, and I, I think you were in shock. Like, I, I, I remember I, watching your reaction video and going like, oh, no, he was in shock. I totally was in shock. I remember, I mean, I've, I've said this time and time again, when I got, you know, because everybody's waiting for my first reaction review. And I remember just sitting in my car going for like 10 minutes thinking, what am I going to say? You know, and it was just like, I try to be as optimistic as possible. And then I did, after I spotted you and saw everybody go in, I like went up to, because there was like a mall right there, a plaza or whatever. <laughs> I sat at a table and I shot a follow-up video because I kept getting messages. They're like, so did you like it? Like, because my my first reaction wasn't like, oh my God, or it wasn't, you know. And right. then like, so people were just wondering, did I like it? So I, I may, remember I made a second video to just be like, um, I got things to say. And, you know, I'll do a follow up and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you know, went on from there. Uh, but, yeah, and then it took us a little bit and then we finally uh, met. But, yeah. So, yeah, that's her little origin story for anybody who is wondering about Seek. But, yeah, it was it was awesome, though, uh, that you sent that invite. And, uh, yeah, we've been in contact since and then just talking. And uh, now here we are with a whole new DCU yeah. happening. How are we feeling? I, I haven't watched your video yet. I meant to do that beforehand. And I meant but I'm, I apologize. It didn't. But uh uh, speaking of Superman, how are you feeling about Superman Legacy from James Gunn? Well, I mean, yeah, like I'll just in my video, I'll just repeat that I am. Um, okay. I'm like, I don't know. I'm I'm uh, 
<laughs> I have to know more than like a title and like yeah. a, a, a slight premise. Like I'm at the, I'm, you got like for, I'm in a very different place uh, than I was. Like I'm, I always say, even though I do a channel just about Venom, I did that because I'm a Tom Hardy fan. Yeah. Um, not, not because I was a huge Venom fan, but I just, uh, but I became a bigger Venom fan doing the show, but I'm a way bigger DC fan. But every time I just start trying to do DC content, it just doesn't get views and people don't really like res- seem to really like my take on DC stuff. So I kind of, <laughs> I, I heard the message loud and clear yeah. and I'm like, all right, I'll just, if I ever go on Dave's show or men in tights, who's in your uh, chat right now, he yeah. had me on his show. And, uh, so, uh, it's like, if ever I go on someone else's show, I'll, I'll talk about DC, but, um, but so for me, DC, I like, I need, they haven't, as, as a longtime DC fan, I feel like they haven't earned my like goodwill from me to where they can just come out and just say a bunch of things coming out and then that's it and get me excited. Um, so I, I'm glad there's a plan, I guess, on some level. And I think James Gunn has talent. I just, um, and I hope he hires talented people to do some of these projects, um, but it, it, until I know who's directing, who's going to star in it, I can't really form an opinion yet because I've seen DC, you know, whether whether it's the old regime or not, I've seen them announce things and nothing come out. Yeah. And and so I'm like, well, I know these will come out most likely, but I just need more from them than just like basic premise. I mean, we didn't even get like logos or anything. I mean, it was to me, I was more critical of the the presentation. I thought James Gunn's video was on par of like me where it's like like i don't have a lot of money so it's like i'll talk and like a green lantern image will pop up when i talk it's like okay so james gen made the equivalent of a youtube video made by me which is not good <laughs> like they're yeah. supposed to have more money and more creativity than i am <laughs> so um so i'm i was more critical of the presentation but i have to wait and see like i, I know that sounds like a bs answer but i just no. need more i need more before i can really say no, I totally I agree with you because and specifically when it comes to Superman, because yes, yeah. I mean, you throw out the, the the title Superman Legacy. OK, why Legacy? And it just, I'm, you know, that's where we, what we know is like, OK, it's going to be like a 25 year old Superman. Um, it's not going to be an origin story. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all we really have. And it's just like, OK, maybe it's going to be loosely based on all star Superman. OK, so we're just got kind of have those little pieces. And then it's just like, OK, so. But that's the one I'm like, anytime like we talk about it, that's the one I'm I'm not sure about yet because, okay, so when it comes to the authority, you got my curiosity because I'm not even familiar, you know, with that. I had to like research a little bit and be like, oh, okay. I mean, I've heard the name. And then when I started researching, I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's something different. I like it. Uh, Obviously being a great, you know, big Batman fan, Brave and the Bold, I was like, Okay, I like this because you guys are going, all right, we're going to go Damian Wayne fucking Robin. And I'm like, all right. How did you feel about that when it came to Brave and the Bold, that that whole detail? Oh, well, I have a theory about Superman Legacy. Well, we'll talk, talk about when we circle back to that if you want. Okay. But, um, okay. but for Brave and the Bold, um, like, so DC has this track, insane track record to me where they they try to get to a story before they earn it. I feel. And, and, and again, that's just me. Like, because I love them more, I hold them at a higher standard, maybe an unfair one, maybe an unfair one. I get it. But, you know, but still I go, well, have you earned a Damien story? Well, not really (laughs) because Titans to me is one of the worst shows I've ever seen uh, for comic books. It was rough. 
it's it's rough and uh, not yeah. not that all of it's bad but it just no. it's con it's inconsistent yeah um, it started off it, every season would start off okay i think we're getting somewhere and then all of a sudden it would just in the middle go yeah writing we're writing is terrible like it's just <laughs> terrible sorry like so d so dc to me like batman can be his own shared universe because he's got yeah. so many characters. Uh, Green Lantern could be its own shared universe. You could literally do, all right, we're going to, this year is three Superman movies, Superman, Supergirl, and Steel. And then this year we have Wonder Woman, Nubia, and Paradise Lost. And then this year we have, you know, Batman, uh, Robin, and Nightwing or something. You, you could literally do that and then have them all, you know, be in the same universe. And, and then and the fourth year they all come. Wow. See, already you have a better fucking slate. Here we go, folks. James. Jimmy, no, 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 no. don't hire me because I, I, I hate <laughs> some of the stuff they announced. I'm like, I don't want any part of it. I made a joke on my video. I said, even if I wrote the authority movie, I still wouldn't yeah. go see it. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, Cause wow. I, I like some of the characters in authority, but to me, they're just like these, um, I don't know. Again, it's like an earning thing. It's like, all right, well, if the world doesn't have a justice league for a while and a legion of doom and all these different teams and, and things, bringing in an authority team seems weird at an earlier stage of a universe build. Um, so like this feels like the new 52 to me, like uh, mm. it's, it's, it's like, Hey, we, we got flashpoint resetting everything. And then here's our Frankenstein agent of shield uh, cartoon, which is, you know, the, the creature commandos. Yeah. yeah. And here, and here we got Wildstorm characters now. And it's just kind of like, all right, <laughs> like I go, but you did this with new 52 and it, it was, profitable and cool for about a year until just none of it really worked and people got tired of it. So mm -hmm. um, I'm worried this is that for movies and that bore that, you know, that burned fans out with the new 52. It made them bored of DC. So what is an idea like it going to do to the mass public? Um, so I, I, I don't know, it, but it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I'm being critical, but I also at the same time have a lot of faith and hope that just the right people get on board. Like I'm a big fan of Antoine Fuqua. Mm. So if you, if you told me Antoine Fuqua was directing or being the showrunner of lanterns, I would be like, Oh, I'm watching every episode then. But as of right now, I'm like, eh, I need more than just, you know, the premise. Well, and speaking um, of lanterns, I mean, this is, I mean, how, how long was that freaking show like in development hell? I mean, they, to the point where they had cast members scripts and then it went nowhere. And I think you actually had a, some unique knowledge about that show a little bit too. Uh, yeah, I've actually read, I don't know what I can say, but yes, I, yes, I, uh, I had the knowledge of, one of the previous, <laughs> <laughs> I had, I have a lot of knowledge of one of the previous takes of the show that was announced that is now not being made. So, um, so that sucks because, you know, I think every version I've heard and even this one, it could be cool. Like it, it's like, I'm so far I've heard so little, I can't form an opinion on lanterns. But I will say I'm just listing things that would make me more excited to watch it. And, and because I'm an Antoine Fuqua fan and have worked with him and met him, I would like to see him direct something. And I know he he's would be interested in directing something superhero related at some point. So it'd be cool to see him on a show like that, uh, being the guy who worked on, you know, did training day and things like that. So it's yeah. like uh, it's like, yeah, he I think he would have a good eye for the vibe that James Gunn uh, presented for Lanterns. You're, I mean, you're, you're right too. Like, that's the thing. That's also, I mean, as much as I could be like excited about things, I am very much going, all right, 
who's going to be handling this. I'm not the whole James Gunn directing Superman Legacy. I'm like, nee. I mean, yeah, I'm just kind of going, I think he should direct the authority, especially since you said it was a passion project. I'm like, that should be you. Get somebody else right. for Superman Legacy. I keep on throwing out Brad Bird. I'm like, get that guy oh. in there. You know, I, that's always been my, and, and, you know, people have always thrown around uh, Macquarie and all those guys, you know, Christopher Macquarie, which, yeah, it would be great, but I think he's too busy with Tom Cruise, you know, having a heart attack, you Making know, billions of dollars and killing each exactly, other. <laughs> exactly. So I always thought, well, where's Brad Bird at? I mean, come on. I mean, he did a mission impossible. He did the Incredibles. He did He's a fantastic filmmaker. Let's, let's see what he would want to do with Superman. But, um, and, and, you know, so I'm with you on that. And, you know, I love the fact that they got, it sounds like they pr pretty much got James Mangold secure for Swamp Thing, which cu is curious to me because, I mean, he's a great filmmaker and mm -hmm. he's never really tackled like the horror element so much. But, I mean, he kind of has. I mean, if you take Lo some Logan scenes where, you know, let's face sure. it, they're, they're pretty, they, they have some horror elements. But, I mean, to have him already, and then there's talks about Ben Affleck directing a, one of these films. And I like, I mean, I'm a fan of his movies. And obviously everybody's like, he's got to do Brave and the Bold because he's Batman. I'm like, but what if he does something else? You right. know, maybe he want to do Brave and the Bold. You know, and I, I would be kind of cool if he just did something else, but I wouldn't hate it if he did take on Brave and the Bold. But yeah, I mean, it really is. Um, names attached help. I mean, I, they got Drew Goddard in the writer's circle, which I think mm -hmm. that that's a good one because he's done great, fantastic work. I mean, obviously he was, you saw his name in the opening credits of the daredevil Netflix show all the time. And that was fantastic. So yeah, there's just a lot of things that are up in the air right now. It's just such a weird thing because they have these four movies coming out this year that were part of yeah. the old plan. Right. So, and then you're going to announce like these new movies and you're going to say like, yeah, the flash kind of hits the reset button, but it's not going to reset everything. I mean, it's I, you, you, you feel like when it comes to James Gunn and I, you know, we've talked about this and I've said it too, is like, man, to come in with a mess that has already been there, it's got to be just a struggle. That's why the whole Henry, I mean, even the, all the way back to the Henry Cavill, Black Adam mess. I mean, that was, and I, everybody wants, you know, there's people, not everybody, but there's a lot of people that want to put the blame on James Gunn for firing him. I'm going, whoa, 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 back it up. There, I don't, he was, there was not a contract. I mean, I kept on saying, right. oh, he's not going to do it unless there's a contract. And then all of a sudden he did it. I'm like, oh, he must've got his contract. And then I was hearing, no, he didn't get the contract. I think he's got promise of a contract. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, it was basically, you know, they knew Black Adam was going to be a shit sandwich. And, you know, Dwayne Johnson was like, hey, we got to get this guy in here. And he started promoting the whole Black Adam Superman fight more than promoting his movie. And then the marketing was all about Cavill in, the, in that, that post-credit scene. And it was like, all right, that's when you know that, that that film was doomed. And then here we are. I mean, Jesus, terrible. Yeah, it's... It's it sucks because I, I I feel for every DC fan for people who yeah. are like for people who like like this you know Snyder stuff who, who wanted to see it resurrected um, on some level or, or keep going on some level or in people who weren't but want to see new takes like I feel like everybody lost on on a, on you know over the last couple of years like we all yeah. kind of collectively lost um, but we're still here which just shows like our various passions for these characters and how much we hang on to that hope, you know, that Superman represents, you know, uh, and, you know, about, about these characters one day getting to see themselves shine again. And, uh, and to me, um, 
you know, again, time will tell. So we'll, we'll see who gets put on some of these projects and, and James overseeing it. My, my thing I was saying on my show was that, you know, James, when he started at, uh, at Marvel, he came in when there was a plan. Um, in the beginning, like, cause I used to work at Sony and uh, they, they filmed scenes for the first two Iron Man movies at Sony sound, sound stages in Culver city, because they didn't have a studio. They weren't bought by Disney. They weren't owned. Yeah, no Marvel they were, yeah. They weren't Marvel studios. So they were just rent and they still sometimes now they have their own studio. They can shoot their own stuff, but they would just rent studio space from different lots and, and shoot things in secret. Um, and, uh, and so they, back then they were just like, okay, we have a, we did Iron Man one and we have a loose plan of like, here's some characters we'd like to do and maybe build to Avengers. But as they rushed Iron Man two, you could tell there was no really detailed plan. They just were like, we have a basic idea. We're going to try something. Let's see if it works. And as it was working, you know, Avengers turned out to be a big hit. And from there it was, okay, now we need a plan um, because this is going to get out of control really fast if we don't have one. So James came into Marvel during the phase where plans were being made. So he, he wasn't there when it was in the rolling the dice phase. And, and so I see these, some of these decisions he made, like we're going to do creature commandos and we're going to do swamp thing. And we're, you know, we're going to do, we're going to set up the monster universe stuff and we're going to set up this and we're going to still have Waller going and we're going to have a, a paradise loss. We're going to do that show. And these all seem like phase two ideas, mm. you know, and, and not like ground zero built world building stuff. I mean, some of it does, but it's like, well, yeah, some of this, you got to take your time to get to again, you got to earn it. And it feels weird to do some of this right out of the gate. Uh, these, some, like I said, some of these just feel like phase two. They're not bad ideas, so but they just sound like phase two ideas. So, and he came in at Marvel at phase two. So I'm like, well, this would make sense that this is how his brain works for planning a universe. Um, so, t- you know, we'll see how well it turns out. But Superman Legacy, to, to just give you yeah, my theory on that real that. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I feel like that one, like if Superman Legacy bombs... You know, I know this is the plan to make these movies, but I, 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 as much as I love Booster Gold, I feel like that's a project that will get axed if Superman doesn't do well. You know, um, probably the first one to go. Yeah, yeah but and I love Booster so much, so, so I'm, I. I'm interested it, to see that big time. Yeah, um, I know. And then and then having Blue Beetle already yeah. that movie coming out, there could be that team up that you know sure. everybody keeps on talking about. So yeah, you can yeah. have like Ted Cord already be an older man. He's like, oh, when I was younger, I used to run around with this dude from the future, and we were kind of <laughs> losers together, you know, yeah. um, in the seventies or something. So there was a, but I like the um, with Superman Legacy. I was thinking about that title, and I said, you know, if this is not an origin story, but I really love Superman. I'm like you, and I like a lot of people who watch your show, you know, who come here and who've been on your show too. Like, we're Superman is he's so impossible not to love, in my opinion. Yeah. And I love dissecting that character because to me, he's I feel like a lot of people overthink him. And and what I like about Superman is that he's very simple uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, you can make him complex, but in, in, in that simplicity, he can be complicated. But there is a simpleness to him, which I, I like. And that's not putting him down. It's just like you get him, you know, you just get him. And uh and so Superman legacy, the title, I'm like, you know, this guy comes from, you know, a world that got destroyed and growing up on our world. So if it's a story about a young man trying to figure out what kind of legacy he wants to leave, mm. you know, based on his upbringing and his, where he comes from, that could be an interesting story about, it's like, okay, what, what do I, what kind of 
and this is Henry Cavill kind of did this and Zach yeah. did. That was kind of their take on Superman was like, okay, coming out is going to be a scary thing for the world. Are they going to accept me? This could be, but then what do I do? What's my reaction to that? When, what kind of man do I become and what kind of imprint do I leave? This sounds like it's just going right to the, what do I leave behind? Um, what's going to be here, you know, one day if I'm not here and do I make the world a better place by existing? And it's like, that could be cool. But again, it's something that I feel like Zach's already kind of done. So they have to really approach it from a, a very different angle in this new movie. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know if you're watching Superman and Lois, but I personally love that show. Um, okay, I was going to ask you how you were feeling about that show. I've watched, uh, I have. I need to catch up. I've watched the first season. I enjoyed it. And I just really need to catch up on what well, we're in season four coming out right now, right? Three, or, three, I think three, it's coming three, out. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I watched the first uh, season and really, really enjoyed it. I was surprised. I went, because I was, you know, when when I watched things where he was popping up and like Supergirl and stuff like that, I was like, I'm not sure. feeling this <laughs> vibe. But yeah. then when I started watching superman and lois i'm like okay i'm feeling this big time totally feeling this so. I, I i will say this i do not like the villain of season two at all okay. uh so if you when you're watching it there's so there's other great things in the season but the just the single villain that they're after is kind of like ugh. but from that villain you get other cool stuff i don't want to spoil it for you um okay. but um my, so these are the things I look for just so people can get an insight of how my brain works. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I like spectacle. I like that kind of stuff, but like my favorite thing about Superman Lois from a character standpoint is that Superman arguably has had, he's, he's very lucky. He's had two of the best dads in comic book history. Seriously. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Jarrell and Pa Kent are two of the most freaking awesome dads in the world i you know i'm so insanely jealous of a fictional character his <laughs> upbringing with those two guiding him and then also great mothers both of his mothers he's had so much luck as far as like who could have raised him uh, and what i like about the show is that he really struggles at being a good dad you yeah. know um and that's what i like because i'm like yeah how do you live up to pa kent and jarell and, uh, you know, how do you balance all this life, you know, everything you got to do, your responsibilities and superheroing and, you know, a job and your wife and your family and how you miss football games. It's like, you know, I like that. I'm like, that's such a cool, interesting take on Superman is that he struggles at being a dad because he's had two of yeah. the best in the world. And he, can, he just can't follow in their footsteps, really. I agree. And I last week and I finally watched Super Sons and I really uh, enjoyed yeah. that. I really enjoyed that. And that kind of captures that a little bit too before starro comes in and fucks everything up of course but you know i'm just saying like um like they they emphasize that like right yeah. at the beginning like the probably like the first 15 minutes 20 minutes maybe well you know as as things are establishing you're seeing you know him and jonathan you know the struggles of that whole you know trying to you know missing the games and then of course when he finally reveals that he's i just i really enjoyed i really enjoyed uh super sons and then of course you have the other side which is damien and bruce which is you know that's that's but and you know when it comes to brave and the bold i'm kind of curious like 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 you said that they're going into it whoa already and it's one of those things like being you know thinking about batman he's just got such a big world like you said and i do like your idea where they could have just like yeah take a year and just do 
you know, Superman and then Batman. And then that's kind of like a cool approach. Um, But I'm just saying, like, I do like the fact that it's already an established Batman. Um, And then, of course, you got Matt Reeves. He's still going to be doing his Elseworlds type stuff, which I'm like, cool. Like, uh, you know, uh, I really like the Batman imposter books that came out. I thought, you know, that was kind of in the vein of, of the Batman, you know, similar i think it was the same writer and stuff like that but um yeah um so i do like the approach of like already having established batman so then you could just bring in a villain and just maybe not even have to do like a crazy origin story or something like that it's like all right here's a villain maybe i don't know i it's just it is going to be interesting of course a lot of people are kind of going like well wait a minute is he uh you know some people are wondering like you know because even the images that we see i'm like are we gonna get are we gonna get uh as we call it dick bat because it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, sure. I remember when, when I was hearing about the slate, people, you know, it, it was all behind the scenes. Nobody was making it public. It was like the night before. And, you know, everybody was kind of the people that I was talking to that knew about the slate were kind of like, is it dick bat? I mean, that would be interesting too. And it was just, I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah. Like you said, we know little details and then it's just like, all right, we, we, and it's going to be fun to discuss, speculate theories and everything. But yeah, but uh, back to the Superman thing is like, yeah, you're right about having like two great fathers and then trying to be, you know, but, uh, but, and then obviously that's what made, that's what's making Superman and Lois great. But then of course now when it comes to Superman legacy, it's like, all right, we're going to have this younger version, not origin story. Who's the villain? Is it going to be Brainiac? Uh, let's hope it's, I mean, yeah, Lex Luthor can be there, but we don't need a movie where he's, um, you know, selling real estate, you know, we've seen that done to death, but you know, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see where they take this new slate for sure. Yeah, I, I agree. And as far as Batman and Rod or Brave and the Bold go, it's, uh, it's still cool. I like Damien. He's a great character. Um, but even Grant Morrison said the only person who could have ever tamed Damien was Dick Grayson. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, Bruce got maybe like a month or two with Damien in the comics uh, or three months or four months uh, through the RIP storyline. And then he was gone and a uh, final crisis. And then Dick Grayson is the one who technically trained Damien to be a true Robin. And uh, I loved that because Dick Grayson, who is probably the most ideal pupil of all time, who became yes, his own man and, and, and got out from the shadows of Batman and became his yeah. own thing. His name inspired by a character in Superman lore on Krypton. Um, and having that character now have to, you know, t- you know, take Batman's son and make him train him as Robin. I was like, what a great idea. So I'm curious to see where they go with that movie. I- I'm waiting to see like, you know, director announcements and all that. But I will say what excites me about that movie and, and this take on Batman right out the gate is my only criticism of Matt Reeves' Batman is that it feels like a world much like Nolan's where I don't think I'm going to get an eight-foot clayface monster in that world. Probably not. Probably. And, and I want a Batman to be in a world where I could see something like that. So um, I think this, because Damien's origin deals with man-bats, uh, mm. ninjas. So I'm like, oh, well, if we're going to get man-bat ninjas in this movie, that means clayfaces can exist and this well, could, and it's yeah, a world it's, that has swamp thing in it and it's like, right exactly right so, so it's gotta have perfect. and that i've talked about that too i'm like give me a you know we have the more grounded batman over here give me the fantastical batman over here i want like right. ridiculous 
shit, I want him to be doing almost what Vin Diesel does in those Fast and Furious freaking movies. I don't want it to go that far. He's like superhuman. Get the fuck out of here. Sorry. I have a gripe about Fast and Furious. I think it should be okay. done. I know there's a four-minute trailer today. I watched it, and I don't even know what the hell's happening. Car flip family, car flip family, car flip They anyway. need to cross that over with the Transformers like They tomorrow. really do. Yeah. They really do. But uh, before we continue, we got some uh, peeps that are going to be joining right now. Got Mr. Scott right there. And then speaking of uh, somebody named Damien, we also got Damien also showing up, too. I don't know. what. Why does this guy keep on showing up, Dave? Why do you keep on uh, bringing you know this guy on? I he's mean, like seriously. my he's my doppelganger from the land down under. No, I'm <laughs> serious. I, I cannot unsee the uh, – What was it Was it Saggy who said he looked like Tyler Hecklin? Because now I cannot yeah, unsee uh, it. He does. You kind of do. Yeah. I even got the glasses Jeez. that Tyler Hecklin yeah. wears. <laughs> it's good to see you all. Yeah, it's good to yes. see you too. <laughs> yeah. And Seek, by the way, I, I was ready to jump in on that because I've been one telling Dave because I've been loving Superman and Lois. And I had the exact same opinion he did about like I was not digging Supergirl and, and the take of him on Supergirl. But man, that first episode where I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Give him his own show. Give him some writers who I think know what they're doing. And wow. Okay. Um, And I'm I'm very interested in this take on Lex Luthor that they're going to bring in for season three. Yeah, I remember oh, when uh, what's his name from Arm Walk uh, from Dead. Walking Dead? Yeah, yeah. From Walking yeah. Dead. He's been remember, in a lot of other things too. Remember in season one when we thought we were seeing a Lex Luthor? Yeah, and and the good writing of that show hit us with the John Henry Irons twist. I'm like, man, I did not see that coming. That was really good. Uh, that was really mm-hmm. yeah. I, so I, I yeah, I'm love. I love the show. I, I like I said, I still have criticisms from time to time, but oh, as, oh of course, for, it's not like it's perfect, yeah, but. Sure. But it was nice to finally have a CW show that, like, I wanted to watch yeah. week to week. Yeah. And I got because you got to understand for me, after Crisis, I basically finished Arrow mm-hmm. and then gave up on everything else. Like, like <laughs> I finished Arrow, I, basically, I danced with the one that brought me and okay. then I, I went home for the night. And <laughs> it was nice to have Superman and Lois to go, Oh. You're good. Yeah, you're, you're good. You're good. You're you're, you're you're they wrap that Superman cape around you and just hold you hold you close. Um, yes, and I and I appreciate and I appreciated that. And uh, to your point, not even just being a father, but the whole family dynamic on that show is. Really I mean, I'm I'm married. I've got three kids, and I've been talking to my uh, co-host over at DC TV Squadcast, mm-hmm. and I've talked about how I love that even being a CW show, how realistic they deal with the family drama and you don't get cliche tv family drama yeah yeah i mean and if you do it's very rare it's like mm-hmm. uh yeah like one scene you'll be like oh that wasn't written too well but overall the performances still carry it and you're like okay i'm, I'm locked in yeah so i'm sorry if you hear noise in the background so i was saying earlier i, I heard your co-host I yeah my my, <laughs> do- my dog ace so my last dog echo passed away uh oh in Christmas of 2021, oh. he was my, he was my service dog, and he he passed unfortunately. And so about a month or two after he passed, I rescued Rascal, um, but I renamed him Ace the Bat Hound. Nice. Uh, so he, nice. if you hear him in the background, he's just yeah, he's loud. Yeah, I heard I heard the well, and I love the fact that he's a rescue dog because then that just reminds me of Ace's backstory in Batman Beyond. Yeah, and also to tie that into even. So I'm also a brain aneurysm survivor and 
in oh. Batman in Batman Beyond, oh, Ace Ace the dog is named after Ace from the Royal Flush the, the Flush Gang. Gang. Yeah, when mm-hmm. when she died of a brain aneurysm in bat and holding Batman's hand. Um, so mm. yeah, so that's, that's so that was one of the inspirations for yeah. Damon and Mace. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Damon, how you doing, sir? Yeah, nice to meet you. You're so loud. Good man. Good. It's uh... <laughs> You're a little choppy. You're all right. <laughs> it's it's uh, Australian internet. Here in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. You're good now. You're good now. I think maybe. Come on, man. My internet <laughs> was all right. Can you hear me now? Okay. Good now. I think you're good. I think you're good. It's, it's just, yeah. It's hot and sweaty here in Melbourne, Australia. That's right. Ah. It's summertime for you right now, right? Good now? Yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> it is. It's summertime here. So we're, we're, we're... I was going to say we're eagerly awaiting for uh, the Super Bowl on Monday mm. so we can see the Flash trailer. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. You're going to get it Monday. But, mm. um, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we get yeah, it we'll, we'll, yep. we'll get it. We'll, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into the flash in a little bit because obviously we got some flash uh, crumbs today. But I actually wanted to ask uh, Scott and Damon, Damien, I, I you know, because right off the bat, and I knew Seek would have a good idea. I, I, I liked his idea of like, what if they actually did take the approach of like what he said is like, you know, have one year do like Superman stuff. What's up? Actually, I was going to say my idea before James Gunn announced his idea was I was going to start i would say start a universe with batman beyond mm. and and then at the end when after they take down the you know blight or whatever the first villain and he's like you know how did the world get like this like why did we why did the heroes let it get like he's, he's like well i'll tell you and then boom your next movie goes back to the present day and then that's when you can tie booster gold into it and legion of superheroes and so you constantly go back to the future different parts of the future to see and now like that would separate it from marvel because uh, then you could use future lore to explain wow. back lore. See, um, see, this guy not a bad idea. See, isn't it? And then, and then to have like idea. you know, w- one year have like a you know a Superman year of like Superman, Supergirl, and whatever, mm-hmm. and then another year with all the Batman stuff, and then the next with like Wonder Woman, and then eventually they all kind of come. I don't know. That just was like, yeah, that would be something different as opposed to just having like you know this one and then that one and this one, and then they all kind of connect with each other. Just have like stories of each universe just kind of follow each other. So then everybody's just like, oh. Okay, we see Superman, and then you know it kind of teases something else in that within that world. That's a, you know, I mean, that's a, it's an interesting approach. And I like when he said that right now. I was like, hmm, how how are you feeling about that, Scott? It's a cool idea. I mean, I, yeah. I'm not gonna say I, it's not when it's like I I have to have it, but yeah. it, it would. But like you said, it'd be a different approach, and it would be. What I see is actually the production synergy because I think about you know those movies when they make. No, we 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 know them. Back to the Future Part Two and Part Three, Matrix Reloaded, and Revolutions. Like when you're when you're making all the movies at the same time, and if you're doing and, and that allows movies to come out within, you know, shorter time frames, and usually utilizing you know less budget because you know the wheels are already turning. I mean, that would yeah. be that's for me even from just like a business production standpoint. I think that's a that's a neat idea. That's how I approach things, though, because it's like set design and work in production. It's like I think of things like how can I bring the synergy for these three projects easier together to save money and to save time? And so, yeah, that's so when people go like, oh, your idea is weird. I go, I know, but I'm looking at it from like a 
penny pinching scenario. <laughs> Which is probably where Warner Brothers Discovery is right now. Yes. So that works Again, out. That's probably why the, the announcement <laughs> was so kind of low-key. I mean, like you were saying, it's like, you know, it was just a video. And it's like, yeah. And we saw there was like a shot that leaked out of the of the, of the the panel of the basically the slate. Le- and leaked, it was, leaked out. Leaked yeah. Out. Leaked yeah, I'm out. Gonna, I'm going to say leaked out. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was just like, yeah, what do you expect? They don't have money right now to really spend on something like extravagant but at the same time it's like well you couldn't just put you know i i do wish that there was an actual like a like a presentation live stream or something like that like take 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 advantage of the youtube space all the space out there when it comes to doing this i mean they could have you know and then i don't know they could have got advertisements sell you know i had some stuff some logos in the background brought to you by coca-cola or something shit like that <laughs> or who knows they could have tried to did something like that but anyway, it sounds right. basically it sounds like what you wanted was a dc fandom oh, a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> who doesn't, who doesn't want a dc fandom exactly yeah. we haven't had one i love this fandom this fandom was amazing yeah, it was so good. First, just to get that, just to get that focus on on mm-hmm. on our world, rather than going to Comic Con and getting that and everything else to to go with it. Agreed. Yeah. No, the no, first, I know. The that, first the... one was the well. The first one was literally an all day event. Mm-hmm. At least the first one, it, we knew what the schedule was, so you knew like what your pee breaks were going to be because you knew when you weren't, <laughs> you knew when you weren't <laughs> interested in something, and so right. that's when you're able to like. Okay, I'm gonna check out of this one, and uh, I'll be back when I in, in two hours when I actually care. You know, that's what made the first one so great was that it was an all day event. It was live, uh, and you felt like you were missing out on something if you weren't there for it. Right. True, and it was kind of fun. Like we were all able to like jump on, and like we had like a Zoom call going in the background where like all the squad cast was. You know, watching. I mean, still, our reaction, our reaction to the Batman trailer is like, I mean, there's so little on our YouTube channel, but that's like our number one thing on our YouTube channel <laughs> is watching all of us lose our shit over that <laughs> Batman trailer. Seriously, um, Scott, again, your 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 video is like choppy, and you want to like exit and try yeah. to come back. Yeah, let's that. see what happened. I know you're probably not seeing it, but we're seeing it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So try it again. Try it again. Yeah. And then in the, mean, in the in the meantime, oh, well, we're so close now. Look at us. But in the oh, meantime, we we got uh, some. So, right so I have my arms around you guys. I know exactly. Hey guys. Hey. I just want to hug both of you. I know, right? Look at us. Hello. Look at us fans. Look at us fans some, here. All right. We got somebody some else that's going to be voting, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see. Yep. You're better, Scott. Yeah. Totally better. What is StreamYard? Uh, it's StreamYard. StreamYard. It totally is. It totally is. It's not you because when we do, you know, fan animated, yeah, you're fine. But uh, yeah, I think it's something with StreamYard. That's why I was like, when I was seeing you choppy, and then I was looking at the feed. I'm like, all right, yeah, come come back in because now this quick. is what happened last week. As soon as I jumped yep. back in, we were you're we fine, were cooking with gas. Yeah, so. exactly. I didn't want to wait till like you know four hours. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, yeah. when Callum's deciding to like you know, yeah. you know join the stream. Which exactly. may happen tonight. I'm going to go ahead and like, yeah, sleep. Yeah, Spoiler two and a half alert. year old sleep regression sucks balls. It I'm does. Just... It does. But uh, we got somebody else joining in. That is the sexiest thing I have ever seen. Casey, <laughs> most beautiful man. Hey, so how are you guys doing? Good. Yeah. Great intro. <laughs> that's his intro because you know it's, it's all accurate. the ladies, all the ladies, <laughs> all the ladies. You like you know. 
<laughs> Although Damien might be taking your place in a little bit. I don't know. I'm just saying. No, no, no. No one's <laughs> the sexiest man on the vodka stream. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And uh, Casey, I want to apologize for last week. I know you were really wanting to talk to Hannah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a little too full when you wanted to come in. And uh, you didn't get to talk to Hannah. So I apologize. Yeah, it happens. You know, it's okay. oh, yeah. oh, look at that face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like you beat his dog. I mean, oh, <laughs> He was he was uh he was excited that Hannah was coming on, but then when he finally was about to join, it was a full house, you know, because last week was just I mean we have two guests and then it was just like DCU stuff. Everybody was like, I want to join, I want to join, and I'm like, all right, all right. And I was just trying to be like, okay. And there's some people I had to turn down too. I was like, I think we got a full house. But KC, of course, you're always welcome. And then, yeah, you were just a little too late. And I remember you messaged me going, "Wow, it already ten people." I'm yeah. Like, Sorry. <laughs> Next time, we'll try to get her back on, and you can, you know, swoon on her. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, but uh, yeah, thank you for joining, KC. So, uh, what were we talking about again? Oh, <laughs> uh, just DC in general. I think. Yeah. Uh, just yeah. all this. Oh yeah, just uh, yeah. You were you just were talking DC about stuff. Yeah, um, well, yeah, the D, but I mean, the good idea, I like that idea, though, of like, start it off with Batman Beyond, and then just kind of go like, well, and then just, man. It feels that. a little bit, and I'll, the, the book didn't end up being the best thing, but it sounds a little bit kind of like a Future's End situation, because that's kind of what Future's End did as an event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if I would do like a techno dark side oh, no, virus. Not, the, yeah. not, not that, but, yeah, yeah. but still the idea that because that was the whole idea where yes. it was five years in the future from the current timeline, but then you go to the Batman Beyond. So there was like there was like three timelines going on where there was like the Batman Beyond timeline, the five years in the future, and then present day. My inspiration for that idea was more along the lines of uh, Indiana Jones, the TV show. Where oh, there's, yes. Yeah, where there's an episode narrated by Harrison Ford. Uh, oh, yeah. A case of the a mystery of the blues. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Great episode. So. Yeah, I, I still to this day uh, am mad that they've never released like the original TV edits of those episodes that had old indie with the eye patch narrating every episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I'm old enough to I was watching the suckers on Sunday night on ABC. <laughs> so, you know, that was appointment television kids. I remember watching a couple episodes, but I don't remember them at all. I mean, it, I mean, I'm thinking like I'm thinking when I think Young Indiana, I just think River Phoenix. But that well, he wasn't the show; he was, no, the he show. was the Last Crusade. Crusade. Last yeah. Crusade, yeah. It was yeah, Sean Patrick Flannery. Yeah. That's was, right. I knew it was somebody that it was like a known name. That's yeah, he right. was the teenage, yeah, uh, indie, and not because there was a nine-year-old indie, small one, and, yeah. And then there was the there was the you know teenage indie who ended up being in most of the stories because right. Indiana fought in World War One, right. Mm. That's right. Yeah. I think I mean, we got some episodes of this in Australia, but I don't think we got all of it. I think I vaguely remember seeing a teenage Indiana Jones going, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. Oh, it was exactly. a great. It was a great show. A cool show. Yeah. yeah. I, and if you go yeah, back and okay. watch it, look it up. Uh, you get a really, really young Catherine Zeta-Jones and a Ooh. really, really young Daniel Craig. Oh, no shit! Oh wow! Wow. 
That's crazy God. because like I remember even recently somebody put a post on the timeline and I showed it on Film Junkie Live. Take a drink. Um, is uh <laughs> like uh, a young Pedro Pascal on NYPD Blue. He played like a, a gangster gothic dude. You know who someone posted that I didn't realize? Austin Butler was in three episodes of season three of Arrow. What? Yes. <laughs> it's meant to be. Say that again. He's gonna be the new air. He's gonna be the D. Austin be Butler. The you know the guy huh. played Elvis. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. in three. He was in a three-episode arc in season three of Arrow. Really? <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Jeez, yeah, I'm gonna look that back up again. No, I know. Into, I know. Like before Austin Butler became a thing, I just knew him from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. He played Tex, and that was yeah. like really the only thing I think I, I remember. Like I've seen him in some, maybe other things before, but that was really it. And, I'm googling. Uh, yeah. I'm googling Google. Austin Google Butler Google. Arrow season three. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's kind of Arrow. funny too because because you know uh, when it comes to well, uh, somebody posted today because the Fast X trailer came out and it's got J Jason Momoa and uh, Alan Richardson. Richardson, yeah. And they both played Aquaman at one point because mm -hmm. on Smallville. Smallville, right? yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, two uh, two Aquaman in one movie. Oh, and by the way, that just reminds me how hot the Mara was in Smallville. Because she showed it for oh, one episode, yeah. And she that. was smoking. Yeah, <laughs> I never. I just never got into. Oh, it. I never got into it. You remember it now? David? I remember that now. You know, because I Google it and I, I can see the photo pictures now. So he played Chase. Yes. He, was, he had the yeah. headphones on. Was he the 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 geek, the, the IT geek or something? Is that right? Uh, I don't remember. Was he doing it's, something? I know. I'm trying to remember behind too. the keyboard. No, that's my dog. And he's just <laughs> licking his paw right now. <laughs> okay, just his paw. Just his paw, not his nuts. Not his for nuts. now. For now. <laughs> yeah. For now. Yeah. The night Lick is still young. Lick the balls. <laughs> when I when Dave says drink, he goes right for his own nuts. So. Yeah, he's like, all right. Yeah. He said drink. <laughs> you know, if I Dave I does that too, it. it's okay. Yeah. We have to train him. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I just, I just, uh, you know, I, I turned my camera off. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. No, but uh, we also got somebody else that's going to be joining as well to the panel. Let's see. Yep. Ray. 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 What's going on, Mr. Ray? So Ray comes in after we talk about Dave flicking his nuts. Okay. I know, that's, right? That was the perfect choice. Timing. That was the perfect perfect choice, timing. Ray. I, perfect sorry, timing. man. I had to. I, I mean. <laughs> Ray, Ray, I need to I need to tell you something, Ray. I was, I, I was talking about you with a couple of mates of mine in a Twitter group and I said I'm convinced that Ray knows the meaning of life. I'm just I'm just my intuition is telling me that Ray fucking knows why we're all here. 42. 42. Thank you. <laughs> now what's There's the question going on? 52. 52. <laughs> something happening here. Ray um, has the answers. Sorry, I've, I've put I've put it on you now, right? It's, it's a I'm, lot of pressure, I, but I, I'm I'm flattered. But why do you think that? <laughs> I don't know. It just came to me. It's just... Okay, Ray's no, a that, special that's... man. I think he knows the meaning of life. I oh, I wish I knew. I I do. I I, I so wish I knew. I, I every day, just like where, where what is the answer? I don't. Yeah. I mean, I know it's forty two, but I don't know why it's forty two. Because because dark side. Yeah, is. holding it. Something. It's... <laughs> I do remember though that Arrow was the first thing I saw Austin Butler in. Totally, he was a, an undercover assassin him. for the League of Assassins. Yeah, that was trying I'm, to kill Thea. Yeah, I'm like mm -hmm. vaguely I totally remember that. 
Because yeah. I, you know, I fell off after season four. So I know, and I hate that because season five was so freaking good. Was it? Uh, yeah, season five. Season, season five, five is with uh, Prometheus, right? Yes, yeah, season five yeah. is with Prometheus. Yes, yeah. that season was really good. That was really yeah. that was like a return. Like that season was like a return to form for the show. Yeah, yeah. because season four started off with him and what's her Felicity for, living together, right? For four, four was. The, the magic yeah. season. Four, yeah. four was yeah. arguably magic. the weakest season of the whole show because it was the magic That's season. That's why I fell off. <laughs> yeah. It, well, it, it was a bit it, of a it, love it, fist. It, it, and, and it's... You know, it, it, Neil McDonough. I mean, he he. That's when he first oh, he came in as Damian Dark. Yeah, he was no. He he was hardly he was the, problem. the problem. It was it, 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 what it was was like. You know, the first two seasons of Arrow were were like dynamite, and then when they brought the Flash in, it was like they didn't know how to balance the grit of Arrow with like the fantastical. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when when you start off gritty and grimy like the Batman type. And then you introduce somebody like the Flash, who's right there in the same universe. It's like, how do you balance that out? Like, how do you? And so the problem was, all this crazy shit's happening in Central City, and they're like, okay, well, how do we balance that in Star City? Because nothing fantastical had really happened in Star City. And also because right. the Flash was really, really popular at that time. Like the first was. season was just oh, the dynamite. Season one was, first amazing. season was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, and so that, and so Arrow, <laughs> the, those, those first two seasons, three and four of Arrow, they didn't balance it well. They did not. They in did not balance five, it well just, In season five, they just went, fuck it. We're going back to basics. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's, I, that I, Prometheus I still... actor was so good. Oh, he was so good. Um, was so uh, what, what is, what is his name? He's been in a bunch of stuff too. Uh, yeah. He was in Chicago PD. Like I, Josh Segura, I think is his name. Yes. Yes. That or was Segura, something like that. Yeah. No, he was, yeah, that, 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 that was a, a famous moment, an infamous moment. Oh, something in my eye. An infamous moment in DC TV squad cast. Yes, it was because yes, because was. Brent because I have this thing where I don't like when villains win, mm. and so it could be fun. Sometimes. He told me all oh, season. I love it. Uh, yeah, he he Brent told me all season, like, oh, don't worry, you know, Green Arrow is going to win at the end. Get to the season finale, Island blows up. <laughs> Wrong, Brent. The villain won at the end of the damn season. So yeah, that was. A very that was Ray that never was let that one go. Ray never yeah. let that one go. I so. still right. the, the, the only the only other tra- the only bigger transgression is Ted Cord. There would be the no never. There never. We're gonna see. We're gonna see Ted Cord in like Blue Beetle and Booster Gold before Arrow before the Arrowverse ever says boo about him. Seriously. Anyway, off the CW stuff. Off the oh, CW. Oh, come on. It was a fucking little tangent. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It was such a good time in my See- life. Season oh, nine of the Flash. Know, did, uh, season of the Flash. Came did over here. It's like going like, this is my bag. Come on. <laughs> I was. I went back and on YouTube and rewatched the other night uh, the fight between Ra's al Ghul and, and, and Arrow. On the it cliff? Just, it, it's still on the cliff. Like, it still holds... It still holds weight now. It's, it's such a it's for, for for a for a TV show. It was it was fucking fantastic. It was so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I know, still like I to see. I I still hold the torch for the CW. I, I'm the torch bearer. Yeah, you are. Like, you definitely in general are. for for the C because I don't hate it the way everybody else. That like there's a, there's I a don't hate it either. Point. No, no. But I'm but but, but it's like my for a lot CW of CW pom poms. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like for a lot of people there's there's like a like everyone has a drop-off season one of the shows like for arrow it was season four for flash it was like six. season four or five or was okay six was awful but it was awful well, well okay, but again it's because <laughs> the show didn't okay. handle the show didn't okay. handle crisis like crisis oh, yeah. and, and flash crisis. didn't know what to do with crisis yeah. and so it, that that was that was the issue there totally so. I'm like you, Scott. After Crisis and Arrow dies, I dropped off everything after that. I just, there was so much, I was hurt inside. I was like, Amal's gone. I just can't do this anymore. So I stopped The Flash. I stopped everything. And then I went to go watch the trailer of The Flash because I'm thinking I'm going to watch season nine because Amal is back. And I'm watching that trailer and having not seen the last three seasons of Flash, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is not what I remember. Like this, I... I'm not sure I can do it. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it just for the completionist's sake. I mean, I'm going back and watching season four of Supergirl. You got to understand that's the season that I literally only watched. Uh, what was it? Like a 22, 21, 22 episode season. I mm-hmm. only watched the last five episodes because that's when John Cryer came on as Lex Luthor. It's the last seven episodes, but yeah. Last seven episodes. <laughs> yeah. And it's amazing that you can watch the last seven episodes of a 22 season series uh, season. And not feel like you missed a damn thing. No, That's it, it's crazy. It, wow. the, well, no, the, the, the crazy thing about that season is the first 14 episodes. What are they doing? Where is this going? What is even the point of what they're doing? And then Lex shows up. No, seriously. Lex shows up and it's like, oh, okay, That's I'm amazing. in. Because you find out, because that they waited fourteen episodes to tell you, oh no, he was doing this the whole time. But yet you don't have to. But yet you never had to watch the first fourteen episodes because to episode watch the last 16, seven. Because so it was basically fourteen episodes of filler. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, totally. Wait, and and, and yeah, we, what made good. it worse, Dave? What made it even worse was like they there was there's literally an episode uh, where Supergirl goes up against the elite, and mm. you know it's Manchester Black. Uh, the hat played by Dave, played by David Ajala, who is really awesome on Star Trek Discovery now. But at any rate, like they, you know, in, in this was the, one of the first times. Like, okay, I know there's a movie, there's an animated movie, and there's Action Comic Seven Seventy Five. So I read the comic and I watched the animated movie in preparation for the episode, and it's five percent of the episode, if that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that was a waste of homework. Five percent of the episode. No, it was not a waste because it got you to read Action 775. That's true. Which is a fabulous <laughs> issue. Yes. And and it, it, and the only thing I have against Superman versus the Elite as an animated movie is I do not dig the animation style. Like mm. the animation style puts me off of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, see, you got the idea. It puts me off of that movie. It's way too cartoony for mm. my taste um i'm someone oh, who God. like when it comes to those animated movies i did not mind the consistency of when they did do the sort of new 52 what i what i unofficially dubbed the road to apocalypse war movies i appreciated that phil barbarossa character design and i like the consistency through Every movie except for the piece of dog shit that was Wonder Woman Bloodlines, because that movie was hot garbage. Because <laughs> um, believe me, when Apocalypse War was coming out, I was literally releasing a review a day. Like I rewatched 
every one of those movies in order like within four or five days and like would watch two or three a day so i could record little mini episodes and drop them on our patreon at patreon.com so squadcast media Cheers. Uh, every every day so that the because i got an advanced screener of apocalypse war so i was able to watch apocalypse war and drop the review on the release day and it kind of made it worth it though because when you watch apocalypse war and you're just like holy uh -huh. shit yes i just got mine in the mail i haven't had a chance to watch it yet because work kids two and a half year olds who won't go to bed but that's happening this week and i'm watching legion of superheroes uh, so seek i have a question what have you been thinking about this new this new con connected universe you know with man of tomorrow justice society long halloween all of that how have you felt about it um it's like i it's my constant i well first of all i've been lucky enough to get all of them as review copies so um so I, so usually when i oh that must be nice I, yeah. i've tried i haven't succeeded <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like i don't want to say the guy's name but i've known him for years and oh the pr was, guy yeah and i, okay. I was on yeah. i was on his list you probably know who he is and i was on his I, list no, at, yes yeah i was on his list at one point i used to get invited to all the screenings in la when i was out there and then once I moved here, I just was like, hey, can I switch to a different list? Maybe just get the Blu-rays, or if not, it's fine. And they kept getting shipped to my old address, even though oh. I, I asked like five <laughs> times to get them updated. Uh, and then even when I moved to this apartment, and so my second apartment in Florida, they still go to they go to the, the last address I was at. <laughs> and uh, so I haven't had a lot of luck of getting them actually sent to where I live. Um, but, but I have been lucky to get them. So usually what I do is I review them. I put a non-spoiler review out the day they come out and I give the digital code away um, so that someone could just have the movie for free. So um, I've liked, again, I like the concept of doing shared stuff, but this one feels very lazy in how it's connected. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, also like my normal com comment is nothing feels earned. So it's like we got one Superman movie and then, now we have a Supergirl one, and so Superman just has like this orb, and he, you know, you'll see. I don't want to spoil the movie, but he's got things in it, and you're like, well, if I read the comics, I know exactly what's happening right here. Um, and that's, I guess, what these are for. These are for diehard fans because I don't think they make these for masses or new fans that much anymore. Oh no, that, that, that that's that's a niche. That's yeah, a, that's a niche market. Uh, I mean, they've even stopped doing the steel books. Like, beware yeah. my beware my power was the last time. Like, I, I searched. They didn't do a steel book for Super Sons. Mm -hmm. They didn't do a steel book for Legion of Superheroes. And I'm just like, I have gotten every steel book since the Dark Knight Returns Deluxe Edition when they were Target. Like, literally, I have them on a shelf. Yeah. And and when they don't do steel books, I'm just like, you're well, screwing wish, with my shelf here. I wish they would do because I have all the other ones where they released a graphic novel hardcover with the I movie. I have them too. Yes, yeah, I have Best that Buy. whole series. Yes. Yeah, Best Buy. Yes. I have that whole series, and I'm like, that needs to come back big time. Um, but uh, but no, I, I you know, Long Halloween I thought was really well done. Oh, um, yeah. You know, and I, I liked Super Sons, even though it's not kind of set in this universe. Technically, I don't think I finally no, watched. Yeah, like I said, I finally watched right. that last yeah, Saturday. Super Sons was really standalone, really and I loved and, and the C, and the CGI animation style. So good, worked it's so, so good. Yeah, I was yeah. impressed by that. I was like, wow, okay. But I like this Green, Green Lantern was the one that surprised me because I was mm. like, I, I, I guess the ending 
five minutes in. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. But but it I still I still enjoyed the ride. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But you know, yeah, yeah. yeah I watched that. I, one I, too, I, right? I'm glad to know I wasn't the only one going. Oh yeah. But as a Green Lantern fan, I'm like, yeah, I know this is going down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you know when you when you're watching, you kind of go like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, right there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's still, it's still worth watching. Episodes. Don't don't take a criticism. Yeah, like, it's, 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 you still yeah, gotta watch it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Still watch it, but you know, yeah. It's just it's a little predictable. Yeah. That's all, that's all we're saying. Le- Le- Legion is too. So when you watch Legion okay. five minutes in, you'll go, Oh, I know what's going on, but I'm telling you the ride is still fun. So Yeah. I'm looking for are you looking forward to the Doom that came to Gotham? You know, I'll be honest, like Ooh, I like I like I like because it was Mignola that right that did the yes. original. So yes. like I love Mignola stuff typically, and my old roommate Kevin, who uh, he used to work for Howard Stern and stuff, and he, uh, oh, he wow. he's like a huge, huge Mignola fan. He has original art pages from Mignola, like in his house. Um, and uh, all right, Ace, I get it. I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, calm down. He's all, nope. Yeah, no. he's like, no, I don't think so. I don't like this. No. Um, sorry, he's so Ace had when I rescued him, he was a they were gonna send him to a kill shelter. So he has, he has cancer. He's got a lot of problems. So that's why you hear him kind of lumber around. It's all um, good, man. No, no but problem. anyway, he, uh, so as far as Mignola, though, I'm, I'm excited. It's not a movie I thought or a story I'd ever thought I'd see ad- adapted. So I'm interested in, on that level. But I also just think of all the other amazing Elseworlds and DC stories I'd like to see made. And I'm kind of like, we need to get there. Like we need to get to, you know, I'm, I'm sure Kingdom Come is coming at some point. Unfortunately, oh, I know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, I know a lot of the ones coming out that haven't been announced yet. So there's cool stuff coming. But Doom was like one that I'm like, I'll watch it, but I want, I, you know, it's, I'm not super jazzed yet. There's one that Mike Mignola drew that is like one of my favorite stories of all time. And yeah. if it ever gets adapted, it, I will like immediately. It's a day one purchase, or aside from, and that's Cosmic Odyssey. That's a go. Oh, good, good. I absolutely good love Cosmic Odyssey. I grew up with that. It was a birthday present many years ago when my family knew that I was into Batman, but mm-hmm. you know didn't quite know what to buy. So they just found a book that had Batman and Superman on the cover with a bunch of other heroes. Yeah, they didn't know who anybody else was. They didn't know who Green Lantern was. They didn't know who Martian Manhunter was. They certainly didn't know who Darkseid or Highfather was. Sure, but that was like my baptism into like all the fourth world stuff and like. I love that story so much. And that's I love that, that that's the Mike Mignola art that like, it's funny, like at the time, not knowing who he was, like I still like the art style. And then later when I saw Hellboy, I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it. All right. <laughs> same, yeah. same I, deal. So no, if they ever adapt that, that'll be, yeah, man, that'll be. A happy I, have you ever, me. when they were doing the show, there was a, when they were doing the short stuff, um, I actually, was I pitched a couple um, and there was also a time when they were doing what's that show? Kevin Smith was working on it. It was a uh, mm. strange, strange adventures. Strange event, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, I actually was talking to someone about maybe pitching something to that show too um, early on. And I was like really trying, like I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes writings for the, for the past couple of years, but you have to do, sometimes you have to do that. It's one of the many routes to becoming a, you know, a writer. And I was hoping I'd, could break in on one of those shows um, because I had a connection over there. And so I pitched something with dead man. I pitched a couple other things. I wanted to do a, essentially like a, a like a crow type movie with dead man um, set, set in the circus um, mm. set in the circus with like, 
Killer Croc was in it. He was like the the alligator man. You know, there was like a bunch of stuff. Um, nice. The the Graysons were mentioned a couple times, and um, and I even pitched. I was talking to someone about a Robin short, uh, and I wanted to base it off the Paul Dini issue where Joker straps Robin to the passenger seat of a car. Do you ever read that issue? No, um, I'm not. What, what book was this? It's yeah. uh, I think it was Detective Comics. Paul Dini took over during the Grant Morrison. Age. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And he, he did, did he a did bunch of one offs. Yeah, yeah, he, he did, did a, a great hush stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, he did hush hush. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't called hush returns, but heart of heart hush. hush. Yeah. yeah. So in between those stories, he did these great one shots. And he did this one where Joker, it the book just starts and Robin wakes up and he's in a car and Christmas lights have are wrapped around him and he's tied to the passenger seat and his belt is on the ground, his utility belt, and Joker oh. is driving, and Joker is running people over. <laughs> and uh, and like i mean he he's shooting he pulls up next to a car and shoots the other driver like he's doing all these horrible things and just one of those many stories where joker tries to break a character mentally and robin eventually gets free and takes down the joker um by the end of the story and i just thought it was such a cool story so i was like can we do a different type of spin on that where maybe we change it? it's not a car but something dangerous because we you know we don't want to we want the hero to succeed. We don't want to hit, watch him watch 50 people die, um, but we want the threat of it. So I came up with a couple ideas and I don't know. That's like, so the animated stuff I love, even when it's just okay, it's still good enough to where I'm like, I want more of it, you know? Why is that though? Like when it comes to animated stuff, why is it like, it's so just, even if it's like, eh, that was fine, but it's so pleasing. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe well, because it's animated. We all, we all grew up probably. That's I'm, what it I'm is. I'm going to guess. We, we had Batman and then Superman yeah. and yeah, animated. Zeta Project, Batman and Beyond. Spider-Man, yes, X-Men. We, we had a shared universe with the cartoons. Yeah. I think we that's probably up, what you're probably And that's right. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because when it comes to movies and live action, we kind of like, we, we start, you know, we start pulling out the pen and we're like, wait a minute, this is not what, mm, you know, I want to hear every, cause I know you guys do a show of it and I love listening to you guys. Um, I know I don't comment a lot. There's, there's a lot of reasons for it that I don't interact as much as I used to, but I listen to every episode you guys do of the, the podcast. Thanks, man. Thank you. And, uh, and I, I want to know everyone here. What's your favorite episode of Batman the animated series? I got oh, I got a ball busting question. I know. I'll start it off. I'll start. Which of your children are your favorite? It's hard. My my absolute favorite is uh, is um, my Silicon Soul. Oh, such a great episode. Especially that ending. That's a sneaky yeah. one. People don't. A lot of people don't mention that one. It, yeah. it's 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 What's the, the, the de facto yeah. sequel to Heart of Steel. Well, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a two parter, and yeah, then right. it goes into that, and then just like, and then the very ending when he's like, "I've taken a life." Right. Right. You know, it's just that whole ending. No, was, no, no. And then, no. Doing that, and then just the way that it is. I got goosebumps just fucking talking. I know, right? Story. I mean, when right. we discussed that episode, it was oh. like, and that's the best part about going through and watching every episode is that mm -hmm. we find those gems of episodes that we're like, why don't people talk about this episode? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, I don't yeah. collect, a, I collect all the McFarlane DC figures. I have like, maybe like 160 of them now. Uh, so almost, almost all of them. Um, but the only time I buy animated stuff, I have the statue of it. I have the figure still in the box. I only ever buy hard act Batman. 
That's it. Oh, wow. That's the only thing I buy from the show. So anytime the they make a hard X Batman anything, yeah. I I buy it. Like see for uh, me, it, it it's this one that I always ah Phantasm. What a great that's great. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the one that I always that's the one I always buy. Um, I even have from the Legends of the Dark Knight episode. I have the special triple pack they had of <laughs> Batman. Uh, Kerry Kelly Robin and Mutant Leader, but done in the animated series, yeah, style. Oh, really? Wow. Um, I think Dave and I have talked about this. We didn't do yeah. it for season one. We talked about like ranking each individual season so we could eventually like pair an episode just talking about, yeah, yeah, talk about our favorites. Um, it, it's almost like I have to do it like by season, but because yeah. I have episodes like stand out to me. But mm-hmm. one that I have always loved because I just love where it goes is over the edge. Oh, uh, with the Bane story, the Bane yeah. and the and the death of Batgirl, mm-hmm. and oh, I mean that is like a crown jewel of yeah. season three. Is you know I love that episode because I remember the first time I saw it, it was like a Saturday morning, and I'm looking at this episode going, "What the shit." is happening in this episode (laughs) oh but yeah that ending that 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 ending battle between batman and bane on top of gotham central is with gordon there oh oh oh, so so good yeah it is good you're right. Oh, it's going to be a good one to discuss. I know it's hard. It's difficult. I mean, obviously, yeah, you have the gems of like Heart of Ice and all that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I mean, if I had to pick one right now, I mean, I still, I mean, just what just rings in my brain is just that last shot of Two Face Part One when he just like, uh, you know, and Grace. you know, he just no, and then he uh, just looks at Grace and he just, yeah. and you just he looks yeah. over, you see the face, and you and the, the lightning. lightning it's just so good, and then the and then <laughs> yeah. she passes out, and then you just see that shot, and he's gone, and the window is open, and I mean it's just again I got goosebumps again. It's like Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So like that, like just that one's just like sticking out of my brain right now so much. But yeah, it's it's hard. Like it's like like Ray said, it's like picking your children. Damien, what's yours? <laughs> yeah, it's so hard because I haven't watched them in such a long time. So I'm just trying to think about what kind of stands out. Um, probably. Which one was it? I am the night. Was that season two? No, that was season one. one. You know, with, yeah. with, with jazz man, with jazz man, mm. you know, the one where he's like, he, where you get like the, the sad, the sad Batman, the, oh, as he's yeah. sitting yeah. in his, yeah, yeah, yeah. The stone throne. <laughs> that one sticks out. I don't know why, but that one that one sticks out. I'm going back through and I'm watching them again. So um, because we talked about this, I think a couple of weeks ago, where I was trying to buy the whole animated series on uh, on Apple, and I could only oh, buy yeah. season one, right, for like ah. eighty Australian dollars, which was just just extortion <laughs> at its best. But I yeah. I found all of them for like ninety bucks. But um, I'm going back and rewatching all of them. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, and then, you know, there's ones like Almost Got Him that's a Oh, God, I love Almost Got Him. I mean, that's like, a, I mean, and the fact that the, it's a big rock, like, continue to rock at him. At him. Yeah. It was a big rock. <laughs> big rock. Just that you whole know, thing. And, they, and just the way that the light just does that whole thing. Oh, it shines. You, know? you get the shadow. Oh, yeah, so you get the shadow. It's just really good. So, what were you going to say, Ray? I, I, I am inclined 
to say feet of clay feet of clay is a classic one yeah. but it, because because it has two of my favorite as the set part two has like my favorite that's awesome yeah. Part two is my favorite Batman interrogation I got of all time. <laughs> See, like Scott had them... to fill you up. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, um, but I Peter think. It, but 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 if I'm if you're putting me on the the spot and I have to give you like it because a favorite can be one that you rewatch a lot. Sure can. You just mm. enjoy yeah. the like that. the ingenuity. Oh, wow. Well. Yep. I have bigger, that one. I have that one. Big, bigger box in it. Oh, okay. All, All right. right, right. But can you go grab it, Damien? That's the question. Is your signed by McFarlane? No. Uh -oh. uh, no. You mean Bruce, you mean Bruce oh, Tim? No. Oh, see, I wanted to. I there tried. Is. There we go. Yes. There we go. You've matched. I tried to get the Bruce Tim signed one, but Target. Mm. I'm sorry. Pre-ordering anything on Target Sucks. is. Yeah. Sucks. You, you, you have been through some trials and tribulations with Target. Yeah. With the, uh, oh, look at that. There you go. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, that's a good that's why, that's why that, that I was able to buy all of my Zack Snyder's Justice League McFarland's in store and none of my pre-orders ever shipped. That's why Dave has the blue and red <laughs> Superman because once I found it, I literally just grabbed hey, see, every one. Up too. Hey, nice. <laughs> Look, it's not in the box. It's not in the box, but it's on my uh, uh, desk here. Mine's still in the box. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, I, free, um, I free mine from the box. I brought this, but oh, I have wow. a massive problem with it. <laughs> oh my god. With the fist. Why, yeah. why, why? Why does he need this? He doesn't need it. He does not need no. it at all. No, no, no. But it was just um, a way to sell toys. You have to give people. It's like the vehicle. spider buggy. That's let's it. be honest. Yeah. Or the Flashmobile. But um, oh, that's right, the Flashmobile. Damn. Um, <laughs> no, I was gonna say um, well, we'll get to if you're it, if you're so smart, why aren't yeah, you rich? That's oh, a great one with the Riddler. I I I, I love it. well, it's because it, it's, it's the first Riddler episode, and and the yeah. other here's the other great thing. It's a Batman and Robin episode, and yeah. like the animated I don't know series, what's worse, the traps or the puns. Or the puns. <laughs> see, well, and it, we'll see, and so that's good. the other because that episode is like such a special one. One because it's animated series is my favorite version of Robin. Like my favorite interpretation of Robin. Mm. Like the way that they did Robin is like okay, this is the blueprint. Everybody do Robin like this. Yeah. If you're going to do Dick Grayson, right? Because I love the, the way that they incorporate it. Like he wasn't too young and he wasn't too old either. He was in, he was at Gotham State University. Like it just, the dynamic really worked. I love what Conroy and Lauren Lester well, did I knew it was going to be this boring. I would have brought my homework. <laughs> but, but are, like, you, they, are you but, sure about this? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to happen tonight. Uh-huh. Right. I'm glad you're such a great conversationalist. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's, it was fantastic between the two of them. But no, just in that episode, like the fact that it's a Batman and Robin story, it's the origin of the Riddler, yeah. which is a really tortured and twisted origin because you look at it and you're like, okay, no, your boss really is an asshole. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But you know, like when, like it, like the, the, the ending of that episode is like satisfying because the Riddler got away, but that dude is like scared shitless for the rest How of much his is life. It? Yeah, when he's like, when he's going to bed, he's like, <laughs> right, he, right. With the, he's he's got the, he's got like a twelve gauge in the bed yeah. with him. It's just oh, <laughs> so I love and and, and 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 also like just as a kid, it, it, I think we all did this, but like you know, if you you remember all the riddles, 
right? You know, yeah. like which way to the eating place, yeah. you know, right. and you know, that that's when I that's when I learned that in the Arabic world you always eat with your right hand or like you know the the, the key of what was it the key of B has two sharps There's the key of D has three but the key of C has no sharps mm-hmm. like stuff like like just you all like that stuff just sticks and and the whole that whole riddle of the Minotaur game with like the hand of fate and everything like oh, just yeah. I I I love that episode that is just a that is one that like. Probably one of my most rewatched episodes. I don't know what happened. I just realized Scott like was like frozen like this. He was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like looked over. I'm like, oh shit. What <laughs> we have yeah. we have one more. We have one more who hasn't said their favorite. Yeah, I know. I'm about to say, KC, do you have a favorite? I actually don't because I don't remember most of them. Uh, I was way too young, young when I was young, watching. He's a young buck. He's a young yeah. Buck. yeah. But um, <laughs> some of my favorite stuff was with Two Face because I really liked that iteration. Nice. Um, and yeah. also the Mister Freeze episode, the backstory that was yeah, really the heart, of heart of Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that won an Emmy. Heart, I mean, heart, heart of Ice is like, and and I mean that, that's like a massive, but like that, I feel like that and Harley Quinn are like the two biggest, like two of the most like monumental contributions that the animated series made to Batman lore, because that is now the only story for Mr. Freeze. Yes. Period. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. is literally it. <laughs> so yeah. well, he's that's the guy with think. a wife who's sick. Yeah. 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 That's what right. I always, I mean, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The changing of the, the, the source material, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, if you're going to do a Mr. Freeze story, you have, I'm like, you have an episode right there that you could just reference, just, just follow a little bit of that just a little bit that's all i mean it's right there well and you can even do like twists on it because gotham the tv show like spun it on its head that was a two-parter yep yeah so i mean it's not it's not unheard of but you know it's but it's so cool to think that that series is so iconic that it literally changed the course of the character like the universe the comics of this character have been forever adjusted in a good way because of this animated series. Uh, uh, That's why uh, I say, uh, give me Brave and the Bold that is like, that is in that vein a little bit because it's not, I mean, it's dark, but not too dark. It's fantastical. Mm -hmm. Give Mm -hmm. me that. Okay. So I'm like, Matt Reeves over here making some dark shit. Fine. I love it. I love it. It's right there. I got it hanging up. You know, I love the Batman, but at the same time, like, give me this. Like, don't go, don't, yeah, exactly. There you go. You got the cow. No, don't go. You know, we don't have to go the full worst on worst Batman cow ever. No, it's not the worst cow ever. I disagree. It's not the worst cow ever. Popcorn. No, I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah. No, but like that. That's like, like, like. I'm with you in in terms of like the tone. Like, thank you. Give right? me that blue and gray suit, man. I, I'll take that blue and gray suit. Dark blue. Dark blue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I like th- that. Thank you for dark. specifying that dark. Sorry, yeah. but thank you for yeah. specifying that dark blue. Yeah, not not, I'm, not I'm the bright blue, not blue. Adam yes. West fucking blue. I'm talking right. about. You know what? If if you really want to do something, James Gunn and crew, give me that blue and gray suit. I mean, we already have the black mm. and gray. Like 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 Snyder surprised us when when he showed that image. I remember, and then he showed it in monochrome, which was such a dick move. Yeah, how dare him? I remember, I remember when like he showed that. Everybody was like, "Wait a minute, is it all? Is it gray? Is it not?" I mean, I remember like, and it was like, "Oh man!" And then all of a sudden, it was like, "Yeah, he gave us like essentially the Dark Knight Returns 
bat suit with a fat bat and everything. And it was like, whoa, it can be done. So it's like the next thing is like, all right, somebody needs to achieve that blue and gray suit. And like I said, just make it a dark. This, make it a spe navy speaking gray. of this version is the perfect opportunity for that. It though. totally is. Yeah, it, totally it is. is. Speaking of Dick Move, why don't you just make it Dick Grayson wear that blue and gray? Yeah, that, that's what yeah. we were talking about. Yeah. Before oh. you showed um, up. You, I mean, so, so, so you got you guys want yeah. that. You got you guys want. Well, that too. I mean, the Damien story. The <laughs> I, it, it, see, first my, of my, all, we we've had serious Batman yeah. since two thousand five. Yeah. yeah, and you know now currently uh, Ben Affleck's Batman existed just like a while ago, and Matt Reeves' Batman is just taking off. So I don't see a point in doing another series Batman. Like, like that is my preferred version, but you can have multiple different versions, right? So why not just this sure. one be a little different? So I, I, it, I, I had a conversation where I was talking to um, someone about Batman because, like I said, I was pitching like a short for Robin and a couple other things, and they were like, you know, everyone comes in with a Batman story. Why don't you have a Batman story? And I'm like, because I figured you'd have like a million of them from people who are very talented and bigger names. And I said, but of course, everyone has a Batman story. But my, all of my Batman stories all revolve around Bruce Wayne in like in a, in a very direct way. And that's because of the cartoon. Because one of my other favorite episodes is the one where he gets amnesia and he's put in a camp where he's the forgotten, you know, yeah, the forgotten where all the homeless guys are being taken from Gotham and basically the cool end, hand Luke and the, the Batman, the animated it's, series. Yeah, it's so cool. It's neat because it, to me that, that episode showed. So I, without getting into too much details, cause I don't want to bring the room down, but I, I have a very, like my childhood, a lot of it was not good. In fact, it was so bad. I don't even remember most of it. Um, so like seeing Bruce in that episode lose his memories, but still have the heart of a good person. And then literally at the end, when everything comes back to him, he gives those guys he helped free jobs, you know? And it showed me like this level of compassion that I never really saw with Batman where he's like, he's like, Oh, it's like those two homeless guys that he helped. They all worked together and broke out of that place. At the end, he's like, here, here's a card. Go to Wayne Enterprise and ask for a job, you know? And I'm like, that's fantastic. Like, that's, I love yeah. that up there, that he comes from a place of pain. And although he, as Batman, uses that uh, for, you know, taking down crime and stuff, but there's still a human in Bruce. And, you know, and I, so all my stories revolved around someone who's getting, who's dealing with their trauma uh, because obviously that's how I approach things and how I would, because they say, right, what you know? So I, that's why I like that episode a lot. Cause I'm like, and that show consistently had moments like that. For well, and even that. the comics had a great moment and I, and I'm, I'm blanking on which one it is, but the, I remember there being like an almost entire story about Bruce coming into work at Wayne enterprises and there being a story behind every employee that he yes. encountered. Cause I remember one was like a former henchman, who's mm -hmm. working as a security guard. Yeah. And it's, I, I think even Damien's like, is that so you can keep an eye on? No, it's because, you know, he just yeah. needs a, he just needs an honest living and he'll be fine. Like, yeah. and I'm trying to remember what story this was, but I just remember that one where it was like, everyone they encountered at Wayne Enterprises, there was a personal story about why they are now working. Like, why did Bruce hire them Right. At Wayne Enterprises. They got a second chance or a lifeline or like it's like a single mom who lives in a, a bad neighborhood. Yes, yes. It's all these things where he's just like, 
he's paying attention as Batman, as Bruce Wayne and going like, how can I use Bruce Wayne to help this person instead of just Batman? And, uh, and I, I like that. Cause I, I feel Bruce, like I feel a lot of times people just go, Oh, he's Batman. And that's it. He, when he, when his parents were killed in front of him from that day forward, he was just Batman. And I'm like, no, that's the coolest thing about Batman is there's a duality there. There's a guy who is, who is not handling his trauma well. And then there's a version of him that is, which is why you talked about Two-Face earlier, why he's one of my favorite Batman villains. Cause he's the, he's literally the Batman gone wrong. You know, the Bruce Wayne Batman duality mm. gone wrong. And that's what uh, I loved about uh, the Two-Face episode is like, remember when he was like, you know, even part one and part two is the fact that he was trying to, well, part one, I think was more, more, more emphasizes the fact that, and I even thought about like, you know, I want to see this in live action is the fact that like he gets obsessed with helping his friend, his right. friend is like psych, you know, the psychologically, mm-hmm. you know, fucked up because, you know, big bag Harv and stuff like, mm-hmm. and, and just everything that's happening. And there's like the scene in that episode where he's just, you got the, all the psychology books laid out in the clip. Part, it was the very thing. beginning of part two. Cause it, that's, part very, two that's the very beginning of part two, right? Yeah. Cause part two starts with Bruce having that nightmare. The nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. The nightmare. And then he's yeah. just in the bat cave, just obsessing about it because i'm sorry seek if you thought i was just a nerd who prepped for these episodes no i really do know way too much shit about this series no i can tell like i've been doing this long enough to where and i've been in rooms with people who you know write stories and pitch stories and 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 just been fans or been on podcasts i can tell just how people the cadence in their voice and their passion i can i'm like oh he knows that right off the top of his head that's a thing i still love the fact that the voice of Two Face is Bull from Nightcrawler. I still love that. Yeah, yeah. Or the first uh, immortal villain in the first episode of the Highlander TV series. Was he? Oh, Jesus! Wow. What a reach! Jesus! Wow, well, that was he... a fucking pull. How did you know that? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, right. entire, I, I own the entire series of Highlander. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> because you know the, the only the only episode of the TV series that Christopher Lambert showed up in as Connor was the okay. pilot. Yeah, that's cool. I have weird stuff like yeah too because people will say like I'm I'm a big Mark DeCascos fan. And so, like, I'll always, like, try to, like, if I'm writing or pitching something, I'm like, oh, think of Mark DeCascos. And everyone's like, who the, who's that? And I'm like, you know, only the strong. And they're like, what? And I'm like, the crow, the TV show? They're like, there was a crow TV show? <laughs> and I'm like, well, he was in John Wick recently. Hey, I was just like, about oh, to say, now you can tell them that. They're like, why didn't you say that? Yeah. <laughs> yes. John oh, no, Wick chapter that's three. What, that's yeah. what happens with me when, like, when people are like, hey, what's that movie with so-and-so? And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, it's blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, yeah. they're like, how the fuck did you know that? I'm like, you know what's funny? <laughs> I didn't even see the movie. I just know about it. And it's just fucking stuck in my head. I didn't even see the fucking movie, but I knew. Man, exactly six degrees we of Kevin Bacon is no fun with oh, us. Dude, oh, dude. My, friends, my friends used to challenge me to do like how can you connect oprah winfrey and chuck norris or some shit like that and i would sit there and i would be quiet and i would be like i can figure this out and then i would just sit there and then all of a sudden I'd be like i got it and then i would say it and be like how the fuck did you do that i'm like what did she connect oprah winfrey you know? and chuck norris Oh yeah, I that got I know there was I, I somehow did it. That's why I bring that up, Ray. No, no, I no, somehow no, did no, it. No. You can do that. You can do that. You can do that in uh you can probably do that in three. 
because you got Oprah Winfrey, who was mm -hmm. in color, color purple. purple with color Donald purple. Glover, with Donald Donald Glover in Lethal Weapon. No, 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 Gibson. no, 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 not Donald Glover, not Donald Glover, uh, Danny Glover, Danny Glover with Mel Gibson in mm -hmm. Lethal Weapon, and then Mel mm -hmm. Gibson in. Pick your Expendables movie. Expendables. I was just about to say. You literally just said what I was about to say. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. But mind you, this was when I was younger and there wasn't that Expendables movie yet. No, but somehow did it. I somehow did it. This was like in high school and somebody challenged me with that and I fucking figured out. I don't remember how I figured out, but somehow, yeah. No, no. But my friends used to challenge me with a six degrees of whatever fucking thing and I would be like, all right. And I would just sit there and then I would figure it out yeah it's just one of those things can you, is it just actors or can you do like directors i probably because could but i never, it technically, never directors, there's always actors okay because okay because you, you know the movie sidekicks chuck norris yeah. sidekicks love that okay, movie so, so is may rest in peace thank you he's in sequest dsv with yes. ray scheider who was directed in jaws by steven jaws, spielberg who also jaws, directed the color yeah, purple yeah. with oprah winfrey yeah. There you go. Oh. <laughs> See, and that's probably I don't that's probably what it was. Maybe I did it a different way. I don't know. But yeah, I would always be like, name two actors, I can connect them in less than six actors. Mm -hmm. See, see, yeah. talking DC can be fun if you're in the right circles. Exactly. Yeah, it, yes. it's funny because like I I literally like I, I don't I, I'm a very introverted person and with with uh with some of the health stuff I have going on, I really don't go out much. So uh, and when I do my show, it's very isolating. It's just me talking about Venom, you know, and then so, some, you know, sometimes people comment back. So for me to get DC stuff in, this is like, man, it's like a good feeling. Like, I, I don't think I've smiled this much in a while. Well, well, it's, well take, let know, me share a quote with you that yeah. you might appreciate. This is something that I found on the internet that really spoke to me. Maybe it'll speak to you. Mm. And, and it was a quote that said, I used to think I was an introvert because I liked being alone, but I found out that I, and very extroverted around people who bring me peace. And I like my peace. That's good. I, well, so the, putting it. the, I used to be a little bit, when I lived in LA, I was more outgoing and I, they, they, uh, I was seeing a doctor. I was having memory loss problems. Uh, I, so like, I'm, like I said, I'm an aneurysm survivor. So we thought it was just like a, okay, it's time. Like you're, you're, everything else is falling apart. You've been, we've been gluing you together for a couple of years now, but your memory is starting to go. And we think you're entering an early onset dementia, which at hearing that at like 38 years old was like crushing. Um, and then for the past two years, uh, it turned out something completely different was going on. And we went from early onset dementia to, to seeing if I had schizophrenia to doing other things. And I got so scared that I was, um, crazy that I stopped going out and doing stuff and hanging out with people. And I moved to Florida and kind of isolated myself. And, and uh, what I ended up finding out is that I have a, a version of DID called OSDD one a. Okay. So it's, so, uh, uh, so I actually have multiple personalities for lack of a mm -hmm. better term. And so I'm not actually, I just, I become someone else and they do something. And then I'm like, wait, how is it Tuesday? I was telling this to Dave earlier. Like, yeah. Um, Cause I've been posting. Nice I, yeah. Like I have um, on my wall, which is a character I never cared about, but one of my alters watched the show um, after we were, we had been diagnosed for a while, a while at that point and there was a suicide attempt. And so 
that's when the therapy started becoming more frequent and they were able to piece together what was actually happening to me. And I was like, yeah, because I will fall, like, I will be like, all right, I'm going to bed. It's Monday. And then it's next, you know, it's Thursday and I'm at work folding shirts. And I'm like, I'm like, how, wait, what? And I would have these episodes where I just thought my man, I thought we thought my memory was just leaving me and I would just jump from one point in time to the other. But it turns out for those three days where I thought I was asleep, somebody else was going to work for me. Um, and that's what we learned and discovered, you know, through getting, you know, hearing from my employer and them talking to, um, you know, me getting like, um, I guess, testimonials from them so we could piece this together. And that's what we, we discovered over time was that I'm just, there's, well, it turns out there's more than four of me, but there was four of me at the time. And now we're learning about others. So it, this comes from, I guess, something that happened when I was a kid and, mm-hmm. and all my memories um, of that are gone, but one of us still has those memories. So it's, it's been a process. So this is why I've made less YouTube content for a while. I've put all these boards on my wall to try to increase communication between us. You know, what's your goals? What do you want? You know, what, what would you like to do with a life? And it's the weirdest thing to explain to people. Um, and unfortunately, the first few people I told, um, including family members, reacted very badly. And, uh, and it, because, because some of it's childhood related, they feel responsible, they feel like they're to blame, and they kind of, so it's caused a rift you know, and it's, it's been really tough, but Moon Knight was one of those shows that after, I think after it was finished, I finally was like, all right, I'll watch this. But like, I don't, okay. So he has what we have, but I don't care. But something about watching the show, like I, before then I only thought about movies like Fight Club or Mm. identity or identity or split where I just know the, the fantasized version of it where one person's a killer, you know? And, (laughs) and so I was kind of like Venom too. Yeah, like, well, it turned out, like, how funny that turned out to be, where it's like, right? yeah, uh, and, and yeah, well, I, I don't want to get into that, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's kind of a, a thing that parallels Venom in a way where we have, so the other thing, I'll just say this since we're talking DC, this is how much DC means to me. So for people who go, oh, yeah, everyone's a fan, everyone's a fan, I'll just explain to you when we were a kid, we don't know all the details, but somehow we ended up in a hospital. Our dad was a cop. He was abusive. So we ended up in the hospital to a head trauma and we were maybe seven turning eight. This was our introduction into comic books. Our mom bought us a comic a sack of comic books. Green Lantern was the first one we read. Green Lantern became our favorite superhero. And anytime something bad happened, I guess we would go sit in a corner or sit somewhere and read Green Lantern comic books or X-Men or other things, I'm sure too. But Green Lantern had such an effect that after my aneurysm in 2010, uh, I woke up in a hospital with no memories of everything for the first 28 years of my life. And my brother was there and he, like my mom did, gave me comic books. And at this time it was Green Lantern. He was like, oh, it's your favorite character. It's Green Lantern. Blackest Night and Brightest Day were coming out. So then I get introduced to the new green lantern stuff where it's, you know, the different colors and all that. So our brain, as we found out recently in therapy, after going for a year and like two months, our brain is patterned the way we're divided. Our, our, our alters it. 
I, if I could draw it for you, I would. It's on my Instagram. It looks like the Green Lantern logo. Wow. So there's a circle. Oh, really? There's a circle and I'm in the middle. And then there's someone on this side and someone on this side. Then there's a wall up here that separates three uh, identities up here. And then there's a wall down here that separates the other three. And it literally looks like a Green Lantern logo. And we were, and just seeing that I, I cried because I was like, I don't, I, now I, I'm crazy. I was like, just lock me up. Like I, I, I must be crazy. And she, and you know, our therapist said, no, this is your brain felt so safe in escaping reading these comics that this is how it, it compartmentalizes. Yes. To, to put trauma here, to put this here. And, and so it's, was so wild because all I could do was think about that kid and what he must have gone through that was so terrible, you know. So, so lately I've been getting like I ingest comic book stuff, but I've been getting more into like that kind of stuff, like you know, trying to find other people that have overcome something because I, I need help. Like I'm like I'm I'm strong. I keep getting more introverted. Meanwhile, another version of me has a nine to five job <laughs> like that goes out and, and earns for us. And I have another version of me that uh, builds shelves and does like um, crown molding and stuff. I'm like, I don't even know how to do that. Like, when did I learn to do that? And he's making side money doing that. It's it's the weirdest. Experience. So, so there'll be times where you wake up and there's something that's built like that and you have no idea. Like, like I said, uh, you talked earlier where you were saying, how often do you rearrange your apartment? Yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes it's not even me that rearranges it. So I'll like, I'll wake up and I'll go, holy shit. And I'm facing like this way. Different angle. Yeah. Where all my Moon Knight stuff is on that side of the apartment where before it was behind me. And I'm like, wait, when did this get back here? And then I have to check my phone. How many days have I been gone? Holy crap. He did all this in six hours. Like, you know, and it's it's one of those scenarios where I, there's a wall between us. So I don't know what he does and he doesn't know what I do. So that's why we go to therapy. We're trying to communicate better. Mm -hmm. So that's what all my boards are for. So we all have a board where we write like what we got to do that day. And we try to do our best. You know, there was one day he wrote something. He was like, Hey, I was at work. Who who showered? (laughs) He's like, cause I'm at work and I smell. You know, like, oh, he, wow. like, cause we leave notes in our phone and he's like, so, Hey, whoever is around in the morning, make sure you shower. And it's like things like you don't think about like, uh, how many times did we eat today? Cause I know I ate once, but did the others eat lunch and then dinner, you know, and, and I'm hungry. So is it okay to eat or am I going to eat the fifth meal of the day? You know? And so it's trying to keep track of all that has been, my weight has definitely fluctuated like a lot because of sure. that. um you so know, and we got joshua right here he said he's also an aneurysm survivor no way when you were yeah. 28 that's how old i was yeah you are kidding hey are if you're not following me on instagram joshua please do let's let's talk mm-hmm. i don't meet i've met a couple other survivors and i joined a couple groups through the, the aneurysm foundation and the joe necro foundation and so i i don't get a lot of chance to talk so that's a wow dude nice to meet yeah. you joshua yeah, there you go. Hit him up, Josh. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I knew I was like, you know, I was aware of some of the uh, the stuff, and you know, and then when I saw, I that was one of the reasons why I reached out to you today because I saw the charts and I'm like, okay, oh, I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't reached out in a little bit for 
you know, from Seek. And I saw that. I'm like, okay, he's getting back into his stuff. Checked your channel. I saw you've been doing some stuff, but you're going to try to get back. And then, yeah, we just talked. I'm like, hey, if you want to come on tonight, let's do it. And yeah. Well, so fantastic. Seek, please take this within the spirit that I am intending it. But I think it's okay. so powerful and wonderful. And I sound like a weird word, but your openness to share. I always feel like this is the... Yeah, the problem with mental health large. is that so many we people don't, about don't want to talk about it and people don't want to hear it. And the problem sure. is when people don't want to talk about it and people don't want to hear it, shit doesn't get done. And right. I, you are a inspiring person no. in that you are being open and willing to share so that people can be more empathetic. People can understand better. And I think that's so good it's so important well i appreciate that i don't i don't take compliments well at all but that's very nice of you to neither say. do i uh, i hate, I, I'm, I'm not good at compliments uh, people are like yeah. saying something like eh, get the fuck so i'm gonna fart now and then I'm yeah i know exactly I understand. Uh, i'm a middle school teacher i understand that well. reaction so it's yeah. fine um oh, no, i'm with you on that i i can't take compliments well either i i'm like i'm one of those i'm like yeah get the fuck out of here what are you talking about you know but yeah i know exactly exactly Scott just gives me shit all the time about you know well thanks for you get what you know, for making me yeah. feel safe enough to open up no dude you're dude this you guys, is always always like i had so much fun here that i was like i don't want to tell them but i really also no. like i don't get this a lot like where i'm i'm with like around like-minded people who are, are cool so um, so thank you for that. I mean, I get on Instagram yeah, sometimes, but I, I, I didn't want to tell anyone. Cause like I said, the first couple people I told that were close to me, some of them reacted really badly. Um, and it, it, it put me in a spot where I'm like, and I would even say if someone told me this before I knew what I was going through, I would have been like, okay, dude, you know, like, like, sure. All right. Well, good luck with that. You know, I, I, I don't know. I have empathy, but even I, I think, like I said, I only, I never understood what this was. And and when they told me like exactly what it was, they're like, this is a coping designed by the brain to help you survive something that was so bad that you couldn't process it as a child. And I'm like, Jesus wow. Christ. Like, uh, and once they explained it to me that way, and then my therapist said probably the, the coolest thing ever to me, which made me feel great. Cause I'm her first patient that has a version of this. Um, and she said, just don't think of it like you're, cause I kept saying like, Oh God, I'm crazy. I just try to kill myself. Like, please lock me up. Like, you know, I just need to be put away and you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm a harm to myself. And she's like, she's like, no, she's like, you're actually, this is how strong you are. You know, she was like, this is how strong you are. Your brain literally forged. It's, it changed its way of working just to help you survive. And she's like, that's how strong you are. And I'm like, wow. God. And again, I don't like compliments. So I'm like, so I farted in her office. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, and I think also, I mean, the concept, I mean, what you're describing is it's not alien, I think, to, a, a, I mean, it's alien. I, that sounds so weird. I, I'm going to trip over myself and stick my foot in my mouth at some <laughs> point. It's going to happen. All right. We, we, but it's, it's it, it, while it's not usual to meet someone with a condition similar to yours, I think, however, it's interesting that those of us who tend to be more in the geek realm, this is why personally I always enjoy speculative fiction and science fiction is because I get 
we've been introduced to these concepts for years in a very fictionalized, fantastical way. But like science fiction can teach us about science or comic books and kind of start to give us psychology, it's really interesting to be able to at least have a baseline to go, no, I get what you're talking. Like, I get the general idea of what you're talking about. Please tell me more so I can understand better and help support you better. I, I think more people need to take it from a how can we support each other yeah. is, is we need more of that yeah. in the world. We well, we're, we're, we're all fans of the same thing, and it's it's yeah. it's just cool because I'm sure when we were kids, like again, I don't remember even Bat. We were talking about Batman the animated series. I watched that 12 years ago, coming out of the hospital. You know, I had all the DVDs and stuff, so it's like, oh, I watched them because they, you know, my family were like, oh, this you love this stuff. You're a DC fan, so I so I'm like not sharing childhood memories with you of my Silicon Soul. I'm sharing memories from 12 years ago when I, for me, for the first time, watched that show. Um, and that was the other thing was learning that I'm like, well, okay, so I thought I was just me, like with no memories, but I'm, I'm a completely new, I'm what our brain created because the aneurysm was so devastating. So, so I, I I'm a new thing. I'm literally 13 years old. Um, and the guy who goes to work for me is one years old, <laughs> like uh, in a sense, you know, obviously he's a little bit more, he's a lot more advanced than a one year old, but um, it's just, it's very strange uh, to talk about. So I appreciate you guys just being so cool about it. Cause it's uh, absolutely, man. it's just, and, and so we're, no, and this is what I mean by green lantern. Like there's, I categorize them all by colors apparently. So there's green, blue, the one that we thought was wrong was fade fade. We thought was, we were like, Oh, well, that's not a green lantern color. So what is, why do we have one called fade? Well, fade can't read or write or talk. He's nonverbal. So I guess in therapy, when he tried to write his name, he wrote fade, but it's actually rage. So we learned he's actually red and I'm like, Holy shit. And then recently we went three weeks nearly three full weeks without sleep. Um, and Jeez. none of us knew it because we all, you know, wake up and do our thing. And so I was like, Oh, I'm actually getting writing done. And, and, you know, we're getting, we're working extra hours at work. I'm like, how are we doing all this? And here we were just completely destroying our body. And we had to, you know, deal with that in therapy and talk about it and find a way to, you know, okay, we have a curfew now. We have to, this is when we can, we have to go to bed by because another personality showed up. So when we had our aneurysm at 28, we were working two jobs in, in LA. We were doing television production, which was like 14 to 16 hour days, sometimes longer. And then we were also interning and writing and doing comic book stuff and drawing. And we were burning the candle both ends. And what ended up happening is we just exasperated our stress and our condition and an aneurysm ruptured. Um, so mm. we had a, a personality show up that literally shut our body down. So we were at work and apparently blue just fell over, fell and hit his head on the ground and just stopped moving. And our boss, who is a former nurse and EMT, she jumped down to help us thinking we were going to have a seizure because we have seizures and we're prone to them. But, we weren't moving. She was just like, you weren't moving. Nothing was happening. 
And so an ambulance came where, you know, we went and did all that. And what ended up happening was, or actually, no, did it? no, she, she asked me if she wanted to call an ambulance, but we called my friend Nate, who's emergency contact. So I hate, cause they make you, they pay, make you pay for ambulances. So if I can have a friend drive me, <laughs> I'd rather a friend drive me. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure. so, so luckily yeah. we woke up though. And, and, and we, we got our facilities about us, you know, or got, got our, got back on our feet. Um, but I was only in there in blips, you know, I, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm at our, you know, blues work and then I'm gone. And then, so we found out that this other personality, its function is to make us sleep when we don't sleep. So when, when, if we're all up, it wakes up and then it, it forces us, however, to go to sleep. Um, and so, and this was something we didn't know about before. So again, it's just like, as soon as we think we're starting to get a handle of things, something new comes along that just because our, our stress exasperates everything. And, you know, we're, we're trying to pay bills. We're trying to do all normal people stuff. And then also like, you know, we had like fade spent $300 on DoorDash, and that's the month we figured out, Oh, there's someone else in here. Wow. <laughs> cause, cause, and how the hell does he know how to work DoorDash? <laughs> it's like, he can't even, he's nonverbal. Like what we just, I guess he can write to an extent, but pressing buttons, it's like a child. And so, and he eats, he eats like he depresses. Um, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. So it's like, it's like, so these are all, so everything's like, it's weird as we figured things out, everything has a specific function. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it, when I see people online, like I'm new to, like I said, I try to look out for other people that have something like this and, some of the other YouTubers I've seen, they're like, their whole channel's based on it. Oh, I have, you know, 500 multiple personalities or whatever. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, like, well, okay, well, I can't, I can't converse with this person. That seems way too intense. And I don't want to make, I'm never going to make my channel about this, you know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. same thing with aneurysms. Like, I'm like, well, I want to make a YouTube channel that escapes this stuff. Um, but, you know, so, and, and just bring it up from time to time. But, so I don't know. I had a point I was going where somewhere I was going to tie back to what Scott said. And then it's okay, man. No, this is, um, I'm just glad no. I'm still here this whole time. No, 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 man. I have great. Like, switched. Oh, come on. You should stay for the four or five or six. Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're crazy up in here. I'll stay for another. I'll stay for yeah. another hour. Hey, you know sure. what? Stay as long as you want, man. It's fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm glad you actually talked about this because I've, I was always curious about, and I never wanted to like, you know, asked fully i mean i know i knew some things about it you know you've told me you know certain things in the past about this stuff but mm -hmm. you really didn't tell me about like some of this and then today when we were talking and you were basically saying like you know i basically went to sleep monday woke up thursday and i was like wait what like like you you were asleep the whole time i was like to so totally like you know because when, like you said when you see this stuff in movies it's so fantastical you know, I have a Fight Club poster right there. And, you know, I mean, obviously it deals with that, but it's in a movie, it's in a cinematic level. So you just kind of go, it's, you know, it's entertainment. It's in the sense, you don't really think about like, you know, a real life situation where somebody literally just goes, yeah, I, I have a block of like two and a half days. I don't remember shit, but then I was still functional because another personality in my brain was operating this body that I have. And you just don't really think about it because, yeah. So when you were like saying that, I was like, wow, that is, you know, it was interesting. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally glad you're talking about this right now. It's so very la interesting. Last summer, we, 
I had to, um, I had a, a, a rotator cuff tear and mm. I also had to get a temporary pacemaker. Um, Jeez. and the worst part was, is that we, uh, so we found this out in therapy too, because my arm, when we were after the pacemaker, we were working on we were one thing at a time and my arm, I was like, okay, let's focus on this. But blue would go to work and use the arm and then green uses the arm all the time. And he wants to take boxing lessons and, you know, and all this other stuff, stuff that I guess he used to do um, because apparently green has been around green, green graduated high school. So we have a class ring that I never knew the story behind that our mom gave us. And it has the, it, it's a, it's a, our uh, birthstone is emerald, you know, cause we're born in May. And so there's a green emerald on our ring and it says Vincent. And then inside there's these four initials V A M B. And we found out that we were actually diagnosed with this at 20. And, um, and back then it was, there was also four. And it was, uh, and Vincent was one of them. And that who, that's who Green is. So he actually has memories that go back as, as far as we know to at least high school, if not earlier. And, but he won't talk about them in therapy. He's like the, the stoic one, you know, uh, he's, uh, he's will power. So he's not like, he doesn't, you can't break him. And so like, uh, he doesn't talk. So he also has a different pain threshold that we found out that then we do. So you could like stick him with something and he won't feel it as, as you know, intensely as I would. So he'll use the arm after we had it, you know, worked on and, and had to go through physical therapy to try to, you know, get the kinks out and stuff. And he's still using it like, you know, shadow boxing. Like, I'm like, what the hell dude? Like you're hurting our arm. And he's like, Oh uh, yeah, well it doesn't hurt for me. So, so I'm going to keep using it. And it's, it's adding stress to me. So it's just um, interesting how, because a lot of it, you could say, oh, well, then the pain is psychological. And so, okay, well, then how do we deal with the pain if it's just psychological? But it's like, no, but your rotator cuff is still torn. So that's still real pain. So it's it's like this yo-yo of like trying to find a solution and then being back at step one every time. So it just like, it gets, it gets so frustrating. It's, I, it's, I'm sure, man. I mean, um, the brain is such an God. It's such an interesting, such an interesting thing. I mean, especially when you can like, like, like yesterday, I woke up feeling like a million bucks, and then this yeah. morning I woke up, I f- just felt like, ugh, you know. And it's just like, you know, it's just like one of those things. And I, and I, I felt like I got a good night's sleep last night, you know. It's just, it's just one of those. It's just, I'm not trying to compare with all, obviously no, what you're going through, but it's just, it's just like one of those things where you just the brain is such an interesting thing because one day you could be like on top of the world, I'm going to accomplish this. I'm, and then all of a sudden the next day you could just feel blah. But I mean, obviously the, this is a whole other level and it's just, man, I mean, it's just, just hearing this. It's, it's you know, like you said, I mean, the whole pain thing, you know, one, one, one personality, not feeling it. And then of course it's like, Hey, guess what? There's an injury here. You're not feeling it, but guess what? I am, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's so interesting. So interesting. So. Um, well, let's, let's, uh, th- thanks for letting me get all that out. But, no, get, uh, you know, I'm glad like, you did, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I'm so excited to talk more DC stuff. Oh, I, we I do don't that. get a chance. No, hey, no, no, that's fine. How about a flash movie? Cause we got a trailer. coming. Yeah, yes. I was going to bring that up because obviously, you know, you know, we could transition to the flash and, uh, it's we did Dave's show, Scott. 
No, <laughs> no, no, I'm the captain. I'm the captain now. When Scott's here, when Scott's here, he can be, you know, you know, because he's co-host, you know, every Sunday. Even though we're not doing one this Sunday, you know, tomorrow because it is somebody's Super watching the freaking Super Bowl. I oh mean, yeah, you know, not somebody, Scott. Half the world. Okay, okay. that's fine. I can. It's pretty more. big here in Australia. It's pretty big here in Australia. <laughs> I like, can do people, other productive people, things. You know, People, a lot of people are back working in offices here, but people go leave the office because it's on at about ten thirty Monday morning for us. People leave the office, go to a cafe or a bar, no shit, and watch it mid morning. <laughs> it's huge here. It's really big. Uh, it, yeah. th- this year, the Super Bowl is broadcast by Fox, and that is one of the two that that that's one of the three affiliates that I work for. So literally, like as far as where I live. Our my station is broadcasting it. So what did I have to do yesterday and today? I had to like, you know, being back in my old department, it's like, okay, most of the commercial breaks are like commercials. They're sold. And I can't even tell you how much even stuff around here like sold for like local commercials. Like it is a shitload of money in terms of like, like, local... early previews for what? <laughs> for trailers and stuff that gets played not that one no not that one <laughs> um, but I did have to because like they, they sometimes they do give us they, they give the promotions department a little bit of time so I was the one in charge of like scheduling all of the promos that we're going to run like during the pre because the, the pregame is like five hours it starts at noon and goes mm-hmm. up until when the game starts oh, at like 6 30. Oh yeah, no, dude, it is a dude. It's a whole it is day. A, it's a whole it is day, a religion day. here, Damien. It is a religion. It, it should be a holiday. We should yes. all have the next day off. A, have, have you ever seen our real yeah. monsters? You ever so you're gonna go to work next day? Yes, <laughs> it, it, we do. Have, yeah. have, you ever, have you ever seen the TV show Our Real Monsters, the Nicktoon, Damien? No. no. That's my favorite Nicktoon like of all time. And it's awesome because like it's it's just it's about these monsters that live in a city dump and like their ecosystem and like how their whole it's it's like the precursor to Monsters Inc. Only funnier in my opinion. Uh, right. okay. But like they have this annual tradition, this 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 thing they have like the the annual riding of the Great Wave, which since they live in the city dumps across the the world, it's this giant wave of water that rushes through the sewer that they surf on and like whoever wins the race every year wins the big trophy. Right. Well, the great wave in the, in the show is halftime at the super bowl when everybody goes to the bathroom and flushes the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) That is the great wave. And it, and it's just little jokes like that, like about like our culture. It's like, that's how big the fucking super bowl is. It is utterly massive. It is a, it it, it it should be a national holiday. We we sh- I shouldn't have to go to work on Monday, but I but I do. Yeah. Well, or it I should be on a to. Saturday, but then of course you can't call it Super Bowl Sunday. There's like a ring to it. Super Bowl Saturday, does that have a ring to it? Maybe. I don't know. I know. But I don't think they can change tradition for no. sure. So what do we think about the poster? I saw your short, Dave. So we've heard yeah. your thoughts. So my thoughts, and uh we could I'm gonna share it right now I, I, so we can I, I, I have to be a hundred percent honest. Ray, hold on. We're, we're watching Dave's thoughts right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait your turn. 
There you go. Well, you, said right you said we already heard his thoughts. I know, exactly. You already heard my thoughts. You guys can go. I mean, obviously, you know. Um, but yeah, we can go. Uh, let seek, seek. What, what, what do you? Yeah, how do you ahead. feel about the poster? Well, I, I actually a thousand percent agree with you about the heads because I, as a, as a also the floating heads. Yes. Yeah, as like a yes. marketing someone who's worked in marketing and design stuff, like. Oh, I hate that. I hate that so yeah. much when there's 50 heads so on it. Did you see the new Ant-Man poster that came out today? <laughs> heads. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> heads everywhere. Heads. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. But this this poster is really cool because it's uh there's like an atmosphere to it. There's like there mm -hmm. it feels epic in a way. Um it looks like a kind of like an old school adventure film poster. Mm -hmm. Um which I really, really dig. I love the bat signal coming in above the the bat wing. So I, I don't know. I'm curious. I, I'm I go back and forth on this film. Um, I'll be honest. I'm I'm not really excited for any of the four final movies in this current slate before we get on to the next stuff. Um, but I probably, being a fan, I'll probably still end up seeing them all. My friend Nathan, he's he's uh my emergency contact at work but he's like uh or our our contact at work but he's my best friend and he drags me to every movie i hate going to movie theaters if, if anyone doesn't know that about me I, I i like watching movies at home i'm an introvert but he'll probably drag me so i'll see it but i i think the poster is i'm so glad they did something like this and not like just four 40 heads on a poster <laughs> yeah this is cool I like it yeah no when i, I, I agree when i it. looked at this Sorry, you go, Dave. You go. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to ask you, Damien, like the next, like you were going to be next in line. How are you feeling about this? I was going to say, when I saw this, it kind of feels like to me, like there's a lot, for me, there's a lot of intrigue when I look at it. I reckon this is kind of like Michael Keaton's view. Like it's kind of like what he's through his eyes. So the flash mm. is busted into the Batcave. He's looking, mm. he's looking for Batman and Michael Keaton's behind him somewhere. And he's like, who the fuck is this in my cave? <laughs> so that's how I kind of I see it through the eyes of Bruce Wayne, like Batman in the cave. And I, lo I love the Batwing hanging over yeah. the Flash. But um, that's how I, I have high hopes for this film. As much as there's been a, a lot of intrigue and, and <clears throat> a lot of stuff around Ozan uh, Miller. But, I, I yeah, I love the source material that it's based on. So I, I hope that um, I, I hope that I'm happy with it. Nice. Casey? Yeah, so for me, um, to me, a best, you know, all the best posters of films are, to me, it's the perfect poster is in one frame, how do you describe the movie, right? Mm -hmm. So all the best posters in just one shot, you should know what the movie is about. And this to me feels like that as well. Like, what is going on here? The Flash is in Keaton's Batcave. That's the that's what the movie is about, and uh, I feel like they captured that pretty well. Uh, the suit I'm still not completely sold on, uh, but I want to see it in you know actual finished movie or trailer um, before we've seen it in teasers and stuff like that. But that probably doesn't give us the full um, version of the suit. But uh, yeah, this looks very cool. I really like the uh, Batman thing. That was unexpected because. They could have left that out and the poster would still have been cool, but that gives such a, you know, um, unique perspective to the poster. And of right. course, I'm looking forward to the film just like everyone else. <laughs> just like For various reasons. Certain people. Not All right, Ray? I think that 
one first thing to me is like it, it, and I, I said this to detractor not detractors necessarily but people that are that are skeptical of what this poster represents that that don't feel like this is going to be a flash film they feel like this is going to be a justice league slash batman film that features the flash my first thoughts is let us all just give some form of thanks as fans that after five years, this fucking movie finally exists. Yes. <laughs> it is actually going to be released in a form that we are going to see because Don't for the love it, of Ray. God. Seriously. No, 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 no. Casey, they've committed too much. They've committed too much. This fucking thing is coming out. Okay? It's going to be released in some form. Like, you know, whether it's here or on HBO Max, I don't know. We'll see. But like, <laughs> that's my first thought is like a real official poster for a film that is going to be released. Awesome. Now, as far as everything else with respect to it, I, I got to be honest. There's been so much speculation, so much this and that and hemming and hawing. And I've literally like people are like picking this thing apart, which we do as fans, we pick things apart. What does this mean? What does that mean? What are we guessing here? What are we guessing there? And I am at this point where it's like, I'm just ready for the movie to tell me what it is. I really am. It, like it, people are saying, well, it, why is it the, the, the darker emblem without the red could signify Batman, but it could also signify, you know, other things. I don't want to say the other thing because I guess it's technically a spoiler if people don't know what it is. Um, but it's a thing that people have seen online. So it's like, no, I, it looks like an awesome poster. I'm glad that it exists and I am just ready to see. And I get not being like, see, I get not being excited for the slate of four this year. Like I, I get that not being excited for them. I am more intrigued than anything by this movie. I am curious to see what this movie does, how this movie performs. And really, I want to know what, what it is about this movie that Warner Brothers and James Gunn is so bullish on. I mean, they are just so confident. This is the most confident they have been in a DC movie in a long time, maybe since the Nolan trilogy. And right. I want to know what the hell they, they are haven't so done a Super Bowl trailer in 17 years. Yes. Right. They, they are doing a Super Bowl. What was the last one? When was 17, the last one? 17 years ago. Um, was the Batman Begins? Batman so Begins, I think. Yeah, 2004. Oh, begins, 2004. Huh? Yeah, okay. you're right. Catwoman. Catwoman. Well, no. I, mean, I mean, that would be perfect for a Super Bowl to watch yeah. to see Holly Berry strut like that in that costume. My God. Just think about I, this for a second. Hmm. To your point, Ray, on why are they so confident, just think about this for one second. Imagine this movie comes out and it makes like $1.3 billion at the box office. What's that going to do for James right. Gunn? Well, well it, 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 Damien, I've he been can't. saying, Damien, I have been for the last three weeks, maybe even longer, I've been telling the hard reboot people that this is precisely why you can't hard reboot. Because if that happens, you can't, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore exactly. that. If you do, that is malfeasance. That is a bad business practice. You can't ignore that type. And I yeah. listen, I'm not saying it's going to do that. But if they're this confident on it, and that's the other thing too, like the, the, the Batman imagery, we, the thing about posters, like I get what you're saying, Casey, in terms of like, you got to know the best posters are what you know, what's in it in the, like when you look at the poster itself, 
these posters are also not designed for the fans. They are designed for the general audience. They're right. telling the general audience that even if you don't know who the Flash is, you know damn well who Batman is. Right. And he's Correct. in this movie. So this and is there'll a, be a large draw percentage for of them. People, there'll be a large percentage of people like my uncle who is a massive Superman fan. He's 52 years old. He hates all the Marvel stuff. <laughs> he, he only likes grounded superhero movies. There's plenty of people like him that will go and watch this just because Michael Keaton and Batman are backing it. There you go. And I think it'll be a large percentage of people that will go see Michael this. Keaton. Yes. And not just one. Which is a massive draw card, right? So yes. it's it's the, the Gen X that will probably – that aren't so much interested in the newer age arcs of superhero films that we've seen that will go and watch this, I reckon, which is why there's a good probability it's going to make a lot of money. If he is front and center in that trailer on Sunday – as he should oh, he be. Totally will be, and he and totally his names and, and if his name starts trending on Twitter, like like that, that's oh, that's gonna that it, their hope is that literally you know how like there's conversation the next day about all the Super Bowl commercials. Their hope is that this trailer, everyone's like, Michael Keaton is back, is Batman. Yeah. That's their hope. That is absolutely yeah. their hope. Dude, I got chills. That happens, I got chills on my back. Just told my I got yeah, chills on back, my back. The, the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up. It, I got you, my body's like getting my body's ready. <laughs> Like just, You're ready. So, uh, Scott, give your thoughts. Okay. <laughs> I agree with a lot of what's been said. What is so fucking funny? I just started. <laughs> Every time you talk, it's funny, Scott. No, <laughs> no, I'm no, not Scott, that funny. I love you. I love, I love you. You're not <laughs> laughing with you. We're laughing I with got, you. No, Casey's I laughing got at me. And then you get really serious. <laughs> well, I, because so I'm Scott, trying. He's the teacher. He's the teacher. He's the teacher. We can... Anyways, go ahead, Scott. Children. I work with children. <laughs> you did not just quote that movie. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not a quote from that movie. It's been around for a bit. Anyways, go All ahead. Right, good. Um, <laughs> yes, to the It's Not Floating Heads. Thank you for being like an actual composed visual piece like yay love it love that i do balk a little bit at the heavy batman imagery for mm -hmm. a flash movie poster however i understand having the tagline worlds collide at least for me justifying there being some batman imagery I, I it's it's more like I wouldn't mind there being some Batman injury, but the fact that it's the Flash in the Batcave with the Keaton Batwing like hanging like right over it, for me personally, there's just a little too much Batman for a Flash movie poster. But once again, it's a teaser poster, and to KC's point, the whole point of the movie, as we are as we know at this moment, is that the flash is going to keaton's earth so i get that and keaton is basically a co-lead of the movie well that's what we've been that's kind of what we've been led to believe once again uh, the, the the trailer on sunday is going to mm -hmm. you know like my intrigue you know you know, th there's a possibility. It has sudden... to be the most epic trailer. So many people are <laughs> just uh, out with their pitchforks. I just, it, it, but, it, but for it, me, it, I feel like it, I'm going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. Can't take it. Chain going. 
you have my curiosity. I, I want, I, what I want personally for myself is I want to be able to go, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. You know, like I want <laughs> this thing to have my attention. It is of the four movies coming out this year. It is my most anticipated of the four of the four Same. DC movies. And so I'm looking at this poster going, there's a lot of Batman in this poster for a flash movie. And I just, and I just hope that it's not evocative of the fact that, you know, I want this still to be the flashes movie. I'm not saying it is, or it isn't. I'm just saying the poster just makes me go, okay, let's marketing. It's marketing, right? It's marketing. And I'm also very intrigued because, Keaton's Batcave never had an opening like that. That looks more like Nolan. That is cave. one thing. That is one thing I, would, oh, that's I remembered. True. That's true. I remember yeah. Zach saying, yeah. you know, uh, Zach making fun of the Justice League um, hangar. Like they the made lights it, coming like, out of the window. Yeah, yeah. The, like, why are the lights coming in a Batcave? <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe Barry screwed something up with the timeline and he's altered. <laughs> oh, that's the well, yeah. Or there's the possibility the that you no know, Keaton's done some, you know, remodeling and, <laughs> and punched a giant hole. Because also, if the Batwing is hanging there, that could be like the way the Batwing, you know flies out of the cave i mean uh, although the left yeah. wing looks a little not like the right wing well, yeah. yeah that is by the way a new bat wing and yes it is oh, well, well, hey, the other one got bat shot wing. down i watched the movie casey yes, <laughs> the other one got shot down yeah well he's uh, well, 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 if we're following the chronology the bat wing was shot down the batmobile was destroyed yes. in the second yes. film so He's had yeah, to rebuild had, a lot of stuff. He's had to rebuild some stuff. He's had to rebuild. Yeah. But uh, we got to get, we, we get another opinion from. Uh, uh, oh, oh, come on. Hey, we got Steven here. Hey. Oh, knife at Steven. He, he appears uh, before his. Wow. As he's eating, he's eating yeah. something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what are you eating? What are you eating? You're making me hungry. What are you eating? Yeah. I'm hungry. What's that? Can I have some? What is it? They caked up Ezra Miller. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, you're looking at his booty, huh? Oh, he's so caked up in that poster. <laughs> oh, I saw somebody. I saw somebody zoom in on that. It was like, look at yeah, the lines. Look at the lines going down the back of the suit. They put, the they put little 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 hooks yep. <laughs> in the line, like on the back end. It's like, are they changing tact maybe on the marketing for the film because of all the shit that's been attached to Ezra Miller? No, because people so don't know what's going on with Ezra Miller. Nobody you know, knows. No one knows. I think that their biggest well, concern for that, Damien, is less from the general audience and more from the press. They're more concerned about questions being asked yeah. of that than they are about anyone in the. So I don't think that that's going to affect any marketing towards the general audience. But I, I guarantee they're concerned about like you know questions and like press tours and stuff like that. And you know what? You know what? One yeah, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, clearly you guys don't watch Batman movies because that hole in there is from when the Riddler bombed the shit out of the place in Batman Forever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, w- watch your Batman movies, guys. All right. No, but well, it's patched up with Batman and Robin. Shit, I don't know what guys. you're talking about. In <laughs> oh, yeah. Batman and Robin, he had that, that thing where the bike came out of the floor and they had the Taco Bell Batmobile. And yeah, man. 
Yeah. Oh, the only thing I liked about that movie was the white, the white Riddler suit that Jim Carrey had when he was on the throne. Was it white oh, with the, the green? Sparkle, oh, yeah, the, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite like that suit. That was the only thing. I like that suit. I like the mask because, like, part of the mask was like a, a question mark, and it was like pasted on his face. It was like a little Riddle in his hair. He had Riddle the real hair, that. and it was who's afraid yeah. of the I, I, I thought it was a little too diva-ish, personally. Like, yeah. it was just like he, he, you know, I, I don't know, I. He got rich, eh? He got rich. Remember <laughs> his light up, remember his light up jacket? He's all, it keeps me jogging at night, you know? Come on. No, no yeah. But, uh, like, yeah. I will. We bag it, but it had an impact on us because we fucking know all the lines 30 years later. <laughs> uh, I don't bag it, actually. I, I, I can quote that movie backwards and forwards. Seriously. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm with right. Dave on this one. I like it better than Batman Returns. So do I. No, it, yeah. it, I agreed with you. When we did our review on over at Squadcast Media, I totally agreed with you on that. Yes, in retrospect, I can't believe I can't believe you. I do no, but I still like Batman Returns. I still really like Batman Returns. I still like it too, but I just like Batman Forever better. I just do. I don't know. There's just something about it. The best Batman theme is in Batman Forever, though. The what? The best Batman theme. Oh yeah. So you like Goldenthal's theme better than Elfman's? I, I mean, all, I still all wrong. Lego Batman all the way. Lego Batman. Yeah. <laughs> What's you, the what, Iron Man like... sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we, we uh, interrupted Stephen. He was going to tell us what he thought of the poster. Oh he yeah, right. We let him eat first. Yeah. He just liked his ass. Oh, yeah, no, that's really. I mean, you guys said everything else, but I was like, I was surprised nobody else mentioned the 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 cake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's been doing squats. You know, come on, um, he's got to run. Yeah, runner's body. I think I think I I think the biggest thing I'll echo is that I really appreciate and DC has always done a much better job of this in general is that it's it's not floating heads. Yeah. Um there's a it does some storytelling. Um I don't mind the heavy Batman symbolism because I think that to say that's wrong is kind of to say that this movie is supposed to be something specific which is kind of putting it in the like oh it has to be the traditional origin story format and I I don't I'm not really a fan of that kind of format anyway, so I wouldn't kind of impose that expectation onto a movie and then be upset that it doesn't meet it. Um, uh, so even I mean even if even if Flash gets overshadowed by Batman, I don't really think that's necessarily even a, a problem. Maybe the title should be different to be in better alignment with the fact that it's not a necessarily a solo flash movie but i don't i'm not really bothered well, by it the way the way i looked at it too is like i mean look <laughs> at ant-man look at look at ant-man and quantumania i mean obviously when 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 you look at that you kind of go like okay they were they're heavily banking on the new big baddie of the mcu in ant-man and you know and i'm like the last you know ant-man and the wasp the last one i did not enjoy i, did I thought it was ridiculous I, I enjoyed the first one i'm a big paul rudd fan and you know i enjoyed the <laughs> first one greatly because i thought it was like it was unique it was different even though i you know kind of i still want to go to the multiverse where i see the edgar wright version anyways um mm -hmm. you know but i still enjoyed the first one the second <laughs> one i just did not like because i thought they dumbed down scott and it was like they were trying to they were trying to do something and it was very forgettable i don't even really remember a lot that happened in that movie but i like him as a character like when he popped up in civil war endgame i thought he was pivotal as a side character so it's like okay it's like almost like the thor things like how do you make thor 
for a third movie, make him more relevant. Well, you change, they changed the tone of Thor and it worked. So what do you do with Ant-Man? Well, let's introduce the big baddie. And it just so happens that the big baddie can be sitting in the quantum universe that we can release him. We already established Kang in Loki. So let's just fully do that here. And I think that's, what's going to help Ant-Man. That's why they're talking about like Ant-Man's going to be the most profitable of the trilogy because it's setting up, the new baddie of phase five, just like when it comes to the flash, it's like, all right, there's a flash TV show. Not too many people are familiar with the flash. If we're going to do this whole thing where we do like a flashpoint concept, we're going to have to totally bank on Batman because Batman sells. And to be honest, I think this poster really represents that. It's like you have flash who's red and yellow right in the center of the poster. Everything else is blue in black and he's you got the focal Batman point in the, of the image. He's the focal point of the image, but you have all this other, everything else is Batman, which I think is great. And I love the fact that the bat cave has that dark night, you know, Christian Bale fucking waterfall opening now because you know, that wasn't that makes me happy. Yeah. I love that so that much. Makes, makes so it's just, there's so much in there that, and then of course you have the flash logo, which there it's a shiny little gold logo. And I'm like, cool it looks 3d it's right there and they released that first today which i thought cool i like that simplicity it's not too jazzy it's not like lightning bolts well, shooting out of it and everything we've seen the, the flash first logo. dc poster in a while that doesn't feel like they're trying to say like oh this one's gonna be light don't worry exactly about it. Like, mm -hmm. exactly right this, this doesn't yet. feel like it's trying to pitch a version of the movie like this is it's not even right. saying it's gonna be dark it just feels like, like i don't question whether or not this accurately depicts what the movie All is right, gonna buddy. be and also about the title okay. of the movie, it's called The Flash, but again, this is one character that can go into different universes and meet other characters in an instant. So I feel like it makes sense to have all this stuff in a Flash movie, even if it's a solo movie. Um, and boy, are we lucky to have this now that the slate is ending. Yep, and, uh, you know, Callum makes the appearance. There he is. There he is. There he is. <laughs> on the topic of batman very quick very quick batman trivia does anyone here mm. know what the code name was that christopher nolan put on batman begins to stop the press trying to find out what they were doing during filming intimidation game the dave yes not many people know that well done oh yeah i knew that shit Oh, I knew that shit. <laughs> I was watching that freaking movie even before all this social media bullshit. I was watching that thing. Like I remember me and my friends, me and my friends, we were, we made a short film and we were editing and we took a break because Entertainment Weekly released the first images. And it was actually supposed to be called you know, like they were talking about it was called Batman Intimidation Game. And like when they released the first images of Bale as Batman, Back in like what 2004 or five? Oh my god, we got on the internet with our little dial up and you know, and watch it. And we saw the <laughs> images, we're like, Oh my god, look at that! He's crouched up, look at the cape, look at the cow. We, we were like freaking go out. To, uh, Apple awesome. trailers and start a download and then go to the oh. movies. And by the time I got back, it would be done downloading. Oh my god, <laughs> I still remember walking into a movie theater and seeing a poster with that, with that bat logo oh. and just going what like, <laughs> it, it, to remember a time when you didn't know a movie was coming out until yeah, like, yeah, exactly. until a poster would show up in movie theater and you just look at it and you go 
what where was that you know what i think of my defining poster for that is and i knew it was coming but i wasn't following it um closely was fellowship of the rings I remember in the lobby of the of the theater seeing the one on the river with the gates of Argonath. Yes, and I remember seeing that poster and be like, "Oh, whoa, that's what this is gonna be." Like, cause I'd read the books multiple times already by that point, and uh, yeah, I whatever whenever I think of like po- like, oh yeah, there was a time I used to go into the theaters like that was the first time I would see that kind of stuff. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, real quick, anybody gonna buy that Rivendell set? That Rivendell Lego set. If I were a big enough, much money. I know. If I were a big Lego guy too. If I were a big Lego guy, I used to work at Lego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zeke used to work at Lego, so yeah. Oh, Um, and uh, oh, but uh, if this this is gonna make all of you hate me, but that's fine. Um, I'm not gonna get that set, but I did buy the Morbius Lego set. Yeah. (laughs) Casey, Casey loves Morbius. Yes. Yes. Is it Morbin time, Zeke? Is it Morbin Morbius? I I did. I I couldn't bear to uh, to speak about the set, and I was just I was too embarrassed. (laughs) So I just made a YouTube short of it, and it's just like one minute, real quick, no talking. And uh, and I was in just a speed build, and I'm like, yeah, I can't. But yeah, I flashed. Actually, I I create. I do a lot of my own music and uh, like intros for my YouTube channel, and uh, and so I did one for this season. Where it just flat out says like it's Morbin time like right across the screen, because I because unfortunately Venom was a success, and I thought my channel was going to be oh we're going to do one Venom movie and then that's it, and here and now I have to cover Morbius and Craven and all these other crap movies and El Muerto. I'm like God dang it! I really God, <laughs> life sucks. Madam I'm Web. There, I'm there for Madam Web. Madam Web. Because... Madam Web. Yeah. Yeah, Madam Web sounds Web. cool. <laughs> Madam Web sounds cool, but El Muerto with uh, what Bad Bunny? What? Bad Bunny. Oh, and, and now we got although, Disco, although he was whatever. in uh, Bullet Train and he wasn't that bad, I guess. And they they also announced still another one watch. with with, uh, D- with Donald Glover. They announced a Disco Hustler or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at least we get it. Oh, well, Sony, hire me. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Everybody hire them. Jeez. Uh, Stop yeah. editing I, the crap listen, out of your movies. That's I can save I your yeah, yeah, I can save your universe, Sony. Please give me a shot. Well, <laughs> I, I, I mean, but that well, that's the weird part, is like, I mean, financially speaking, like, is their universe like in that much trouble? That's the no, weird I mean, part. Like that's that's the weird part is that yeah, I mean, yeah. Morbius didn't really uh, wasn't a financial success for them, but um, right. But I imagine Madam. How Webb, much did uh, Venom Two right. make? Uh, it made less than the first one, but it, again, it didn't have a China release. So um, China release was no, post pandemic. Yeah, but I think it still made five or six hundred thousand, uh, six hundred million dollars. I think five or six hundred. Yeah. The oh, first one made yeah. over eight hundred. So yeah, yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was. <laughs> Boy, I was I shocked! I, I did an yeah. episode when when they released the numbers of opening weekend, and then when they released the final that it made you know eight hundred fifty million or whatever. I did a, a Lion King intro with my dog Echo, where I held him up and it was like ah say hey yeah, because <laughs> I was just like well I guess I got to celebrate this now. I th- I thought my channel would be done after this movie came out, and now I got to like uh, now we're nearing like you know I just did episode seven hundred fifty three, so like it's yeah it's a lot of Venom stuff. Please stop, no, son. Please stop. Wrong with that. I still enjoy that movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, enjoy, it's an enjoyable watch. But uh, imagine a Batman versus Dracula Elseworlds. Oh, I want Red Rain. Oh. Yes, oh, I wow. want Red Rain. Give me Red, Red Rain. Rain. There yeah. you go. Dude, yes, watch I that have... animated Batman vs. Dracula movie. Oh, that movie rocks. It's so Red awesome. Rain. So Red good. Rain right there. Yeah. Right there. 
I got my little Funko like, right there. See, I, I showed it. I used to do a comic book club at, at a middle school I used to teach at. And I would do like Halloween. I would show Halloween or Christmas. So I remember one Halloween, I showed the Batman versus Dracula. And, yeah. I, and I hadn't seen it in like years. And I'm watching it going, dude, this movie is actually like legit scary. Like so, for, for a little, for a direct-to-video animated movie. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's really it's good. Seen I, it. I, when I tell people about it, I go, watch the Batman versus Dracula. And they go, oh, why? And I'm like, trust me. Because because of that reaction, <laughs> go in with that reaction. I'm telling exactly. you, go in. And you'll go in yeah, and you'll, you'll be turned around. I but haven't seen it. That show, that show, I love that version of Batman. And I actually got to interview two of the creators of that show. It was one of the Man. last things I did in LA. And I filmed this like one hour interview and I never posted it on my channel. And uh, because the move and everything. And then I thought I lost the footage and I thought it was on like a jump drive somewhere. So I finally, finally found the footage a couple months ago and, and slow and put the first part up and I'm going to put the second part up. But I was gushing like in that interview, I was like, Oh my God, this episode, and this, and they're like, Holy shit. We've never met anyone who loves this show. <laughs> the thing about that show was that when I finally gave it a chance, it wasn't mm -hmm. until the Nolan films came out and you could buy like, Best Buy's to do these great DVD sales. So, yeah. like, when a DC movie came out, everything was like, you know, like fourteen ninety nine, you know, or or nine ninety nine or something. And I bought all five seasons of the Batman because what I discovered was it got better as it went along. Mm -hmm. And then in season three, when Andrea Romano took over mm -hmm. as the casting director and the voice director of the series, season three on. Like it, it, the, the it's like the writing got better, the acting got better, and mm -hmm. because you know season three they introduced Batgirl, season four they introduced Robin, season five you get the Justice League. Mm -hmm. Um, they do a Dark Knight Return style episode in season four called Artifacts that's amazing. You get Clancy Brown as Mister Freeze. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh, it's Brown so good. Freeze, wow. Artif okay. Artifacts is one of those episodes where because Brandon Vietti and I are you know, and Greg I, Wiseman wrote it. Yeah, and, and Greg. Wiseman, who's a main gargoyles and spectacular Spider-Man and like, Young Justice, yeah, and Rebels, Young Justice, like, like he's amazing, and and that that whole episode's fantastic, and I've I've gotten to meet all those guys at some point or another, and I'm very lucky I did because all of them were like, dude, when people come up to us, they always say gargoyles or spectacular Spider-Man, and here you are just talking about the Batman, and I'm like, dude, it's it did like you said, it just gets better and better each season, and uh, I always tell people, I'm like, tough. Tough out that first season, and you'll get rewarded big if time. If you can get to the – that's the thing. If you can get to the finale of season yeah. one. Yeah. But until you get there, you're like, mm, really? Th th this yeah. this is the one with Rasta Joker? Yes. This yes. Rasta okay. Joker. Yeah. Yes. Rasta yeah. Joker. All right. Gotcha. Okay. I've been mean, starting to rewatch it. It's on HBO Max, right? Oh, yeah. It is. you, you yeah. got to watch it. I started rewatching it. Yeah. There's when, an episode where – Enjoyable. It was like 2000. Four? four, yeah, four. Okay, yeah, so it, well, because I remember, uh, you know, back when, back when dress ups used to be a lot more common at movie theaters. I remember that the night the Dark Knight released, the midnight that we saw, uh, that we waited in line for like four hours for. There was like ten Joker dress ups. One of them was a Rasta Joker, like he had like the the the, the hair, like oh, yeah. the hair way out. There was a there's a picture of me as a cosplayer in my twenties. <laughs> Where I have a giant, I made that hair out of cardboard, just a big cardboard piece to put wow. on, and I did like the the jumpsuit or the 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 padded suit thing and walked around barefoot. 
Um, wow. Uh, yeah, I think it's a it's a cool it's a this, cool this, take on the Joker. This cool sure. this, this guy yeah. actually. I think this was. I don't think this was a wait. I think this was his real oh, his hair. hair. I think oh, he good. colored his real hair. Yeah, I, I bow to that. <laughs> and then, Ray, you'd also appreciate that he gets to a Mark II Batmobile. Yes, that the Mark II is. Yeah. What does it look? Nah. Well, 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 I mean, is is it like the is it like the original animated series? No, it's it's no. it's its own it's its own thing. Okay. But he has the a Mark whole, One whole, and a Mark II, and the Mark II okay. was a sweet car. The whole point of this Batman is that. He's he's young. He's like tw- in his early twenties. Right. Like yeah, it's two. like year two, and he's in technology is like vastly um, like it's like our world now, kind of where we're on cell phones, we're on all these things. Like so, the technology is like way advanced, even for his time period. And okay. uh, but but like all the phones and everything, like the on your uh, like uh, everything's retro, kind of how the animated series did it. So it's like a nice blend of a timeless feel. But there's like okay. episodes where the Joker is and batman switch places and I, I can't remember if they switch minds or if like they take a drug or something or get in a machine but there's an episode where joker's running around as batman stopping crime and batman is jokerized and it's like and i i'm like what a dumb concept and then i watch the episode and i go damn that was a good episode it's it's hmm. really really fun um okay. so yeah i would recommend checking it out if you've never seen it no i yeah. well I've, I've seen bits and pieces i've never actually sat down to try and watch all of it, but yeah, no, I, I know it's on one. HBO Max. The Dracula, Watch the Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing though is like, like his gauntlets, like his, they have like, it looks like he has they're like claws. They have, mm-hmm. it looks like he has claws. And, and that I'm cape like, is, if people want to, if people want to criticize ridiculously long Batman capes, the the cape <laughs> yeah. is like, no, it is. Oh, oh, geez, like we're talking. Ca- like, but I'm just like spawn level Kate Porn. Yeah, it's a little kind of, kind of a little bit. But I just kind of wonder because there's some episodes where he's like, you know, in the back cave and he's typing on his on his uh, keyboard and stuff like that. I'm like, just take those things off, dude. It's like it's like a it's like a receptionist <laughs> who got her nails done and she's just. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you gotta like those things are like. I mean, I get it for combat and stuff like that, sure. But I'm like, take them off when you're in the back cave because those things are gnarly right there. When I see him pushing buttons, I'm like. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but no, it's a good. Yeah, if you haven't watched, it's on HBO Max. I, I started re- rewatching it myself the other night. I was like, oh yeah, forgot how unique and good this show is. Like, it's a unique take on the whole thing. Very different. Alfred. Yeah. Alfred has more to do. He yeah, does a lot more. And and he I love it when they actually get Gordon. Mitch Pelagi is the voice yeah. of Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Oh, and uh, G- first, Gina first, there's no Gordon. There's no Gordon in the first episodes. There's no Gina. Gordon. I think Gina Gershon is the voice of Catwoman. She is. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. It's, it's great. Great casting. And that's. I think she was the second actress. I think to play Catwoman. Um. There's a because, like you said, uh, Andrea Romano came in and just like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's good. It's really good. You should that's check it out. Also, that- Brandon Routh is in an episode. It was his first. Post Superman Returns, oh, it was no like one of his bit. first. Yeah, he he did the voice of Everywhere Man in season four, mm-hmm. okay. and that's the but, one where they do the Robin episode, and Mark Hamill's the voice of Tony Zuko. Yes, and, <laughs> and I think Kevin <laughs> Conroy's the voice of John Grayson. Yes, yep, yeah, that's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm going to continue going down that road. Yeah. Oh, um, Scott's having trouble. <laughs> I, w- w- I was I was going to go back to something. I was going to go back to the to the earlier thing with the Flash because I one of the mm-hmm. things I wanted to say was like I think what 
we're hoping for with respect to the balance of characters in the movie is we're hoping oh. for what Spider-Man Homecoming ended up being, despite what the marketing no home, told us mean? it was going to. Or, no, I mean Homecoming. Because oh, remember, mean. when Homecoming came out, there was... Casey, you made that comment about Keaton being the co-lead of the movie. Well, we thought that Stark was the co-lead of Spider-Man Homecoming based on the posters, based on the trailers, based on the marketing that we saw for that movie. And then we see the movie and it's like, no, it's still a Spider-Man movie. Thankfully, that's not the case here, though. He's literally the co-lead. He's the in in 50 to 60 percent of the movie, basically. But you know this for a fact because you've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen all the leaks. Oh boy! Why? Okay. Why, why do you watch? Oh, uh, really? Don't because say, don't say. that's because I'm not gonna say anything, obviously. But um, yes, I think people just need to have the expectations managed when it comes to this movie, particularly. Well, like that's, what, that's earlier, with every movie, even like when it came there's... to Multiverse of Madness, is like you have to, you can't yeah. expect like every fucking cameo. You know, there's gonna be can, and now all of a sudden we have this new fucking rumor about a cameo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that everybody was talking about yesterday, which was like, okay, so which one are we talking about here? But anyways, before we were talking about you, Stephen, you want to say something? Well, I was going to say, I don't think that, I was saying earlier, I don't think that there's a a reason to say that there's any obligation for, of it, it's like, it reminds me of like going back to BVS and people being like, oh, Superman only had 37 lines of dialogue or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I don't <laughs> think that, that there's anything wrong with, the mix of characters being it's what suits the story. Like I think in yeah. Spider-Man homecoming, it would have been better if it had more Tony Stark in it because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, well, yeah, it ended up being a Spider-Man centric story. The Tony Stark stuff ended up to being more, more marketing fluff than, than story mm -hmm. stuff that it actually wasn't what it could have been with Tony in it. So that he should have either been like in it, in it less or, or, um, or like to a more significant degree. And I don't I don't dislike Spider-Man Homecoming even. So I'm not even saying that like that it's a huge problem with it, but I think that we put ourselves in these boxes of like, oh, this is a solo film, therefore it has to tell the origin story and it has to have this person have more screen time than that person and um it's a story, you know, and whatever story they're telling is right. what's, you know, if it's inspired by Flashpoint, which I think makes sense for an origin story because literally mm -hmm. it it is an origin story flashpoint is an origin story yeah. whether mm -hmm. you like it or not it's an origin of a universe it's an origin it's flash it it, it includes his origin story because it, it's core to the plot but also it's a re-origin story because he re, he's remade mm -hmm. but also um there is a batman I, I know it's a different version in the comics but there is a batman as a major character in the story also so mm -hmm. i think that if you that I'm not going to look at it and say like, oh, if Keaton has too much, if, if, if Batman is a supporting character in a movie titled The Flash, it's no longer what it should be. Well, what, what should, it should be a good story. Yeah. Right. And that, which is all the that, general audience cares about. They're yeah, not exactly. going to care what the ratio the people, is. The only people who are going to be, who are going to walk away from it upset by that are going to be people who are trying to apply some sort of a superhero movie formula to it after the fact. Exactly. Like, oh, right. This should have been X, Y. No, no, it, it oh, should it, be whatever tells It should have been about. John or whatever, Dean right. Morgan. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean, John, whatever. I do agree with that. Um, Casey, though, if I could just take issue with your behavior here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Tell me without explaining 
anything that you read, why the fuck you did that? I mean, because I was curious. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was curious. I was tired of. I was tired of people saying that this is erasing the Snyderverse and all that bullshit. And every, you know, just like how you get frustrated with scoopers trying to lie about stuff. Right. I was sick of they that. Continue. And I, w- I just wanted to know what exactly this movie is. And I did. Okay. And I don't read leaks for any other stuff. Just this particular movie. That was going to be oh, my follow-up fair. question. Is this the usual behavior? I don't do that. Uh, okay. I don't do that so, so, so then you. I hate is- getting spoiled for even the so, little things. So, so then you're an isolated situation here because yes. what you did, even though this was for an isolated situation, if you were somebody that did this for movies on the regular, like that is literally why Scooper Madness fucking exists. The yeah. impatience. And that's why there are no good scoopers, in my opinion, as far as I'm concerned. It's all subjective. Because at best, <laughs> at best, what they're telling you is a lie. At worst, it's a fucking spoiler. Exactly. I talked about There's, that. Well, and plus, well, plus things change so much. Like, I, I've literally been involved with movies that change, like, a month before they come out. Um, I, there's a pretty... Not that it's a good movie, but a good example of one was that I did stuff for like uh, Paramount and other places where uh, where I can't go into too much detail, but I would watch films and kind of give feedback, you know, at a point where they could still change things with visual effects or editing. And there was uh, one for one of the Transformer movies and they Mm. actually complete I, I made a suggestion and they completely changed the ending based on my suggestion Wow. And I made that suggestion seven weeks before it was in the theater. <laughs> so, so that's, I mean, things can change at any second. I, um, for, and so that's why it's like, it's weird Jesus, for man. scoopers to like, to me, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. It seems like such a weird job to have because it's not it's a like, job. Hey, yeah. It's not a, well, but they <laughs> well, make money off of it though. Yeah, they and, do. You know, yeah. So, it's, so a, it's a gri- it's a grift seek. It's a con. it is no, of well, course it of course it is. But I, I mean, will say I, without defending, because I don't I don't like a lot of that that scene also in yeah. the way that it's done. But I think it's a little bit of a counterpoint that it is incentivized by the nature of the movie. What movies are now? Movies are Easter egg hunts. They are they are checklist checkbox fillers. They are. Sure, but um, all that stuff the, can the, still be added after, like right. so, like but, you. But the like, that for example, I've read are... scripts for shows that aren't even going to be made now. Like I've read Green Lantern stuff that now is not going to happen. Hold so on. I, so I could have easily been like, "Hey guys, this is what's going to happen in Green Lantern," and then now it's not, you know. Right, right. Uh, so it's like people get information, and and sometimes when they get it, they don't get it from a direct source either. Um, and then you get people who just throw dartboards with estimated guesses. Oh yes, you know, and oh, yeah. they just and they're like, "Hey, I got very a really easy." Good guess. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, seek for yeah. for this rumor to come out, we're yeah. still four yeah. months away from the freaking movie. You just talked about a scenario where a thing was changed seven okay. weeks before release. It's four months before release. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Well, I mean, like, if you think about it, if you think about it, when it comes to, like, I mean, obviously there were some uh, stupid headlines that came out that were talking about um, Sasha, K- uh, Sasha Kaye's Supergirl and Michael Keaton's Batman. They're like, oh, they've been stripped from the Flash. And then it was like, wait, is that how you're going to end that headline? Because they are very much part of the movie. And what 
they were going off of was Grace, who actually said that the ending, there's an ending scene that is going to be removed. She specifically said that, and they took that and then put it in a headline that Michael Keaton and Sasha Kaye's Superman was going to, or Supergirl was going to be removed. And it was like, and people were buying it, like to the point where James Gunn on Instagram said, like, why would they be stripped from the movie? I mean, they are part of the movie. And I was like, we're ridiculous. And I, and it was funny too. And then all of a sudden we get this whole thing like, oh, it's going to be replaced by another former Batman. And I got it sent to me. And it's like, it's got to be Keaton. I'm like, Keaton's in the fucking movie. What are you talking about? How is it going to be Keaton? And then I was like, no, it's got to be one of the, and then she of course puts the three and I'm just kind of going like, all right, all right. The whole notion that one of these are going to be the new DCU Batman. That's bullshit. I don't know if she's, so dumb that she can't even like be like that doesn't make sense that the like one of these batmen are going to end up being the dcu batman that james gunn's going to have even though he specified that this batman's going to be like five years older well, or well, I whatever think what she's older doing than is she's... any of these other batman and then it's like okay so the you just got to break it down obviously val kilmer and then you know <laughs> you gotta like who's like the most logical christian bale his story wrapped up you know, and everything. It's Lego Go Batman. Ahead. I told you, Lego Batman's yeah, a new Batman. Will Arnett for DCU Batman. Fuck yeah! But I want to. I do, do want to hear Stevens the rest of his yes. descent because I cut him yeah. off. I'm so sorry, Stephen. No, no, oh, I, no, it's fine. We cut him off all the time. All right, he cuts us off a lot too. If so. you don't <laughs> cut him off, see, he'll keep going. <laughs> Me too, though. I mean, I will too. So. No, no, you're good. Okay, go ahead, Stephen. I think I think there there's obviously exceptions, but a a good movie can't be spoiled. Or can't be can't be spoiled by like information about what happens in a movie doesn't spoil it. Obviously, it can be spoiled, but it's like obviously after the, after you see something once, if if it's worth rewatching ever again, then then having then I I get that nobody wants to sit in the theater and like know the twist is coming. Like you don't like Fight Club or whatever. You know, there's there's these big famous twists. So I'm not advocating that the, the idea that that doesn't matter. But the part of the reason that the the scooper madness is such a is such a thing now is because these movies are engineered in ways that um, are not um, they, it revolves around the 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 who's cameoing, what's the twist, who's like it's all of these things that are that are not what makes a good movie. It's all of the all of this sizzle. That gets people, you know. Oh, are 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 Toby and Andrew in Spider Man No Way Home? And then, and then once you know that, like the the intrigue, all of a sudden is like, okay, well, I guess that's that's that. Uh, but the, whereas look at like Zack Snyder's Justice League, and the amount of stuff you knew going into that movie, and and sure, it would have been nice to have some of it be surprises, but I would hardly say like I was disappointed. Like nothing happened where I was like, oh, I knew that was gonna happen, and now I'm mad. Like no, it, it it's a good movie because it's a good movie um may i offer a counterpoint when you're finished to to that example (laughs) yeah um and so so that's not to say like it's martian manhunter it it should happen but it's it's an area of news that's going to exist it always has existed um but what the problem is that like like for example you have you have behind the scenes reports you have you know there's all sorts of things about leaks or details about movies and the production of movies that's relevant industry info or it's well rumors news whatever but because of the like especially in the MCU and like a lot of those movies 
the news and the and the information that people are looking for are all of these checkbox items of who's the cameo, who's the who's the whatever. Um, which, at the end of the day, like if that if those things being ruined ruins the movie, then probably it wasn't gonna be that great of a movie. It doesn't well, ruin it's... the movie; it ruins the experience of watching it first time. It, 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 right. It, it, to, to piggyback off of what you just said, Casey. To go back to your example of Zack Snyder's Justice League, yeah, you're right. There was a ton about that movie that we knew going in. The one thing that I personally did not know that maybe all the rest of you knew, I did not know at the speed of force was going to happen. I didn't. Oh, yeah, I, I knew had, that. I, I knew exactly I had, how that was going to go down. Yeah, I, I had no idea that he was going to go, it's too late, and that I didn't know. I legitimately did not know. So to KC's point, the first time I watched the movie, that that was a unique that was a uniquely exhilarating experience because I was not expecting ironically Barry Allen to get that <laughs> moment to shine in the film and to literally you know that this Win point where Oscar. like <laughs> stop it stop it <laughs> Steven with that needle <laughs> but, no but 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 no I I do agree with KC that it does you're right. The rewatchability, no, it's not going to affect the rewatchability if the movie's good. And, and all the other moments, there's a ton of other things in there that we don't know. Or, or watching, it, you can't replace like scooper information. Like spoilers doesn't replace the experience of a good story. I understand that, but that first time, you know, like it, it's like if somebody told you the ending of the Usual Suspects before the first time you watched it. It's a good movie yeah. that you can rewatch, but that first time. It's ruined. You can't, you have to, when, when that, and I, I realize that's a unique scenario because that, that was an engineered twist. I yeah, get that. There's no, right. There's no hints. <laughs> right. There's right. No hints whatsoever. You're, I, I totally get that. But I'm just saying like that first watch, that first experience, if you want it to be as fresh as possible, scoopers destroy that. Yeah, and I don't. When I say counterpoint, also, I don't mean to say like actually, it's a good thing, and everyone should. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> so much as as I think that it's important when we criticize these things that we understand that it is a it is a downstream effect of a movie culture problem that is not created by the scooping the the environment that incentivizes and makes people care about and want to be invested in, in the scooping angle is a product of movies that that um, cater towards that easy win low like just stuff it with cameos have i, I will absolutely agree I, I will agree with that i think um, scooper madness absolutely is a symptom of a bigger not problem to say that, it's like, a scoops like that wouldn't be a big deal if like christopher nolan directed directed every single superhero movie like no that, it would still be a thing but the the people would care more about protecting those things the audience would care more about protecting those things if the value of it wasn't just the fact that it existed. What's the post credit well, scene? Like, you know, right. like you figure that out ahead of time. That's like, the only difference is like, oh, you don't find out in the theater, but the reward is still the same. Whether you're sitting at your computer and you read, oh, so-and-so shows up in the post credit scene, that's just as exciting sitting at, at your computer screen versus watching it. Whereas like the speed of force, for example, seeing that on the big screen versus reading about it on a, on Twitter. Not everyone not saw it on the big screen, Steven. <laughs> well there's also other Oscars. there's other components <laughs> Steven's got a big screen it's not like like scooping in and of it, scooping in and of itself I would even counterpoint some of your point which is 
in in and of itself, it's not inherently bad. Just like scooping, like the whole thing. It's the the outcome and reaction to it that gets out of control. Because then you have people who just like to troll. Like they're like, hey, I don't care about these superhero movies. And then they find a stream like this one, and they come in and go, Hey, boom! In the comments, they just list all of the shit. <laughs> and you know, and you're like, Oh, what the hell, dude? Um, so you got people who like to do that, but you also have the studios who. This is why James Gunn. It, like I'm confused by his reactions to the thing on, on uh, online because it's like like Kevin Feige doesn't come out and correct people when they say oh this is going to happen in this movie or you know we heard this is going to happen because they're using the hashtags they're keeping Marvel in the you know it trending well, the, often, Marty, you know, the Marvel audience is trained the DC right. audience is kind of like the Wild West and they yes. I don't I don't I'm not well, and also yeah. the, hey, the normally. I wouldn't normally want someone like in James Gunn's position to do what he's doing. Right. But also most audiences fun. don't, I don't want to say that he'd be whipped into shape necessarily, but like there's sure. a little bit of like culture shaping that needs to happen. It, 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 and yes. I imagine maybe in five years or so, he'll do a lot less of that. Whereas like, right yeah. particularly like, with DC because it's very antagonistic towards DC yes. for, you it, know, it, because everything is vague all the time, so people just take advantage. Well, of that. and like people, like for example, if you know any, if you know scoopers, you'll know that like they're always sitting on Marvel scoops. People know the sure. slates, they know the, but they right. sit on them right. because there's a a they're they're afraid of Disney. Right. B they they have the a Disney reverence snipers. for like they care about knowing. <laughs> Like they care about preserving this stuff, whereas like people find out DC scoops and, and they like can't wait right. to right. get mm -hmm. it out there because of the oh people right. are gonna freak out when they hear this and it's right. and 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 because they've hated stuff for a long time like right Barry's yeah. running right, right. So, so 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 yeah we, we we're all because I think we're all in different places because I'm somebody that like has found James Gunn's presence on social media incredibly refreshing, but it's for all mm -hmm. the reasons that Stephen just pointed out. It's because it has been the wild west for the last 10 years right. and there does need to be some maybe retraining or, or cult it maybe maybe we can't find the right vocab word for it but just stabilization i guess is maybe right. another way to put it because sure. it, it is all over the place well and what i think if i visualize yeah, yeah this Damien, conversation yeah. is just is oh. what is what is a cause and what is a symptom <laughs> Damien, Damien. I was visual. I was visualizing what the, the DC fan base. I'm a very visual person. So when Stephen said Marvel people have been trained because of what's come out and how that whole universe has panned out, and then there's the DC universe. It's kind of like that scene out of Kindergarten Cop where Arnold Schwarzenegger is inside the the, the, kid, the kids are fucking going like shit. He's running around and eating everyone's lunches, and he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> That's the fucking that's a DC fan. Shit, he's all yeah. over the place. Maybe James yeah. Gunn's trying to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's like, fucking everyone, calm down. Everyone, calm down. It's just I th no. Just I, 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 just chill, I, I think right? I, I think or he like, is maybe. like Daddy and, and, Daycare when. when but how well is that working? The bathroom and he's like, <laughs> well, I think that it, it, look, it, honestly, it, it, as far as how well it's working, I mean, like, how do we measure like how whether it works or not? Like, what is the measurement for that? Because I can tell well, you that I think for we'll me, get that five years from now. Yeah, that it, 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 I, I don't know if it's something. Yeah, to that point, Casey, I don't know if it's something we, that we can measure, like whether or not it's working immediately. All I can tell you is that I like it because it's way different than what has been not yeah. happening, right? Like, so like I, you know, like, like, I guess my point is, why doesn't he hire someone to, to do, do that? 
Um, because, well, because he he needs to be writing Superman movies well, and hiring well, okay, directors. I, he doesn't I, need I, to be see, on see, Twitter. Because James Gunn is chronically online. That's just who he is. There was someone who did that for DC before. Yeah. Um, or for WB, um, and, and they're no longer there. And I'm not going to say a lot about my experience with it, but I will say that they did not. Um, there's a reason that PR and fan base and, and all of that is is in, in a bad place. And it's because of how that was handled behind the scenes. Right. Well, that, that, that plus, I, 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 I do also balk at the idea of, because I've, because I've heard that I've had listeners to at the to my show, the Flightcast, mm-hmm. say the same thing. Like, why is he wasting time on Twitter instead of doing I his agree. job? He's and, getting paid and a my, lot of money to do his did, job. And okay, but here's my problem with that. See, my problem is this is part of his job because PR has no, got to isn't. be part. Yeah, it is because PR no, has got to be part. Here's the thing: PR is part of Kevin Feige's job. It is. It is. Do you see That's him on? Do you, see, do you see him on Twitter telling scoopers and stuff? Because that they got all their information because wrong? he does. Because his his fan base isn't a mess. They his fan base isn't chaos. See, y- yeah, it is at times. Though. And so, yeah, it is not like DC. <laughs> not like DC. It just yeah, is. maybe not, not as consistent as DC. But, but I like but, that. But, game, yeah. but but I but I don't like this idea that James Gunn is like sitting at home writing the Superman script, and then he decides to take a break, see something on Twitter, and then. <laughs> puts everything off from his script to respond I that's just silly to me that's well, really no, silly no, that it, look that, at that we look at what he responds really what look at what he responds to and who he responds to and when he does it it's all shots being fired across the bow uh-huh. there like there for example there are certain accounts that he could go after that would accidentally even or on purpose that would that would start a lot of drama. Yeah, he went after he, a trade recently. He's more savvy on oh. on a lot of this than I think people give him credit for because there are some there are some big things that there are some big because he's chronically he, online. He has not <laughs> stepped in, but he he's he's reminding everybody that that they're they're actually being held accountable. I mean, if you look at like the the the, the scooper madness of the of the past few years, especially like coming out of like the Snyder Cut and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. is that people especially like these these small like scooper circles f- were not none of them were looking over their shoulder they were like oh we can just make up stuff and they would make up just insane stuff and yeah, but nobody, who cares nobody was ever going to say the, anything the, I mean, that was uh, the problem is that it you say who cares but yeah. we were all seeing the people who like well it has a damage very did. negative yeah. impact yeah. on the fandom community because especially with dc where there's not this unified front uh, part of the reason a lot of the factionalization exists is because there'd be uh, you know there, for example snyder cut half half the people or i don't know i'm not going to say half like 50 percent 50 percent, but there's a group of people who want it there's a group of people that don't want it and then you have all of these amateur scoopers saying Oh, it's happening, and saying, "Oh, it's not happening," and they're feeding information that they claim is scoops. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Yeah, like how Jordan's they are gonna be in the fucking. But they are, yeah. But they're riling. They are building up the 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 hype separately amongst these fan bases. There's no unified source of information. So, like for example, the MCU, when you get these fault these fake scoops and stuff that they put out, it's not stoking division in the MCU fandom. Maybe there'll be a fake scoop out there. But they are either universally for it or universally against it, or it'll be a pocket of people who are opposed to it. Or even similar with Star Wars, 
Yeah. Although you see a lot of factionalization in Star Wars, how there'll be a yeah. big group of like pro Kathleen Kennedy and anti Kathleen Kennedy, and so you have people who say, "Oh, Kathleen Kennedy's being fired again," right. Right. and they and they're feeding <laughs> that faction, and then there's people saying like, "Oh, well, they're, they're she's grifting." Not... Yeah, exactly. But but there yeah. but there is a, a faction that is being that is being fed by that, and so you have a lot of that in DC that is developed be, because of scoopers who identify oh these people want to hear that Zack snyder is coming back to direct justice league two and three so they right. will fabricate scoops saying they are to right. to feed that fan base which prevents it from from coming together to be excited about what it what is coming out right um and granted you know a lot of that's warner brothers fault too because they created a situation where they they created literally they they spent millions and millions and millions of dollars to get people hyped up for um Man of Steel, BVS, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Justice League. I mean, literally, like, hundreds of millions of dollars in marketing right. to get people hyped up for this franchise and then just said, never mind, we're not going to do that. Right. But they, they bought a fan base with hundreds of millions of dollars and then told them, ah, go somewhere else. Right. We're going to do this other thing. And then, and so that hundreds of millions of dollars worth of fans, fan hype, had to be directed somewhere and there was lots of people waiting to say like oh well i'll tell you what you i will i'll give you the information that you want to make whether it's true or not right and they, and they started feeding it to them um and so and then so all of a sudden you have this so so I'm, it's not purely a scooper problem but it is a the factionalization and the toxicity and all of those things well, are all downstream effects of that and the that. lack of media and the lack of reading comprehension and yeah. other things that all yeah. before started. before all the ezra look what happened recently with the whole like uh you know somebody responded with sell the snyderverse to netflix hashtag and then james oh, Gunn cut it's it been to... everywhere i know it's mm -hmm. been everywhere but Did you see the decided, new mera one he decided to uh he decided to respond to it and it was just kind of like he was all suit. he's all this is one of the wackiest <laughs> things and then he decided to be like hey I mean, like, you know, he, he, he did inject some logic to the whole thing of like, yeah, Netflix is not interested because, you know, Netflix is they have, they're having problems right now. There's a cash flow What's problem. hilarious all... about that, that too, is that <laughs> yeah. a Netflix is actively um, reducing their kind of investment in that yeah. kind of thing. But also like this doesn't happen without gun signing off on yeah that's the thing it's like yeah. that's what we keep on talking about this is like the, the gun and then zaslov like i guess zaslov maybe could override gun but like otherwise he, maybe he could otherwise yeah. unless james gun is like gung-ho for this idea it's not happening yeah right and like well, that, see, and that's, and that's i think that's why he before. wanted to kind of squash with, it with that tweet yeah with, yeah with hamada with sarnoff with with all of them there was such a the bureaucracy was in such a way that like yeah sure someone could come in and override them that's what did happen with with a snyder cut emmerich didn't want it hamada didn't want to you know none of them wanted this but there was enough um incentive from the from from the collective and higher up to say no you're going to make this happen um that situation doesn't exist anymore now it's james gunn says yes or james gunn says no and and the the suggestion that like somehow this is going to happen without him saying yes uh, yes like, mm -hmm. well and then and then like the biggest takeaway and i even mm -hmm. said that in my video i was like all right who cares about this whole thing but the biggest takeaway was the fact that he's like he talked to zach and i've been saying that for a, like a little bit like a couple of weeks on film junkie live cheers um is the fact that it's like it's like yeah of course of course him and zach are going to be talking sure but I mean, do I believe like do I think that maybe some of the things that he 
you know, said were fluffed up a little bit. Sure. I don't know the details of anything like that, but I know that they actually talked. Yes, sure. But, um, you know, well, but maybe but he did some things but... publicly. Like, I think on yeah. more than one occasion was like, I wish them the best. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, people are acting he's like happy. new information. He said Zach's happy. That's the biggest thing is like he's happy at Netflix. Zach said that on the unboxing video, right? Yes. Well, that's what's funny. Isn't that funny that the last time Zach was on this, this, this stream and I asked him. But you didn't get anything out of him, Dave. Dude, dude, I asked him about James Gunn without knowing. None of us knew that James Gunn was going to end up being the fucking DC Studios head. And I asked him about James Gunn. I got so, I got hate. That's from right. That, that was from before. All the, from it was all, all Saturday. Dude, dude, all dude, Saturday. I, dude, I blasted one of my listeners for calling you out in an email after all that. I was like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. He did That's not what's ask. What's funny about that? It's like, I got so much hate for it. He was like, I can't believe he asked him about James Gunn. And I was just like, it was just because James Gunn was in Harley <laughs> Quinn animated. And we were talking about Zach's animated Teen Titans Go thing. And then it was just, but I, it's not like I knew anything that James Gunn was going to be the head of DC Studios. Hey, by the like way, a couple of weeks later, tangent, I should have tangent. Uh, the Valentine's Day special is fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, I haven't okay. watched it yet. All yeah, right. yeah. Oh, oh. Do you need to be caught up to watch it? No, no. It will it will make casual references to things that happened in season three. But lar <laughs> but if you don't care about that, you can largely watch the Valentine's Day special. And all you need to know is Harley and Ivy are together. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do need to get yeah. off my ass and watch season three. But they yeah. got together at the end of season two. They yeah. did. He probably yeah, so yeah. There, there's that. Yeah. But no, no but, but it's, it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. But, but 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 no, I, I it, Okay. For all, all the above reasons that have that Steven has specified and that we've all talked about, I, I do believe that when Gunn and Saffron were hired. That on some level this was part of the this was part of the deal. I do because they were warned about the hashtags, they were warned about the fans, they were warned about the social media stuff, and their PR has been literally non-existent to this point for the better part of the last decade. So I, I really do believe that as much as people disagree with how Gunner's responding, I think this is part of the job. My I assumption is that part of his pitch would have been, I know how to fix this. Um, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be. You're gonna need to let me have some leeway on social media for a few years. The, he, there's no way he wants that to be the ongoing. No, of course not, dude. They, the they're assaulting him with DC questions, no matter what he posts. He he will post shit about Guardians of the. He'll post shit about his cats and his yeah. pets, and people, they will people assault him with questions. Yeah. 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 Is this yeah. cat gonna play streaky? Yeah. Right. So, so no, Stephen, you're absolutely right. He doesn't want but, this to for but, be the for, long term until, thing. Until, until you know, until at least until the Flash. But I mean, probably until you know, for another year or so, and then he'll he'll always do it casually. But um, it, the audience needs to be trained, and I, I even I don't like even saying it that way because it sounds so manipulative, weird. Yeah. But it's but it's a real thing. Like the audience. The, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Yeah. And and that and that training needs to come um, from the top in that way. They can't. It also uh, needs to come from the fan base, though. Right. Like exactly, uh, but... like, like there needs to be a, like earlier when I said, oh, so and so said something. Well, who gives a shit? There needs yeah. to be a oh, level of that but, too. Sometimes. No, you're absolutely right. See, yeah. but this is it, 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 no doubt about that. Yeah. 
but it ha- it's got to be a dialogue. Like it has to go both ways. You know, like for but, all but, the people. That, yeah, but like, like Warner Brothers also has to build trust with everybody. Yes, like, that's yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah, that's and, big, and, and, and that's that's part of what he's been hired to do. It is, yeah, but it's part but of what I he's think like to do. I know, I know that for sure. But I just I I I think Casey's right about he's because he's chronically online. He he doesn't know another way to try to fix things. He needs to pick his professionally it, it, and it, pick it, his it, battles. It, and yeah. He's just and, kind of like because you say, oh, look who he's going after. Though I'm like, he seems to be going after anyone who just catches him on a bad day. Not and, anybody. Yeah, but there are. Yeah. He is avoiding. There are some things he could respond to or yes, react there are. to that would start a shitstorm. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't think it's an accident that he hasn't. Like, notice for example, whenever he goes after a Snyder, like people actually make fun of him. They're like, because he'll go after like someone with no followers, or they'll misspell the hashtag or something like that. <laughs> but that's that's intentional. He's he's sending a message without laying anyone out from a particular anyone a known quantity out. Right there, mm. there are there are known there are pr- problem people in the fandom. That he could well, but he also went after someone on. from like Hollywood Reporter, like well, so. Right, but they can take yeah. it, right? He can't. It's 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 appropriate for him to go after a journalist because there's more parity in the power balance. But for him to like quote tweet a a fan and like put him on blast hmm. for for something like that, um, is is it would it would it would start a it, it would it would be a problem. But so when he does it and it's someone with a no no profile picture, no followers, they misspell the hashtag. Who knows? Maybe he even fabricated the, the account. That's entirely possible. But right. it is expressing something that is a common expression amongst other people. So he's able to address an idea being presented by fans without saying, oh, look at this person that everybody knows. Let me humiliate them in right. front of all the other well, fans. Well, that's, a, that's a problem. Well, so like, like the inst. Like notice, like 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 take very specific notice when he responds to stuff. It's like, oh, I've seen a hundred people say that. Yet the one he responds to is not the person with thousands of followers. It's not the person that fans know. It's it's some it's some nobody. People will think that's funny that he like as if he doesn't know. But I think he does that intentionally so that he can send a message without stepping in shit. Right. <laughs> well, it, it, the, you you brought up the misspelling. It's like the it, I was gonna say the Instagram post. With the guy who it, it was under one of his it was under his cat photo, <laughs> the guy who misspelled Cavill's name in that hashtag, right? Like that was like it was that was so funny though. That's a perfect But it's a perfect example of what Steve was talking about because it's not like we didn't agree with his sentiment. We were people were just like, why would you respond to that? And to me, I'm like, well, because that guy's an asshole. Okay, go ahead. You know, I like they. And because it's funny, I feel like it, I feel like him responding to the to, to Twitter to social media stuff is overblown. And and again, it's not he is not postponing the Superman legacy script to respond to these people. It is not interfering with his job. I, I'm it not. Just isn't. I'm not saying that he's postponing it. I'm just saying like, you know, because also social media, as everyone knows, it's dopamine hits. It gets you riled up. It gets you so. To, to think he, oh, I just did this and I walked away from it. Uh, I don't think he does that either. <laughs> so so yeah. I think that is time he could be using for something that's vastly more important that the fans really want um, than just even even poking at someone with, like you said, oh, a strategic poke. It's like, so who gives, but why? Like, why Listen, bother man, Because he, he has been 
he has been cancelled once due to social media. His right. obsession with social media is not going to go away. But then that makes me feel like he's not good. Then he's not maybe the right pick. But you say the, the, I don't the, know okay, about the, that. The, 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 yeah, I really don't know about that seat. But like the well, thing, remember with, he's a co-CEO. There's a reason yeah. like, he has different skill sets. Than, like Saffron's not out there doing that. Saffron's, you know, <laughs> Saffron's back <laughs> he's in the office somewhere slaving away. Like, <laughs> yeah. like part of part of hiring Gunn is he's a personality. He's a figurehead. He's a, right. Which I he, thought was he's, smart he's, that they needed somebody not, like that. You know, yeah. they didn't bring him in to direct everything. They didn't bring him in to write everything. They brought mm -hmm. him in to, to shepherd that stuff. But also he is... A, the the PR is a is a component, and ideally longer term, that looks more like the way Kevin Feige does it. But in the near term, there needs to be a couple shots across the bow to say like, um, I don't know, to to address how the fans are behaving and to address how some of the the, the media is behaving and um, well, and kind of get that all in line. And I think I, like I, like, I'm like his this response actually to something okay. that I I can relate to is like. Like, if you are in charge of people, occasionally, if you just let them go buck wild, they will just continue to go buck wild. You do occasionally have to pound the table, crack the whip, say, sit down and shut up. Because you've got to eventually, every once in a while, go, no, I'm in charge. Y'all can sit down now. And well, yeah, it's what I always say is you have to kill a hostage. Yes. Mm -hmm. The first thing you do is you kill a hostage, <laughs> hostage. and then everything is fine. Uh, that is a, that's, that's, a, that's a dark analogy, <laughs> but hostage. yes. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> you've yeah, got to prove, you got to prove that you Even is staying within the DC tone. <laughs> well, well, it's, well, 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 it's like, it's like a, you know what that remi it reminds me of Swordfish, the opening mm. scene of Swordfish where he's like, you know, oh, what yeah, if in Dog Day Afternoon, joke. Sonny wanted to get away with it. What if, now this is the tricky part, what if he started killing hostages right away? No mercy, no quarter, meet our demands, yeah. or the pretty blonde in the bell bottoms gets in the back of the head, bam, splat. What, still no bus? Come on, now that's really dark. But that's at the beginning, but the, the analogy is there. Totally. I love that movie. John Travolta was a beast. That is a good movie. Well, that's that's oh, why yeah. you, you kill one first, and then ideally you don't do any more. But you, you, you start and then you keep doing it, nobody listens. You don't do it at right. all, they think they can start testing you. Right. And then they're gonna, and then they're gonna challenge. You, so. And you know what? Thank you for bringing that up, Stephen. Because, because perhaps one of the examples potentially, and we did, we talked about before, of potentially this showing some effect is the embargo that was held up after the presentation was on Monday. Mm, the yeah. fact that nobody said anything for like. Yeah. Half a day, you know, 20, 24 hours. That takeaway, never has never happened. happened before. That has never happened with DC. Like and somebody... also, um, <laughs> the new scoops that are coming out about, you know, Brave and the Bold and stuff like that, people are being very careful and they are mentioning if Gunn wants to show, shoot people, this down, he might. People still you know, know stuff. Yeah. By the way, like this is, it's not that people, it's not that like everything is tightened up and people stopped having access to the information that they had before. They know it. They're scared to be the ones to put it yeah. out first. Now, um, right. and this in is five minutes, Gun can call like, tweet them. He will. Yeah. I mean, as soon as he like you know puts it down, like they they look you know all of a sudden, then they get the dog pile and stuff like that. But and they lose their credibility. Well, because yeah, a lot of these guys, color. like the trades, you know, they have you know part of part of them is that they're they're you know 
speak truth to power, you have to be willing to publish. You know, you're a real. <laughs> sorry for anyone, but if you're a real journalist, you <laughs> um, you you got to be willing to put stuff out Do there they that exist? Make, make people upset. What? But in 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 a lot of this space, especially when you get into like a lot of the scoopers. That's not that's not journalism. That's that, that's they're a part of a fan group, right? And they want the it's it's, and I'm not saying clout even in a derogatory term here, but it's it's clout. They want the status of they know they have access, they have sure. reputation. People look to them for information, whatever. And that's clout's clout's fine. Get get your bag, whatever. But the the function of it is entirely different. When like oh, your access to clout or your ability to get clout is now like nobody wants to be on James Gunn's bad side. Right, none of these, none of these well, people do, or none, but none, none of the journalists. Scoopers. Yeah, okay, I, none, I of, none, of, none, of, none of the like the fandom scoopers do. None of the people that are interested in who's going to play the next Batman want to be on James Gunn's bad because side. they want to be right. relevant for the next ten years. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So they have to be. And so when there's now. chaos and when there's no figurehead and when you know you can go out, you can you can put all this out there because who's gonna what? Oh, someone from PR is gonna contact you and be like, "Don't do that again." Like you're gonna do that all day every day, but when you have James well, Gunn on Twitter saying you are a disappointment to me, <laughs> then all of a sudden you're losing fan points, you're losing access. Like, and then and that also sends a message to whoever from working at DC got them or WB got them that information. It's a then public like, shaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're but, like, oh, now my my yeah. professional hard feathering reputation yeah. is at stake in my own company because I'm providing information to people that's getting them in trouble with my boss. Right. And so, so there, I don't know. So like, I, I ideally, this is not going to be necessary, especially not long-term, but I, I very much understand why it is a, a necessary tactic in the short run. I hope it works out for him. If the DCU works, you know, and, and we'll know like within the first, I mean, we, it, cause I, I've said this, I've said this, Last couple weeks, he can't miss on Superman Legacy. He can yeah. not miss. That's he the must thing. We hit talked the bullseye that with that movie. So if that works, and you know, like I mean, you look, Creature Commandos, Waller, all that stuff aside, like if his plan works, and we're talking about he and Saffron getting extended past the four years that their initial contract is, then yeah, around that time, this isn't going to be needed anymore because by then, the paradigm will be established. You know, regardless of, and, and at that point, seek it will. We will finally be at a point where who the fuck cares about who says this in this corner, who says that in that corner. We're not there yet. But we, do you think? Just, do you think in four years after that line is established that James Gunn can stop? If he does, no. yes, I will yes, be I right there with you, saying like he needs to not be doing I, this I, anymore. Well, 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 see, see, see here, here's the thing. The, the reason that I think yes yeah. is because I, 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 Casey, I do balk at this idea that. Like you're saying that he's chronically on Twitter. He is not on Twitter the same way he was before. He's not. That is objectively yeah. the case. But because when he, when he, he even in the future, he won't have time. No, either. but I don't. He's he not post as much. Now. But per my earlier point, the way he he's watching, he's navigating things in a way that depends on a familiarity with the yes. tribes and the topics and the players. See, he, he comes out and says stuff that is somewhat detailed, you know, when you that only happens if you go through threads and what people are talking about, spend some time in the comments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Nobody has that knowledge that, that he has. 
that is why he understands you know what the Snyder fandom wants what some of them don't want what some of them are saying because to the outsider it looks like everyone's just being toxic think about but he knows like think about the people who who literally at him and reply to his threads and and the things they accuse him of and the things they say and the way they talk to him and and then and the ones that he chooses to respond to versus not it's not it's not an accident that he's navigating it the way that he is but like but that that is only possible if you know like oh don't quote tweet them because that's going to start a shit storm right um, if i need to express that opinion do it with someone who's you know doesn't have a isn't going to trigger a oh, people who are the people who live in our block and mute list that we know by yeah. name yeah. It, 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 don't, I, I, don't don't bother them I, 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 I think if i think if you believe that he is incapable of turning it off in a couple of years then you believe he learned nothing from getting fired by marvel well, and you can believe that it'd be like but i don't see how that's the case i think there would be a fair comparison to say well, how much does he do it with Marvel? Because he does do similar things with like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, where, for example, yeah. that would con- that would contradict my point of saying, well, he doesn't need to be telling people, like he doesn't need to be debunking rumors for Marvel because that audience is already trained. And so maybe I'm wrong that maybe it is a necessary thing, but the fact that he's doing it isn't because of that. It's because of another. It's both. I think. Well, it's so both. while I agree like... with it, that doesn't mean that it's not. <laughs> You well, know, like like I said, it, if it, he it, wasn't it, an online person, I don't think it would have happened. The determining factor for me is: is he still doing it in three, four years to this extent? Yes. And if he is, that's got to stop. It can't go that long. Yes. Well, sure. it, 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 I, I, but I, I, I have more. See, this it always comes down. Whenever James Gunn becomes a topic of discussion, it always comes down to who has faith in his ability to be different than beforehand because of the controversy and because of everything that he's been involved in to this point. And it's always a question of. Has he really learned or has he not? Because everybody, and it, it could be because of the Twitter thing. It, there are people who still don't take him at his word when he says it's not the gun verse because they're convinced that Superman is going to get the Thor treatment in Superman Legacy, right? There's there's all this doubt. They and it's take like, his word on Snyder. <laughs> right, it, exactly, the Snyder thing. So, so it's like, okay, well, fine. If, if, you're never, if you're just not going to trust the dude, that's your business. Fine, don't trust the dude. But I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna let him hang himself. About, Ray? We, we can't we can't trust his word, but we could trust a like from. Oh yeah. Vera. Mm-hmm. Oh right, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It was well, like one of those 2019, things. I would be very. That's always been hilarious to me. It's like, no, he's of course he's flat out lying. It's not true. It's blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, so we just we're just gonna pick and choose because it's like. You know, it's like Zach's a good guy. Obviously, he respects Gunn. He's not going to like trash him. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to do, you know, it's it's all this kind of stuff. And it's, you know, when it came to this recent thing, when it, when, when, when talking about this, and I'm like, all right, so, all right, we're going to not trust him flat out saying it. And I will say, I'm like, all right, maybe like, you know, maybe there's a little bit of fluff stuff, sure. But at the same time, it's like you guys are like totally going, hey, Zach liked this post about the hashtag, so that means he supports it. It's like he's making a fucking epic right now. He's making an epic, you know, geez, you know, a two part epic that's probably, I'm sure the assembly cut is twice or two and a half times the fucking Snyder cut. Who knows how long that well, damn it's, thing it's, is? It's at least eight hours. It's at least Dude, eight hours. Right? <laughs> right? He shot for eight yeah. months. 
He yeah. shot for eight months. How long is that movie? He has to now be in post production. And, and there are two movies. Yes, two he's going to make two right, movies, exactly. and then there's going to be another. There's going to be probably more. That's the thing. But uh, I know some people have to leave right now. Damon, you said that. Um, Stephen, you said you had to head out soon. I don't know, Seek, are you still good? I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm good for a little bit longer, but I just want to say real quick, Damien, it was a pleasure, and uh, and yeah. Stephen and Ray and and Casey, like I appreciate you and Scott, everyone having that conversation with me. Because yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I I'm not anti James Gunn by any means, but I I have my version of what I think professional is and what the job requires, and I just obviously we stand on different grounds. But I do like the point you made of hey, in a couple of years, if he's still doing this, yeah, that's probably that's not bad. good. But I do like your faith, Ray. I mean, I I, I can't knock you for that. I, I appreciate your hope in people. Don't lose that. And listen, see, it, it is hope. We're yeah. all hoping. Okay? These, this is what yeah. this is life of D, this is life of DC fans. <laughs> yeah, we, this is right. life of a DC fan. We're we're <laughs> clinging to whatever oh, fucking right. hope we can find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're 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 at the campfire, like you know, after right. the apocalypse. We're like, yeah, back. You know, it's been rough. You know, meanwhile, the Marvel thing is all they're all right. they're all in Elysium. We're in there, District you know? Nine, and they're in the Capitol. Exactly. Right. There you go. That's, <laughs> I I use Elysium as my. Uh, you know, I'm going Hunger same Games. Director, like, same director. Uh, same director. You know. So. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Damon, you'd have to drop off. Go ahead, man. Uh, thank I you. I got to shoot up, guys. Promote yourself. As usual, it was a pleasure being on with all of you. I love our time together. Seek, it was great to meet you. Uh, you Damien underscore Shani on Twitter or dccomicsnews.com. Check it out. But uh, thanks, guys. It was awesome. Yeah. Bye, Damien. Thank you, Damien. Or it's a pleasure, Damien. Cheers. Ciao. Yeah, but uh, you know, with, with the whole recent thing, when, like when he was just like, you know, that's one of the wackiest things, and he said this and said that. It's just like, I mean, I, I would not, you know, it, it is a little PR because I mean, no matter what, uh, you know, the campaign that's going to be happening on two fourteen, it's going to make some noise because it just does. Um, I, you know, and it's funny too because you know, obviously, I've gotten, I got some pushback. I'm getting some pushback. Obviously, like no, Dave, today, really? you got pushback. Yeah, what new pushback? <laughs> really? really? You know, Never. I can't believe that. Who? What? Uh, no, but I mean, it's just funny because you know, like one of the things that I kind of, you know, I did quote tweet, you know, because I was bored today. Um, you know, and I and I try dangerous not to, when you get bored. I know I, it's dangerous <laughs> when I get bored. If 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 work, I don't I hands. Swear, I, my work needs to get like more. I need to get more engaged, so then I'm not like on Twitter as much. I swear, like, like James what Gunn. I'm doing now. <laughs> no, I, seriously, right? I know, James. James, we're the same. No, we're not. Uh, we oh. have glasses. We have spiky hair. Oh, um, you have this a is grayer than yours. <laughs> yeah, I don't. How does he do that with his hair? I don't know. I yeah, it's pretty insane. I don't know how long he takes with that. I don't take that long. Anyways, um. No, but it's just the fact that it's like somebody said, like, man, uh, film junkie in 2019 would be very oh, uh, ashamed. He saw that. Uh, was very ashamed yes, of I, uh, film junkie at 2020. I threw a sun at him. Did yeah. you like that? I threw a sun at him. Yeah, you did. You did. You did throw a sun at him. I saw it. I saw it. But it was just kind of funny because I was like, well, I was like, really? I'm like, all right. I remember back when I was getting the information that the Snyder Cut wasn't fully finished, and I put it out there. I got the same hate from the same people, no, and I was like, can, I, I always said nobody can follow the bouncing ball. No, they can't. in 2019, <laughs> you were getting in trouble for saying you're not entitled 
to anything. Yeah. Zach wants to do it. Zach will do it. Like, that's what you were saying then. And that's what you're saying. Now. Like you have not changed on principle. You've not changed on message. Um, like none of that's changed. The people that are, that are saying that are a bad faith, but B also we're never paying attention in the first place. They, it was no. always just, Oh, well, you said what I liked. Then. You know what? You know, what's what changed? Now, but you're the one that didn't change. You like, know, what's changed, Steven. I've actually now talked to Zack Snyder many times. <laughs> that's the only thing that's really changed. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying like, you know, it's like, and I remember like talk, having a conversation with them about the sequels and, as much as he would be like down for it, but it, he, this was before he pitched Rebel Moon. He said like, you know what? I'm going to be busy. And guess what? He's fucking busy with this Rebel Moon saga. And from what I gather, just from having conversations with people, it is huge. And it's not going to stop at just two parts. That's the thing. And then like, <clears throat> so, you know, and I, and, and I've never, I've always said this before too, when it came to campaigns, I said this before when it came to letter writing, phone calls and other shit, whatever that was happening. I'm like, I don't support this one. I don't think it's a good campaign. If you want to do it, go right ahead. I still say this now, if you still want to tweet out the hashtag, sell the Netflix, knock yourself out. I think it's a poorly thought out campaign. If you want to continue doing it, Fine. That's why it was kind of funny when I was getting the pushback. Like the wow, original one is sell ZSJ to Netflix, which is yeah. even more ridiculous. Sell, yeah, sell Zack Snyder. Just yeah, it doesn't. I mean, that's the, the Emerald thing. Edition, <laughs> guys. <laughs> right. Well, I know, I know. I mean, is it, I mean, remember it went from just having the sequels to all of a sudden we want to get a, a different version of the first one. And then all of a sudden, they, like there were some people. I that saw a slate that and it had like new gods on it. <laughs> new gods. It had so, so, Justice so, Society. It so, had. So, so, so seek. Do, do you see this? This is where we're coming from here as DC fans. This is where this is the dude. The, I follow the, the, the Sony universe. Okay. <laughs> I see slates for all the different Morbius spinoffs they're gonna make. <laughs> but speaking of yeah. Spider-Man Noir. Ooh. Oh yeah! Uh, oh yes! Oh yeah! And oh, then yeah. of course that's gonna okay. be used as a yeah, but but at okay. the same time, okay. it's gonna be good. Wait, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yes, you know yes, but where? Awesome. Yes, but where is it? See, Amazon. do you wish Amy passed? Amazon, which I. Be on Twitter like James Gunn. <laughs> so I've no, no, because I've seen Amy. Stop Pascal saying it's Mormon like, time. And uh, holy cow, uh, yeah, her no. she, she, I don't even. She's, she's not even on this planet, man. Uh, uh, she's not even on Earth. Like she, but yeah, I think she, that's what that's what makes the, the decision making over there so interesting. Because I'm like, oh, well, she's on ever, the best every, videos every are of her with Kevin Feige. I was gonna say every yeah. single time. I see a video of uh, like a Spider-Man movie coming out, and there's an vi uh, interview with her and Kevin Feige. I stop everything I'm doing to watch the yeah, entire yeah. thing. I quit a job so I could watch their video. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I called it. Yeah, no, I quit. Amy Pascal's on YouTube yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this. She's got her crazy hair, so, and then yeah. like she's about to say Kevin something, Feige and Kevin Feige's gonna try to not react. It's Kevin so, Feige so, so. literally has a tack, a thumbtack in his right. shoe, going just step on it, just. So, so, so it's like I don't think like, he's ever it, as nervous as that moment. Is which, Amy which, Pascal pretty much what the nerd QAnon thinks Kathleen Kennedy is? Well, what's what's really? funny about like the so like in the Venom sphere, like I, like I was on Twitter for a while, but I started really hating being on Twitter because all really all it was was people really coming why me. <laughs> all all it was every day was people coming to me and going. 
like bigger YouTubers, people with like like uh, the Cosmic Wonder and like these bigger, they have like hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And they're like, they would DM me and go, hey man, I heard this information, is it true? And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not gonna be a source for you. Like, are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, right. like, you know, get the hell out of here. And then there are people like, oh, Comic Book Cast said this about Venom. I'm like, okay, well, it's not true, <laughs> but who gives this? I, I have that mentality where I'm like, I don't care. Like, and, and Twitter's not a place for someone who has that mentality because uh, um, everyone's just coming at me and I'm like, I, okay, delete. And I just, I'm, like, I'm just gonna be on Instagram with a private account, leave me alone. Um, but like, what's neat about the Venom stuff though, is that yeah, occasionally you get people come out and go, oh, I heard Venom 2 is gonna be rated R cause you know, you gotta do Carnage rated R. And I'm like, yeah, but the first one was PG-13. So it's, it's obviously not gonna be rated R. So there was things you could squash immediately. Um, but what's weird now is that I can't tell between like scoops and reality with Sony because when they're like, Oh, we're doing hypno hustler. I'm like, no, that's, that's, I'm being punked. Like someone's, someone's right. baiting me it, to, it, to, to, right. to comment in the chat for that. And they're like, no, Donald Glover. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Now I don't believe you. And then I go Google it and I go, what the fuck? Like, seriously? So what's funny is they yeah. make all these like crackhead decisions and I'm like, well, it keeps things interesting because there's so many Spider-Man characters you could do like the Slingers. You could make a movie about the Slingers, which I have a script for. I would love to write the Slingers movie. And it's like you could do Slingers and that is they're oddball and, and out there. But they're not like, oh, we're giving, you know, Craven and Morbius their own movies. Weird, you know, like Slingers, like, OK, they're heroes and they wore Spider-Man costumes. So, OK, you could make that work. So there's just things you could do in that world. And they're just making the most weirdest decisions. And I, it's kind of fun <laughs> to, to kind of to be do a live stream and someone go, did you hear about this? I'm like, you're you're and I'm like, D -d 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 -d. I'm like, ha, oh, come on, man. Really? Like, so so, so, so it, it, in your opinion, see, yeah. do, do you think that the decisions they're making are weirder than the previous regime at DC Films? I. I I think their decision making is weirder than the MonsterVerse Universal tried to do. <laughs> like it's that weird. Wow. Where like okay. like because because <laughs> there's I mean like Madam Web that's a cool concept and you could tie that into a Spider Verse thing. That to me makes sense. But like given Craven, cool. given yeah. Craven his own movie, given Morbius his own movie, to me I'm like you got a brand like Spider Man. I understand you don't want to dilute that brand to an extent, but. Spider-Man is one of those characters at Marvel, like the X-Men, where in the Avengers, you could do a whole universe just on those guys. So, like, mm -hmm. you could do an Andrew Garfield movie and then a, a oh. year later do a Tobey Maguire movie and then oh. a year later do, uh, a, you know, a Tom Holland movie again. And then you're, you know, it, and you're bringing in your audience because now that they've all been in a movie together, the fandom's invested in what they do next. And then you could do your live action Miles and you could, you know, you could... I still think that at the end of Spider-Verse, the next one, the, the post-credit scene is going to be Miles going into another reality, and it's going to be a real human reality. And you're going to oh, see live... So that, yeah. yeah, and you're going to see live-action Miles. Um, so, like, I, I think they're working on something, and there's a pocket of it that's going to make sense, and then there's going to be a bunch of stuff that we wish never happened. Um, <laughs> but, well, I don't know, whatever. I just, it's just... But I think Amy Pascal is so weird and out there and Avi Arad is so disliked but like because of his I don't know the way he just who he is that but I don't think they ever hit that Kathleen Kennedy or or Walter Hamada status 
where people like try to crucify them or wish for them to be fired. I think some people say it, but they don't like campaign for it. So they're in this weird nook that it makes it interesting well, for me Sony's, as a content creator. Sony's structure helps with that a little bit because like, like for like even throwing like Walter Hamada's name out with, with um, Kathleen Kennedy's cause like Lucasfilm is, is unique and Marvel studios is unique in the fact yeah. that there's there. There are studios that are focused on, very singularly on, on a small selection of IP. Obviously, right. Lucasfilm is more than just Star Wars, but basically it's Star Wars, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and so so Kathleen Kennedy is is the Kevin Feige of Star Wars, or is the way people see it. Right. Um, and then DC, people were trying for a long time to f- identify someone as the Kevin Feige of DC. and. Right. It was Zack Snyder. It was Jeff Johns. Yeah, Bruce Snyder. Um, and then mm-hmm. they, and then, um, and so then, and they never even, even when it was Jeff Johns or, or Diane Nelson or or any of them, it was never really the same role. Still, no. they didn't quite have that that figurehead status. Sure. Um, and so now you do with Gun, um, but you never did before. But so then you go over to like to like, uh, but other than that nobody historically especially fans like don't know the names of studio executives no or the, not at all like right. like that's it's 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 kind of weird for fans of any any movies who aren't like hardcore film people to be like ah oh, tom rothman <laughs> right <laughs> um and so um and so yeah so especially with someone like like amy pascal i think you know she's famous because of Spider-Man, but like if, if it wasn't right. for Spider-Man, like nobody would ever be name dropping her for no right or Avi Arad is mm-hmm. like the same thing. Um, but even, even, even despite that, that fame though, it's still, they have a lot, they're able to operate in a lot more anonymity than True. someone like Kevin Feige. Cause they're not as nearly as scrutinized as someone like Feige would be making similar decisions, which also means that maybe they feel a little bit more free to take some of these wild shots because there's 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 not this whole media like there's not a tiered like trade um and then and then like fandom scoopers and like and youtubers and everything that are are as organized as like the marvel it exists obviously you know you do sure but it's it's not it's not the same infrastructure as exists where like there's a machine for the mcu right Um, well halo has this too they have a star wars type problem where there's a couple people in charge that get massive online hate every time a Halo decision's made. You know, Star, um, Star Trek and, as well. Yeah, Star the, Trek. Just, just, just yeah, yeah, Alex yeah. Kurtzman. Yeah. Gets he basically actually they started like Doomcock actually now talks about him just like mm. he does uh, Kathleen Kennedy, and it's the same deal where just it, it's like on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays she's getting fired. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, he's getting tired. Right. <laughs> like, it's essentially what right. it is. And it's like, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, and I've always said this. Like, I, I, the one thing I never got into on YouTube is sometimes I watch it because it might pop up as recommended and I'll check it out. But, like, it's when people make a channel and they just pick a villain and they just go, okay, I'm going to make 20 videos on Brie Larson. I'm going to make 50 videos on this person. And I, I kind of just go, well, why don't you just make one? <laughs> And then, but obviously that's probably why I don't have a hundred thousand subscribers because I don't play that game of like, okay, well, I stoke in the fire kind of thing. And and I, and I hate, I hate that hate marketing is the only way 
it, it's seemingly yeah, it the works. only way that it works. To, it right. I, work. One, I hate that it works. Two, I hate that it works that well to the point yeah. where it's like, if you, it, it seems like if you don't play that game, you're never going to get that big. That fucking sucks. Well, that's fine. That is, I mean, like, it's fine. I, I, YouTube's a hobby for me. Like, I, I'm, I'm pursuing other things, obviously, in, in my real life. And then I also have to stabilize my mental health in real life, too, which is far more important. But so this is just like, oh, I get to talk about Tom Hardy and, you know, Venom. So it's just like a fun thing. But eventually that will end and I'll eventually go, all right, I'm, I'm 45. Like, you know, I'll, I got to maybe the now's the time to stop. But for now, I'm only 40. So I'm going to keep going for a little <laughs> bit longer. <laughs> but I do like this. That one, of those, one of those Venom movies finally flops and you can be free. That's what I need. I'm actually just banking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like one of these movies has to just bomb so I can. Okay, okay, okay. I don't so, think that's so, ever going to happen with so Tom see, Hardy. See, you got to tell us anything about Venom 3. Obviously, it was announced. Oh, you son of Hold a bitch. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got you here. You're the guy that, uh, you well, got the finger on the pulse. Is Eminem gonna do another song? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, um, with uh, with what's her name? Uh, there's a, a female that sings with them. Uh, so Rihanna. she gets no, not Rihanna. <laughs> um, Skylar, yeah, Skylar Gray. But oh yeah, yeah, that's it. Skylar, Skylar Gray. Yeah. Um, well, Venom Three. I mean, I think. Well, Tom is, he just finished, a, or he's about to finish a motorcycle movie that he was making. Um, yeah. And then he's, which is going to be, I think it's going to be really cool. Too. Yeah, it's got a great cast. Yeah, it's got a great um, cast. I can't remember who's in it, but I remember it's a great cast. And he just uh, signed on to do a movie with, um, I'm forgetting, she's, she was in something big recently. Um, but they're, was she in Black Panther? I can't remember. But he's like working with someone. And so anyway, so he's got projects coming up. But as far as it being written uh, by Kelly Marcel, She's writing and directing it. So this is her directorial debut, as everyone knows. And she's really cool. She actually has, we've emailed each other a couple times. Um, she's really, really nice. She's been writing. She was brought on to do punch, like, like rewrites of the first script. And then Tom likes working with her because I think she did Taboo and another show with Tom. So, um, so they work well together. They're friends and they like this take on Eddie that they have. So I, I think we might see like the first film, set up an invasion, you know, like a potential invasion riot wanted to get out of earth to go tell the other symbiotes, Hey, come to earth and invade. So I imagine usually in a trilogy, you try to go back to that, you know, what you set up in the yeah. first movie. So that could mean null or a version of null, or they could do their own villain, you know, create their own villain. Um, so there's, there's a lot of rumors going around, but honestly nothing concrete and nothing that I know personally, other than they might, they're looking at starting production at some point in the first half of this year, maybe. So, um, so we'll probably get news on it soon. I'm sure. But I, I think uh, with Tom doing other projects right now and he, what I like about Tom Hardy is he's, when he's not working, he, he goes and finds work. So oh, like yeah. he'll, he'll either go do this little, mo this movie with motorcycles and then, or he'll go and he started an organization called reorg where he works with the organization called reorg, which um, helps veterans that were wounded in battle um, in the UK and they do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So he like, he does that and he did a big fundraiser recently for that. Yeah. And then he'll, he'll read book books to kids in front of a fireplace for how, you know, for the holidays. It's like, he just does whatever he wants. And I kind of like that about him. I'm like, yeah, he's, he's like, I don't care. He's I, charitable. He's charitable. He, yeah. He's, he's just a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Yeah, so he really is. And I know, I know you met him. I, I still love that selfie you have with him, man. 
so awesome. Every selfie I took with him is blurry. It's so frustrating. My hands shake. Like I know, but at the same time, I still love it because it's, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's yeah. Tom fucking Hardy, but you know, but the fact I mean, I, I still remember when you were still here and you literally told me you were like, I'm just gonna go up to San Francisco and go to the set. Yeah, yeah. and then like I was like, I want to go with you, but I can't. <laughs> You know, I can't, you know, because we were talking about it. I'm like, fuck, I want to go with you. And then all of a sudden, and, you know, a couple of days later, you're taking selfies with Tom Hardy. And there's literally a video where Tom Hardy go goes, oh, your Venom vlog? And like, <laughs> yeah. he knows yeah. of your YouTube channel. That's the crazy thing. I love that. There's, a, so cool. there's a couple instances, like there was an interview he did and there was like uh, Patton Oswald was doing the intro and or it was asking the questions. And he and he picked one of my questions and he was like, oh, this next question is from the Venom vlog. And you just see Tom ah. go. Tom's kind of like, <laughs> like, like he's like, he knows oh, your yeah. channel. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I love that. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool. And I hope they like my channel, but they seem like Kelly's super supportive and been really nice. So um, and a few of the people I've talked to, and I had half the cast of the first movie do intros for my show. I'm like, hey, can yeah. you just film an intro and say, hey, welcome to the Venom vlog? And it was like half the first movie did that. I was like, it's, it, I've been very lucky and, and, uh, and it's been a dream come true to meet him. And, and that's why I feel like I can end the show at any point when, when the movie stopped making a ton of money. Uh, but, uh, but until then I'm on, I'm, I'm in for the long haul, but, uh, but I, I, as far as Venom three though, not a lot. I mean, I don't even know what the story is. I'm just assuming based off some things they set up in the first film and Avi Arad has come out and said, you know, I really want to get back to the potential invasion, you know, like planet of the symbiotes. So, you know, so we'll it's see. going to be interesting, Fingers especially crossed. when they, especially when they had the post credit scene and, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they, they're trying to be like, Hey, guess what? Are we going to try to do something there? And everybody's kind of going like, is anything happening with that? I mean, it's, it's the laziest way to like do things. It really, like, it really was. That was, it really was. That was I the didn't, most I didn't really ridiculous. Like yeah, the, it was like, oh, like in one movie on before. Yeah. In yeah, one movie before they just yeah. threw the ball in that court, and then Feige just threw it back. Yeah, but see, <laughs> that's exactly, I, see, no, that, that's I exactly love that. what happened. <laughs> there's there's something about that that I really love because I I think of it as like Kevin Feige doesn't want to do this. You know, yeah. so like, so Amy Pascal's like, "Ha ha, we got gotcha. you. We put him in the MCU." And then he's like, "Screw that! I, I ain't. We're not dealing with Venom over here." I will reset the entire <laughs> timeline just to have him out. He's like, "I think that's why Kang the Conqueror is here. He's gonna just yeah. erase all that." Yeah, that, that uh, movie. I don't know about that movie. As much as I like, uh, uh, what's his name? Aaron Jonathan Majors. No, no, no. Or who? Not, no, or Paul Rudd. Peyton Reed. I thought you were talking about uh, not King the Conqueror. I'm thinking of uh, the other. Um, what the fuck? I'm totally drawing a blank right now. What's the Carnage, new uh, Sony Woody movie Johnson. with the villain? Oh, that Craven? Has oh, Craven. Craven. Okay. I don't Jared know Jared why. Johnson. Yeah, can't Kang. Yeah. Craven, because it starts Craven. with a K. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I got bourbon in me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, no, I'm just like, what? what's going to happen with that movie, too? Didn't that I? actually test? Uh, it, was, it was news that yeah. it tested really it well. Test, whatever that means. But. I hope it tested yeah. well. I'm like, something's got to well, test. I, 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 the, the Flash... Tested, tested well. Black Adam did not yeah. test well, so yeah. I, I personally suspect Craven is going to be a lot better than people expect it to be. But I, it has on... to be better. Are than you Morbius. saying it's? Yeah, I was about to say it's going to be better than Morbius. 
Yeah, I, mean, I still, yeah, I still look at Morbius and going, you can tell there was fuckery done to that movie. Oh yeah, yeah. these movies are highly I'm, edited, big like, time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and, telling you, if I the editing was, if the editing was better in the movie, yeah, people when, when would never. When you have a guy it. who has superpowers that gets trapped on a roof and the cops show up and they're like freeze, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it yeah. cuts to him in a jumpsuit in the in the jail. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Well, they like, hide. Literally, just like. What the? I remember the robot I, I literally, arm. Yeah, they hide the I robot. Literally, arm. The, the movie, movie theater went. I was like, "What? Yeah. All of a sudden, we're here now? What the hell?" It was ugh. so. There's and, um. There's and half a, the first trailer wasn't actually half or three fourths yeah. of the first trailer not, weren't in the movie. Not even in the movie. movie. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. There was a like. There's a. There's a bunch of movies like because I brought this up before because I know, like, what I know this channel as is where I got any information at all about the Snyderverse. Um, and what I liked about the passion that everyone had is that like, I once was part of a group that tried to get the, the full version of the crow city of angels released. Mm. Um, because there is, there is a two hour, 10 minute version of that movie that is actually insanely better than it should be. And it's almost on par with the first film. It's that good. And I'm like, I, I don't understand. This is, absolutely amazing and has a great story uh that just cuts out a lot of the action and so the, so i'm like what happened to this and i've talked to set members i've talked to the director tim pope you know who's made the cure music videos i'm a big fan and i'm like how did how did this happen and basically harvey weinstein like came in and said this movie needs to be now yeah it's like yeah he um he came in and like just said, cut this movie down to 93 minutes. And they did reshoots with a completely different director. They got, they oh, moved, God. pushed Tim Pope oh, wow. out. And that movie has a very similar story to, uh, like a to Snyder the cut. Snyder cut. Yeah. And <laughs> it, uh, sounds like you're talking about the same damn thing. It, it yeah. literally, it's like, it, cause it's, this stuff happens a lot more than people know. And that's why I like, oh, oh, yes, I like that yes. the Snyder cut got the movement it got. Cause I'm like, someone does need to speak up for, this type of thing. Yes, I know it's the studio and the money they raise and it's not like the director's money, but you also, you hired them for a reason and you have to see that to the end, you know, the best you can um, with their vision and getting their story out there. And so the crow was something I really wanted to see. And, uh, and so talking to people, they're like, it got butchered. And I feel like someone like that is over at Sony and they take these movies and they go, chop it down to 93 minutes just cut them yeah. up like who cares that, like, that, 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 that is a that point you just raised is right. is one i've i've been saying that for i mean since the since i got on board the snyder cut stuff which was six months after everybody else did like the fact yeah. that hollywood has done this countless so times times. for yeah. decades there are so many snyder cut and crow city of angel stories how many, how many, how many payback? They they no. totally re- Mel Gibson directed the reshoots of the entire third act of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get you know, dare to, you hear Avi Arad talking about you know why we ended up with the theatrical version of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. It's like if you if you've watched movies and you've done what a lot of us like when I go back and watch special features and listen to commentaries and watch the. You know, when you watch the the supplemental material, it's like, 
shit. Yeah. This has happened yeah. over and over and over, over again. And, over and it's always again. about runtime. It's always about runtime. Like you said, see, it's like cut it down to 93 minutes. And then meanwhile, guess what's making billions of dollars right now? A three-hour Avatar movie. Oh, I mean, no. Yes, I this story is a good oh. story. No, go, go oh, back okay. and I just extended, you bring it up, I just extended <laughs> the stream by about an hour because Steven's going to go off. No, go back <laughs> and watch. No, go on Paramount Plus, Plus and watch The Offer and listen to the haggling that was done for the making of The Godfather. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, it's... there's an entire scene in that. There's an entire scene, I think, like episode eight, where like the money guy from Gulf Western comes in to Paramount. And I'm sitting here going, Here we go. Oh my God. Oh, here yeah. we go again. Okay. And, 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 this, and this is also to, 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 this is also to Seek's point earlier when you, you talk about like the fandom behavior and how like some of the, responsibility and the accountability must come from fans it's like one of the things well, we've said there needs to be a middle ground yeah right and, and but but part of the middle ground is knowing that something like this happens in hollywood on countless occasions and getting a situation like the snyder cut actually happening mm -hmm. and realizing just how fortunate that was you know the the, the stars aligned the circumstances sure presented themselves in just the right fashion for something like that to even remotely happen oh. because there are countless there are countless scenarios where that, that that's not like Crow City of Angels do you have how much confidence do you have that that will happen oh zero like because because right. I've never been a part of something like a Snyder cut movement no that's never existed before I mean what what that what you guys have done like collectively even if you're there's splintered fractions or whatever. The noise that was made, I've never seen. And I'm not kidding. That whole time, I knew people at Warner Brothers that straight up would tell me, dude, that movie's never coming out. Like, those people are crazy. That movie's never coming out. And I remember when that movie came, when it was announced, you guys were all part of it. You know, they, they, like, it was like, hey, we're releasing it. It's going to come out in a couple, you know, like next year. I remember just going like, holy crap like i yeah. literally had people in the know that could that knew people that made those decisions directly and that said that was never going to happen and i here i was hearing it and i go that's amazing like it holy was like, cow, it was like fandom killed things, it it was one of those things where it was just like it was like it was just the time you know it was it the was, time you know and then all of a sudden amazing. you know obviously we want the air cut to come out but then sure. it's like that's even harder you know, because yeah. it was mm -hmm. like the buzz was not as big, and, and who knows, that that could be a thing that could happen, maybe uh, you know years from now. But it's not going to be more of a Donner. Like, we're talking more like a Donner yes. cut yeah, situation. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure. I think yeah. what it's it's business as usual, but they didn't realize, like, they didn't realize that they couldn't do it with Zack Snyder. They Zack Snyder right. maybe was that guy in two thousand and eight. But he's not the guy that you can do that to in in 2017 or you know mm. whenever 20, 2016 whenever they did it, um, right? And also with this, and that's that's not to say this is the case for for everything else also. But I think about regularly how how much of a miracle it is that the Snyder cut was good, and that's not to say that like I doubted that it would be good or that 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 um, 
Zack Snyder gives reason to, for me, to me to, to doubt that it's good, but there's a lot of movies, like, sometimes this does happen because movies, that doesn't necessarily justify it, but it happens because there's there's legitimate problems that they're trying trying to fix. Or mm-hmm. you look at something like the Trank cut of Fantastic Four, at least per, per Josh Trank, doesn't even exist. If they were to try to assemble that, it would be something totally different, even though what he was trying to do would possibly, you know, not even that great. So how, yeah. how bad of a precedent would be if they had been like, fine, let's do the Snyder cut. And then, and that's why Snyder said when they said, okay, fine, let's just release it as is. And he was like, no, 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 no. Cause what would have happened then is it, is it would have, if they released like the, whatever that version was, then they would have pointed to it the, and said, look, see, this is why it wasn't released. The like, best scene, the best scene in the, in, in Trank's uh, Fantastic Four is when they all wake up after the whole accident and like Reed Richards is like sitting on the table. And it's literally a fucking horror film. Like when they all realize what happened, that is the best scene in the movie. And I remember going this, I'm like, is this what the whole movie was supposed to be? Because I remember when, like he started, turn after that. he started what? stretching and he's just like freaking like, ah, ah. it was like a horror movie. And I'm like, Oh, this is oh. intense. And then this when Doom my- shows up and goes down the hallway and just like yeah. fucking obliterates everyone. Yeah. Um, but, and then, and then all of a sudden it like, it's one of those movies where you're like something changed. Something. <laughs> like, yeah. Drastically changed. Hand, like it, as like in, the, as in, uh, you know, uh, you know, the wig on, uh, you know, Kate Seuss Mara. Yeah. Jesus. Kate, Kate Mara. I was like, it was like, how did you not know that was not noticeable that her fucking her- hair is like bright. It, she's literally almost wearing like, Jessica Alba's fucking wig in the first Fantastic Four. It was so what ridiculous. I, what yeah. I started noticing when I watch movies is um, hair. The, what, well, hair, but then also you watch hair the, and then all thing. of a sudden there's a location that only shows up once. And um, and in that location, there's there's like a scene that is. Oh, we lost Casey. It's either like, or maybe there's a location that's used like throughout or whatever, but there's a, there's a location where the cast only ever appears in that one place. And it is entirely used to deliver like exposition dumps throughout. Um, I, can't, I wish I could think of an example offhand, but once I started noticing it, it's like a common. It sounds like Catwoman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, Catwoman oh, does fine. that. Where like maybe it could be done. Maybe that's something that was in the script to fix it. But it's 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 like oh wow, that would be the perfect way to like hey, we need to tighten this up. Okay, cut all this stuff, and then we'll just shoot. A, a few scenes in this one. It's like basically what they did in the in the Wayne Wayne Aerospace. Yeah. In oh, right. the back cave. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, where they uh. took that and then they just shot that extra stuff there and then just kind of split it up to be like, okay, expedition dump. Let's let's spread it out across here. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. No, but your point is is very well taken in terms of like you know it, it's fortunate that it was as good that the cider cut was as good as it was you know and and that it, it engendered the buzz that it got you know and and now the phrase um i hope we'll say i I hope we get to see the snyder cut of whatever people even say that about Mm -hmm. how many times we've heard the release the whatever cut release the train cut or they'll they'll watch like the super bowl or something and they'll be like man i need to see the snyder cut of that super bowl like because like it's just the better version it's it's synonymous it's it's a it's shorthand for the better version of that thing Um, one thing i wish the one thing i wish that i think too many people I hope that what this does switch a little bit and, and to Seek's point about uh, Crow City of Angels as, as an example is because we know people who who think of the extended cut or the director's cut of any film as like an inferior or a lesser version of the film because it was not released 
theatrically. We know someone directly that feels. I that know. I'm, I'm sub. This is basically like the YouTube version of subtweeting. Sorry, Brett. Yep. But, <laughs> but it. But I have too many, and I can understand if it's just like the unrated cut or the extended cut. But I have seen way too many director's cuts when this is used in the way it's meant. I mean, Blade Runner, Payback, the Snyder Cut, you know, you know, they, like they're better. just what you say? They end up being better. They in they are yeah. better. Yeah. They yeah. are yeah. the yeah. better versions of the movies yeah. because they were the original. They were the original version of the movie. Even of aliens, there's like a scene where they have like these motion machine guns that are picking off the aliens, and it's a really cool scene because you you like you like it, like the way that James Cameron shot it was like oh my god like you see the aliens like it was like quick shot and you see the machine guns going and then you get the countdown of like how many rounds yes, are left yes yes and they're freaking out because it's like oh my god we're losing ammo and I'm like yeah that's so much what the fuck you you, 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 you want to know a sneaky good director's cut that maybe that I don't know how many people have seen or not the director's cut of Wrath of Khan. Yes, the Nick the Nicholas Meyer director's cut of Rathacon, and all it adds is dialogue scenes. It doesn't add action. It just adds a couple of scenes of dialogue, mostly like between like Kirk and McCoy, and like a couple of other scenes here that fill out the character development and fill out the storyline of what is happening emotionally. And it's like, well, damn, you could have left that in the movie. Like, there's nothing in it that made it worse. Like by cutting, you know, by keeping them in, right? So yeah, I, there are so many examples of director's cuts that are just like, what? Well, why would you? Yeah. Or like, I think oh. to, to Scott's point, I'm always, um, you know, whenever Steven I pointed out the the butt, and now she yes, whenever I, um, cake, I talk say. to someone about um, or what someone finds out about our podcast, um, and like, oh, BVS, you do the ultimate edition, right? And it's. I understand why people always ask the question, but it's it's like, like I really really appreciate that. Like for example, HBO Max is just like, no, this is it. This is this is yeah. They wipe oh, theatrical that. off I love the catalog. Because, I love that yes. because people ask me like, oh, like what? Yes, that is like, why would it not be the the ultimate? Like even fan, like I think it's, I think that's what's weird about it to me is even fans. I don't like it when people, for example, in their and they'll give like their their rankings. And they'll list, they'll specify. Yeah. And I oh, understand, right, right. again, I understand why people do it, but but even the fans who make a big deal out of it to me are reinforcing this idea that it's this different thing. It's this separate, different thing. It's like, no, it is the, it's the movie. That's the version of the movie that was, what was released in theaters is, is, a, is a technicality. Avatar's extended edition was also released in theaters, but like that's you know the people don't. Titanic even was just released, right? Was there any yeah. extended scenes in Titanic? That oh, was I think it's just the original movie, just uh -huh. 3D and 4K. Because it's so perfect. And and uh, high frame rate. Oh, high All frame rate. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't like the high frame rate shit. Uh, I'm not. Anytime that people like you know put that high frame rate on on 
beautiful scenes and it looks like a video game. I'm just like, I'm literally, I, I react the GIF and fucking Ryan Gosling and and love whatever the fuck that I, is. And when he when he just goes, he backs off and he's like, crazy stupid I, love. I, I hate that shit. crazy oh. stupid love. I I hate that because I'm like, dude, it looks like a fucking video game. Why'd you hide the, the frame rate? Is there for a reason? It's there I've never for a been reason. A fan, but I think I it, I got won over by it in in Avatar: Way of Water because well, yeah. it was because it was selectively applied in a way that heightened yes the the visuals. Whereas but like you, Peter Jackson's Hobbit movies was no, just God. a normal oh. movie with forty eight frames per second, and so like it complemented <laughs> nothing. It just <laughs> looked <laughs> weird. I could I ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I see those scenes, I'm like, what are you? What were you doing? I Ugh. still like the Hobbit movies. I'll uh, sit. I'll stand on that island. I will. Do you prefer like them in 48 movie. FPS or 24 FPS? <laughs> <laughs> I just hate it. When I actually did not watch it in HFR. I just I didn't even know they were HFR versions. They yeah, they were released. Think about like like how frenetic like think about like the Radagast scenes like in Mirkwood where you've got the spiders and the leaves and the he's moving like motion is bad in high frame rate because because you literally get more motion more frames of motion um and so um and so that's why like with with avatar with the 3d stuff um and uh and they would they would ramp it up for the action but not for the dialogue because when you have a dialogue scene it's not supposed to be as high energy but if so if you have people talking and you have waves moving and leaves blowing but it's all going crazy because of the high frame rate well it works for that that but, it works but, for if, that, there's, but if there's well, action, it's okay to have that that kind of yeah. extra extra visual. I still want to see Avatar two at home because um, it's gonna be interesting. The trailer scenes and some of the stuff that I've seen, you know, online, that doesn't look as HFR and it doesn't look as jittery as was my experience. So I want to see how that looks in all twenty four frames. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. and I bet it would look. I'm I'm curious about the because. I think the 48 FPS is only really beneficial with the 3D. If it was all 2D, then I think 24 straight through would be better. Um, I would agree with that. No, I I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to do 48 for if it's all. Not for a 2D movie, no. And and and, I mean, then you start thinking about the, the the 24 frame movies that had the 3D conversion. That we were talking about before, because like after the first one, everybody started trying to do 3D conversion. I remember uh, oh, Clash into, of the Titans was terrible. Into Darkness if... did it for a little bit, if you remember. It like Star Trek Into Darkness did a 3D like had a because like that that opening scene where they're running from the natives that are shooting arrows at them, they like coming through the screen, and it's like, oh, okay. I don't Have think you guys I needed seen, this. But... Um, this movie called Priest. I know of it. Heard I of it. Have it. not seen it. That's uh, it Bettany, had right? great 3D. Bettany, Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul yes. Bettany. Yes. Yeah, it mm-hmm. had great 3D. Yeah, and um, I don't know why I watched that movie in the theater. <laughs> Probably nothing else was playing, but oh, you have the Green Lantern. Yeah, here's the Lantern. Lamp. Oh, look at that! Look at oh. that! <laughs> what do I have? What do I have? I have. I have my. I have my bourbon. I have my. It's bourbon. signed by Sam Benjamin. Oh fuck! <laughs> You're muted. That is that. That's that's the lantern that you had at the premiere, right? Yeah, that's signed by Ben Affleck. Um, oh, and that's Henry Cavill. So he's yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I remember I that's how I spotted him. Popcorn when it, when it that's how I spotted him in the stands. I was like, yeah. I, I got there and I'm like, I couldn't get in. And then I was looking and then I had I rings him. that were lighting up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was like holding. I'm like, and then, and then like, I kept on trying to be like, and I, and then we finally saw each other. And I was like, I pointed at him. I was like, hey, I'm here, but didn't make it in time. So yeah. 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 They let us in really early. So we were yeah. out there for like an hour and a half. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was the only thing I had. I went dressed as a because they they said you most you had a better chance of getting in if you were dressed as a character. So I just went in all green. I had like green jeans on and a green shirt. Like and they were like, "What is this?" And I'm like, yeah. "I'm a Green Lantern." And they're like, "What are you talking about? You're just a guy wearing green clothes, like regular clothes." <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, well, that's what Green Lantern looks like when he's not in his super suit." <laughs> and so and they were just like, so they half half like they just didn't want to let me in and and they were like uh he's got the lantern and the rings just let him in so they they did and uh the it's, downside was is that i got everyone came by and signed except um ray fisher went by really quick and he actually went by so quick that i went when i went to reach over to him i dropped my flash i had a flash mask um and i dropped it and it went under the stands and oh. i had to i had a security had to tell like essentially snipers to not shoot me because they were like if you go under these bleachers just and someone sees you moving under there they're gonna take you out and they're gonna think you're planting a bomb or something and i'm like holy shit and i was like you gotta be careful with these public events so he had to like radio a bunch of people and so i was there for like five minutes so i missed gal i missed a couple people and then finally i was able to go in get the mask and right as i came back up uh Ezra came by and he signed the mask for me. And then right after was Henry and he signed the battery for me, um, which was really cool. So I did miss a few people, sadly, but yeah. So this is, this is my, the day I met Dave. Yeah. Trinket. That was yeah. such a, that was such a, that was such a crazy, you know, because after watching it on Warner brothers lot, you know, and then just realizing like, Oh fuck, this is something that's, and then, you know, it was like one of those things was like, it was cool. I have a bunch of pictures. I took pictures and I saw, and I, 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 you know, when I saw Cavill, I'm like, tick, tick. And I'm like, I'm like, this poor guy, his face is so fucked up in the opening scene. Oh, I'm like, my God. oh God. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. And you were there. Didn't you say that people laughed? Oh, I, yeah. My heart broke because, yes. like, I, oh. first of all, no, no one knew that was going to happen, obviously. Yeah. So we have, a, there's all the cast is in the front, and you have all these fans that were like, you know where i was sitting and stuff and they had all these like industry people in the front rows and we're just watching on this big screen and it's like a huge huge screen and they had this little you know cell phone footage of superman and his jaw and i was just like oh no and (laughs) people were laughing and all my eyes went right to where like henry and them were because i was like god that sucks like just on a professional level like i i was just like i my heart went out to him yeah. So I, but yeah, and and the guy was that I was hanging out with, like he was, we were both just quiet. We were like, what the, like, what the hell, man? Like, this sucks so bad. And it Dude. set the tone for the whole night. The whole Dude. night was weird. Oh, like, see, <laughs> you, you, you haven't heard my story, but I snuck out of my house. Uh-huh. Uh, cause I had, cause it, it came out like, you know, right before Thanksgiving break. So, yeah. I had taken the Friday off to go to one of my kids Thanksgiving programs and uh, my wife, my dad and I were going to go catch like the first matinee. Okay. Well, 
there was like an 11, 1130 showing. And I was like, I've been, you know, I've been talking about this for like a year. I, I want to go see it. So I was going to sneak out after I snuck out of the house after my wife went to bed and I went and saw, you know, the first showing that night. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine I'm there at midnight seeing this movie and then just going. And I literally, and actually Garza says this is what made him like connect with me because I could not go to sleep that night. I just yeah, laid I... there in bed going. What the... <laughs> and then, and then I had to go watch it again the next day yeah. for the first time <laughs> with my dad and my wife. Oh my God. Dude, Dude I, I drove home. I remember driving home after like they were done and I was just like, and then I realized I'm like, wow, Zach's not here. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And then I drove home. I drove home with like the radio turned down. And I was just thinking, I'm like, God damn, they really did fuck up the movie. And I'm like, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna talk about this? I am like, this is like a complete shit show. And like, you know, and I, you know, and, and I know I still get shit about for my first reaction even my initial review but then like if you actually were to go like a couple days later i went off i think it was like saturday i went off and i even coined the phrase Zack snyder justice league if you watch that video i'm like that was not Zack snyder justice league and i even <laughs> said that i said Zack snyder justice league so zach if you're watching uh, you're welcome i remember i think it was friday or saturday you're welcome. i signed I signed that petition that I later had to, you know, denounce, but yeah. I signed it because emotionally I was there. I was like, dude, I'm, I, dude, I'm, I just, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's just like, Oh my God, I can't believe. And then there's this, this joker right here. that <laughs> Ray? For six months I had to school. I, I really, I really did. Okay. Before they slander me any further, let me, um... <laughs> I got to hear this. Oh no, it's great. But there's a whole Patreon episode. Yeah, I forgot what um, we call, what did we call it? You know, uh, it was, what did we call it? Shit. Um, I don't, I don't remember. There was uh, an episode Zeke. Oh, uh, sorry, Zeke. I don't know why it's called Zeke. That's okay. There was an episode where Ray and I were probably it was like our second most contentious conversation between the two of us. The the, the, the first one was probably the Superman, Superman two, two review. review. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because because I was arguing in favor of the Lester cut over the Donner. And I'm a Donner cut, cut guy. Ooh. Um, Ooh. And, and, but, and 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 I and it was only like this. It was only like the the second or third review that we had done. So I was no. It was sure the first was. time. This was literally the first time we were recording together. Yeah. So so, so, so the, the the Justice League thing was like the second or third oh, things yeah. we'd done some dc tv squad cast yeah, that's true you're and right you'd, we you'd just come kind of like come with some of the crosser okay all right so <sighs> all right <laughs> take a breath yeah i got free like passes to the press screening at mm-hmm. in troy because i'm in michigan so like troy mm-hmm. michigan like about an hour south of here my fiance and i went shonda uh, at the time it was on a Monday night before the Thursday premiere, right? Mm-hmm. What I call this, Seek, is cognitive delusion. Yes. That's yes. what okay. it was. Yes. That's fair. My, that's yes. that's my, all been there. My, my mind mm-hmm. did not want to accept or believe what had been done. Yes. Okay. So badly 
that I saw it three times and I wrote and recorded favorable reviews for it that are still posted to this day. Hey, it you gets stand worse. by your words. Oh, okay, never mind. It gets worse. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Because, because as the release, the Snyder Cut stuff is starting, right? Because a week later was when like the, the, like, the Ascended Ancient stuff and the leaked right. stuff started being posted. And, I mean, it, there was... I, I, I am not proud of this. I'm not. But because um, Tim and I, by the way, are here going, you don't know what we know because we were getting information sent to us in our DMs. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is how Dave and I eventually connected because, yeah. like, Tim and I had evidence yes. and we're trying to say, it was like it was like one of those things like I knew you guys had it and then it was like I was doing vodka streams and then there would be times where like Scott would reply like I'm ready and then eventually I went I just like do you want to be part of this <laughs> and then uh, uh, rest is history Tim and Scott had Tim and Scott had taking over Steven, your show and everything. I, I, I don't know Pretty where Steven went but Tim and Scott had Steven on yeah, Squ- Squadcast at one point, and I refused to listen to the episode because oh. it just it was the next sounded... week. Oh. It was the it week was, after. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving weekend. I wasn't it, on it because I was out of town. Right. Stephen was the guest. It was the week after Justice League came out. Yeah, yeah, and 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 so the, the basically what happened was over the next six months, I tr- like the the cognitive illusion had taken hold because it just. It it was one of those cases where I didn't want to believe that it was that 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 that, that could happen. Sure, that, that was possible, right? Yeah. And then the and then b- between Scott and Tim and like everybody anybody else, like things just started popping up that I couldn't ignore. And I sure. finally got to a point where, like July of 2018, I wrote a piece uh, at Flycast.com that is still posted there, where it's like, okay, no, I. I I can't ignore this anymore. I, I have to join this movement. It's it. Yeah. The evidence is way too mounting sure. for this. Like they, it's, well, the, it was just too, the, the gun was smoking too much. Like right. literally, cause I'm seeing, I'm seeing scenes, I'm seeing images, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm hearing things that I can't wow. say. And it's like, no, and this, Tim and I would is... be like, Tim and I would be, we'd be on zoom. We'd be on zoom talks and we would go, fuck it right here and we just like hold our phone up to the screen going yeah. you can't tell anybody you've seen this but yeah, yeah. No, look that, at that, what that, we have yeah, that, that, that play, happened you know, multiple I times mean, that's how, i mean that's how steven and i connected i mean like the first thing that almost like we dm'd each other was i think i sent him a message i was like did that feel like a Zack snyder film to you and he was like nope <laughs> and then that was it the rest is history you but know see, but that see. was like literally one of our first conversations Right, Stephen? Was it me right. that, that, yeah, I DM'd you going, like, that feel like a Zack Snyder film? And you were like, nope. Yeah, yeah. I think we chatted a little bit leading up to it. Cause well, yeah, before both, that, but. Because we had both been very much on the uh, <laughs> heavily. They're on not the, changing. On the, yeah, it's not changing. Yeah. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's still Zack's movie train. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, dip, dip, dip. I was on, I was on oh, that we were train, too. On that. Uh, yeah, man. we were all on that bandwagon, like, yeah, oh, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. Six months. What are you doing, yep. mustache? What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were like, that is, it's, it's absurd. I've never heard. Because, I mean, it was. I mean, it, it was like onion articles about what they were yeah. doing to the movie. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then after it came out, you were like, 
was that a Zack Snyder movie to you? And it's like, yeah. nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And nope. then that, yeah. And then the rest was history. Then all of a sudden we're like, okay, something is. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, and that's also where a lot of my delusion came from seek because it, it, it did seem like <laughs> onion initially. Like how could they possibly have fucking done this sure. to this level in this scenario, in this situation with what he was dealing with in his own personal life? How the fuck could they do this? Well, and, and then for me personally, and yeah, for me right. personally, they, they didn't care. And then for me personally, I felt a little bit of shame and um, so did I. Uh, there was shame, and there was also just the how fucking stupid was I for most of 2017? I felt used. Yes, I, so did I. I okay. Yeah, and and now well, the difference was, was is that fandom, I didn't know because who was using you. Right. Like what you were saying? Who was using? Like when I was saying earlier about the fandom being, being weaponized and divided, you you had been used by PR, put out by by WB saying this isn't true. It's still Zach's movie, and you trusted the studio, and and because you trusted the studio, you went to war against the misinformation that was being told right. about the movie and right. then it turns out that you were being lied to and you were carrying water for a studio that was doing it yeah. against your best interest so right. i'm just saying that i had so many videos if, that if you're wondering back why, against why, like, all the rumors going back to our yeah. conversation about gun that's why you have this fan base that's like not only distrustful but like combative about about because they they literally they 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 took the when the studio would put out stuff and saying this is what it was, they yeah. They I think because I've worked for enough studios, I, I I know they're never on my side. You know, they they they're like so so to me, like whenever someone like when I see people get in that space, like that's new to me because all I know is even fresh out of an aneurysm and going through physical therapy. Like as soon as I got back on my feet, I went back to L.A. and worked right in movies and TV again. Like picked up where I left off, luckily, and so I only knew that life of. Oh yeah, no one here gives a shit about a their employees and b the fans. Like they they'll say it till they're blue in the face, but they don't care. It's just something they have to say because they know you'll. So some people out there will go, they do care about us. I need to go give them my, my money, you know, and uh, I need to get a second job so I can buy all the toys and all the posters and you know. So they they want that, and so they they know what to say and and how and because there's PR training people get PR training to mm-hmm. say certain things in, in press. So I know how much of it as I've even written stuff for Hollywood reporter and stuff. Like I know how much of it can be BS and, and put in there to elicit something from someone to get them yeah, wrangled yeah. in and build a fan base. Like that's their goal is their goal is to make money and they need a fan base to do it. So I see what you're saying. I mean, you're not wrong about the division. You guys, I just, my window into it is only through Dave's channel and, and some, you know, if I pick, if one of your guys videos and stuff, if I end up watching your stuff, I'll see more of it. But it's like, I'm looking at it from a, a small bubble, I guess. Oh no, And, and that, and, and that's the hard thing to do. Like, yeah. this is such an interesting, um, what's the word I'm looking for, but, um, microcosm yeah. because, because it's, here's one specific event that, you know, I was on a podcast, Stephen was writing articles, Dave was doing videos. We were talking to we were talking to each other privately, sharing information privately that a lot of times we never said 
publicly. So what you yeah. end up with is how can you ever know the full story when it's so hard to talk to somebody when you go, you weren't in the shit for five years. Yeah, no. <laughs> and and seeing all the stuff that I see because it's weird to have like even with people like like Chris and Jordan who's on Squadcast, me they do our they do our comic book review show for our for our for our podcast network. They are casual as in they're they're into it, but it's like they, like we'll say something, we'll we'll throw out a name or a Twitter account or something that was like into shit, and they'll be like, "Who's that again?" And I'm like how could you be around us for all these years? And like, it, th there's this, there's this thing to go, wait a minute. No, no, wait a minute. I'm not normal. I know way too much. I know way too much about this shit than a normal Dude. person. Well like, I, well, like I've said many times, I got contacted by somebody like a week later that I thought was bullshit. I'm like, who's this guy saying like, Oh yeah, what you saw, blah, blah, blah. It was like one of those things where it's like, it's like you're walking and somebody in a fucking like, in, a, in the shadows, in a trench coat, just comes out like, what you saw was bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck, the fuck is this? You know, and I, I got emailed by somebody, and I'm like going, all right, that's, what? It, who's this guy? And I'm like, I'm not believing this. And I think I even talked to Steve, and I'm like, eh, or some, I don't know, I don't know who I was talking about. Like, I remember when some, you were talking to that person yeah. before before you knew, before you had who, confirmation, and you were like, yeah. this seems weird. And I was like, yeah, because it happens all the I mean. I'm sure exactly. you see too. I thought it was some Marvel fanboy bogus stuff they're me. trying to. Yeah. But then oh, all of sure. a sudden he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, what's your Vero? I'm like, it's just my name. And he goes, okay. And then 20 minutes later, I get a fucking notification that says Zack Snyder wants to contact, connect <laughs> with you. And I'm like, okay, this is for real. Holy shit. I mean, I literally, I remember seeing that on my phone. I put it down and I went, oh, oh, what the fuck? And, and, probably... and seek to your point, though, like you, know, you talk about how you've worked in the industry. You got to understand, like, I'm an English teacher from Alabama. My no, co-host right. my, my, my co is an engineer from Indiana. You right. know, it's, it's like, you know... It, Ray works for a television station in Michigan. You know, right. Stephen writes articles in Iowa. Place. Like we're all over the place, and this isn't our. No, I get it. I, well, it's like it's like when it's I, a I see hobby. People... No, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why, like when I walked away from it, I'm like, I'll make this a hobby now. But I know a typical inner workings of something like that, so I have an idea. It doesn't mean they're doing it that way every time, yeah. obviously. But I'm like, okay, well, typically this is how it's handled. It's like. Uh, I saw someone earlier mention Grace Randolph and I, I rarely don't okay. comment on her. Uh, but uh, the thing about her is that you talk about microcosms and sarcasms and stuff is like, she is in a perpetual bubble of people who only talk spoilers and things like that. I hate that. So, shit. so, so, so she, when she goes, Oh, well I posted the Henry Cavill thing. Cause Hey, it's already out there. Everybody already knows about it. It's like, yeah, but you, you're saying everyone already knows about it because you are in this bubble yeah. where everyone does know about it, but like a casual person who ends up on Twitter or the image gets forwarded to them from someone who is on Twitter, it's like, they don't know. So you're, you are still spoiling things. And she gets in this, like she posted, I get as a Venom fan, I get upset because she'll post like an actual illegal screenshot. Someone took of Venom watching Spider-Man on the TV screen at the end of, uh, you know, let there be carnage. She, someone took a photo of that in the theater and she used that as her thumbnail as in the, and I'm just like, and she releases that the day before, like the, the morning of the movie coming out when mm -hmm. no one has seen it yet. And I'm like, so she's like, you know, 
post-credit conversation. I'm like, no one has seen this yet. And then she'll say, oh, well, I have fans in other countries. And I'm like, and Venom hasn't <laughs> released in those countries yet. You fucking <laughs> idiot. Uh, so, no, no. That so, happened. So her bubble is just, yeah. she's too into it. Or I'm well, like, that also happened I'm like, with you're... this whole little scoop too, like the, about the flash ending that's changing in a former Batman coming out. She right. goes, like, I'm not going to release what it is. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh my God, one of my scoops has me. And then she circles right. a name that's trending. And I'm like, did you just confirm that? who you're talking to but then all of a sudden it's like but then still i don't know i don't know if it was actually confirmation but i made a joke in my little short video that i mean i was like oh yeah she kind of confirmed that it is bail but it right. doesn't make sense because the whole the the the, the added thing that, that 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 a former batman's going to be the new dcu batman makes no fucking sense oh, yeah. and i'm like okay i'm like grace grace please please when you get information think about it first like like process <laughs> Uh, that's not her job sometimes i think sometimes yeah. she's like well no, no, i know no, this no. will upset people so i'm gonna release it like i think she no, intentionally no, no, does that and, and, oh abs absolutely yeah. no well, doubt about that yes but which here, is let smart me ask, i mean it's smart well, here's the thing yeah. people don't understand about her also and this people laugh at that phrasing here but dumb sorry she'll she she's not tells, dumb she knows what she's doing she uses lies to tell her version <laughs> of the truth Sure. Is that what it is? is so, for is? example, That's she thinks really the DCU is a mess because of the way it's handling Batman. And right, so exactly. She right. will. She will make. She will bend or twist or lie about a scoop. Like, for example, adding on the future Batman. It's not going to be the future yeah. Batman. It's right. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a cameo setting up the future Batman. It's just a cameo uh, to, to play okay. with the to play with the multiverse. But it's in her interest to to push her image of well, this is clearly a mess because nobody knows who Batman is. And so she'll say <clears throat> the future Batman, not because that's what she heard, not because that's what she believes, but right. because it emphasizes for people how much of a shit show she And she'll also it. throw Pattinson in there. Yeah. Right. right. Yep, she did she that knows, shit too. And she's smarter. Yeah. Than, and, and, that, that, and also yeah. there's kayfabe um, that's like really hardcore. And so, like so, a lot of people uh, deal, especially in, in the scooper culture, a lot of people deal intentionally with with false scoops and stuff because oh, sure. it's, it's more entertaining. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wrestling. Like it's, 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 you know, nobody, everybody knows it's not real, but they'd rather operate in a version of reality where you talk about this fun stuff than like, so, you know, facts aren't interesting when you can talk about fake cameos. Like, so, so yeah. since we've come back to this, I'll ask this question, which right. kind of contradicts, I, I don't, it may or may not contradict my whole point earlier about James Gunn. Okay. Why hasn't he called this one out yet? Well, he, he's, I think at times he's, I, I mean, like I said, I, and I guess I'll play the devil's advocate this time. Uh, Yay! Like, uh, <laughs> like uh, to Steve, to, well, just to piggyback off Stephen's point earlier is like Stephen believes that James Gunn is strategically doing things. I think he's in the past has, you know, called out Grace and, and pointed out. Oh, that he, he, he is like flat. Her. No, he is flat out slandered right. her. So I think he, he might. Maybe he sees it as a redundancy to go after her. Um, that's, see, that's what I was thinking. I was actually and, thinking about or, this. Or, or um, I think a lot of times, I think when James Gunn, he may, to play to Stephen's point, if he chooses who he goes after, I think he still sometimes argues semantical things and not like the actual right. po point of things. Um, and like, I mean, sometimes he does where like I have stuff I've read. I'm like, okay, I see what point he's trying to make. 
But again, I, I'm just of that type where I'm like, who cares that this person well, said this? The online? worst example of that was with the Streisand effect. Yeah, I get it. I get it. What's the worst? The worst example of that was Streisand with uh, Henry Cavill. So yeah, I mean, remember yeah. that one YouTuber just came out and said James Gunn doesn't like Henry Cavill, and right. people were just uh, rejoicing at his reply. And I was like, but he didn't say Henry Cavill as Superman. Right, right, and right. The next day or two days later, Henry right. Cavill's gone. Right. Well, it, it, I also think that because it, that there's a timing issue. Like, it, I think there's a there's a, a great deal of truth to what you're saying with it, Seek. But I also think that perhaps this is one of those cases where because the poster came out today, because yeah. the trailer is coming out on Sunday, yeah. he's laying off. Yeah, right. That makes sense. You know, like it, that's he, good. That's well, good to do that. And that's why right. I say he's avoided the Streisand effect because he knows, for example, if he were to comment on this, it's going to get published. Right. Right. And so he's smart enough to know, hey, the news cycle will naturally paper over this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he. Oh yeah, because the trailer will. Because when the trailer comes out, that'll that will be the talk. Yeah. Right. See, that's why that's why the whole like you know pushing back on the Snyder thing and talking about Snyder, I, he wanted to put that out there because it's like, hey guys, can we calm down? Whatever the hell this is, and like Zach's doing this, we're uh, we're doing this, and he's good with it, and we're all good. I, I I that's why I'm like, okay, maybe it's fluff, sure a little bit, but at the same time, I can understand why he did it because it's like we got to calm this down a little bit Compare because you know. to how he saw other... the AI videos and flipped. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> Compare that to how any other um, previous Warner Brothers administration has handled the Zack Snyder question. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. If, if they mentioned the Snyder, it would, they would, it would, they would release uh, an article. They would release a statement to the trades or something that was unsourced. And the trades would be like, Oh, Zack Snyder was doing some heinous shit behind the scenes and that's why they fired it or whatever. Like, and that's, and that's how they would deal with it is just through right. this like cloak and dagger subterfuge. But, um, but with gun, you know, he'll, so he'll come out and he'll just say, no, Zach's doing his thing and I'm doing my thing. He, right. He's doing awesome. I'm like, and, and he, it allows him to address it in a way that said that, that um, is way, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if it's, Gonna, how effective it's going to be, but it's so much smarter than what they've done in the past, and and the way that yes. they've like thrown these like little darts at him in the in the trades whenever they. Well, well, and, and and not only that, Stephen, but and, and and you know, not that I am assuming this, but one could also read his tweet, and I think Dave, Dave, you even mentioned this for for a bit, in one of your videos was, he and Snyder have talked, so. Who's to say? Not soon, but like if the DCU works, and like I said, if that extension happens, you know he he didn't slam the door shut on the idea of him coming back. Not for Snyderverse, but for some, but to be one of these other directors, you know, like 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 Del Toro. You dropped it. You dropped Del Toro's name a week or so ago, and you like totally got my hopes up for that. No, you didn't. I'm joking. <laughs> but like. <laughs> But no, but like when we were talking about like the caliber of director that James Gunn, it looks like he's going after for the DCU, you would certainly count him as part of that caliber. So he, the way he worded the tweet, he didn't shut the door. He didn't necessarily open it, but he didn't shut the door on the idea of, hey, Zach and I are talking. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, from well, a PR regardless- it was compliment like the way that he dismissed it was not by like 
He praised Zach. He wasn't diminishing anybody. He was saying Zach's doing awesome on his own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. And uh, which, which is. Hashtag Rebel Moon. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I did that. Such stark contrast to, like like I said, to before where they would be like the, the, the trades. I mean, every, every, it was like clockwork. Every time something like this happened, they, they'd put out an article that would, it would have something about how the movies didn't perform well or it was yeah. Zach refused to cooperate mm-hmm. or, or the movies were too dark or whatever. Or he ruined the brand and they, they were trying to recover from all the damage that he had done or whatever. And it was, it like just dumb PR. Like, I don't know who thinks that's going to, going to quiet it down. Um, but um, I don't know. Obviously, it didn't work out for those people. They're all gone. Right. Yeah. No, they did <laughs> totally did a bad job. Well, and also, you know, did, I think to further clarify, I guess, where my hope in all this comes from is, mm-hmm. you know, we, 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 the, the difference that we've tried, like the structure, like how different the structure is now. Like I, it came, it became clear that DC was too big of a property to simply be a division under Warner Brothers, which is what it was up until November 1st of, of 2022. The moment that DC Studios, that's, and that's also, I've also said this, this is how I've also been able to get over my disappointment over like the Cavill situation and over like, you know, the, the, the Snyder verse and whatnot continuing is the fact that DC Studios finally exists. It the does finally it, exist, the, and that's what it, it is. The fact that it is the autonomous thing, you know, and he it, said it's, it's separate from Warner Brothers too. So right. This it. isn't like you know Abdi and Deluca putting their hands in anything like Emmerich did in the past. This is yes. he reports Not to that. Big Boss, just like Feige reports to Big Boss, just like Kennedy reports mm-hmm. to Big Boss. DC finally has that paradigm. Now I don't know what he's going to do. Works. I have no idea. Oh, sure. None of us do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at least DC Studios exists. And that's that's the ultimate victory for me. That's the way that we can, like, look at this whole thing right there. 100%. And I think this is a good way to end this because I know everybody's, like, kind of going, like, oh, we got to, you know, it's getting late. See, I mean, you, 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 you lasted the whole time. You lasted the whole time. You went for like five hours. I checked out like three times. I don't know if you guys saw, but there was like three (laughs) times I I, I wasn't physically sitting in this chair for like a minute. Okay, I know. Oh, it's fine. So, what happens? This is what happens. But I no, I'm glad because I come back and I was like, oh shit, are we still in this conversation? And I was like, I was like, did I move? And I'm like, okay, Always. not even a minute has passed. I'm like, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're um, good, we're good. And you know, I appreciate you coming guys. on, man. You, you know, it just hit me up. If you want to come on and shoot the shit, you know, just let me know, man. This was you know, a blast, and, and I, yeah. I thank you guys. Like, I know I have a, a dissenting opinion sometimes. Sometimes I just yeah. do it to play devil's advocate, but it's fine. But but I, but I really did like what I like is the passion, like. Like, uh, and that's what I always told Dave. I said, this, you guys did something that I've never seen done before. I didn't even know it was going to be possible. And, uh, and so for that reason, like as a DC fan, even if we disagree on projects, I'm so happy to have people this passionate as DC fans, because God knows we need it. Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. But, guys. Uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming on, man. And like I said, just hit me up if you feel like just coming on on a Friday. You know, I know like, like you know, we, we talk every now and again, but, you know, let's talk more. And okay. I want you to come on more. I want you to be part of the panel. If you want to just like shoot the shit on Friday night, just hit me up, man. You know, because, you know, we, we, we're trying to build a community here. 
Okay. And I appreciate you like sharing like everything that you share tonight when it comes yeah, to thanks for letting and, me. You know, we all we're here to help. We're here to help. That's the thing. We're here to help. You know, and I know this is this is something that you love to talk about and everything like that. So yeah. But uh promote yourself. Uh I know there's already people in the chat. Damien, he he was hitting me up on uh DMs going, Hey, I want to follow Seek. I don't see him on Twitter. I'm like, he's on Twitter. Yeah, IG, yeah. so hopefully he's following you on IG and then hopefully, you know, you guys connect and everything like that. But promote cool. yourself, man. Yeah, it's it's just at the Venom vlog. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, just at the Venom vlog on YouTube, that's my handle, and on Instagram, that's my Instagram account. There so. you go. There you go. Well, thank nice. you. I appreciate it, man. And then, uh, Steven, I know you were like wanting to get out. So, <laughs> for once, uh, yeah. so you can, uh, you can go ahead uh, next, Steven, because I know you got to yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't trying to break down that. I was just like, if I don't, yeah, I know, if I don't I like lay down the line, I'm going to be on, you know, I'll go forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop me if nobody else does. Um, <laughs> we should do a podcast together called Devil's Advocate. We'll have the three of us, me, you, and Ray on. And there we go. Dude, hey, oh there God. it is. All right. That podcast will never end. It never <laughs> yeah, it won't. Oh, we no, did one episode. Is... It lasted four and a half years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at SM Colbert. You can find my writing at ScreenRant.com. And you can find uh, me podcasting with Andrew Dice at, uh, at BVS by the Minute, which is at SnyderMinute.com. And we are now, uh, we've been doing live streams of our recording sessions for our patrons. Um, nice. And those are, uh, those are pretty fun. So hoping to continue doing more of those. So definitely uh, looking at subscribing and checking out some of the, uh, some of the live streams we've, we've been doing, getting into, into more video finally. Nice. All right, Ray. Uh, on Twitter at the flight cast, although I probably should take Seek's advice and not be on Twitter nearly as much anymore because <laughs> it's just a cesspool. You, um, you and James Gunn just can't help it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, then, uh, right, yeah. Um, but uh, you can also find my blog and my podcast at theflightcast.com. Uh, you know, I was gonna wait until after this flash trailer but no i think we're gonna there's some other stuff that happened this week including some stuff we didn't get to talk about uh like uh disney's troubles lately uh, you know all the stuff every talk about everybody talking about warner brothers and warner media or like warner brothers discovery and their troubles disney's ah, layoffs trouble trouble in paradise over at the mouse house plus a bunch of other <laughs> stuff going on uh with respect to some of the other stuff we were talking about with fandoms earlier, uh, I am also starting to do some more Patreon shows again for my Patreon, uh, including a show called Flight Speed, which is literally me in the car on the way to work complaining or ranting about something. Cool. Uh, and I've also got a new show that Scott may or may not be interested in that uh, might involve me reviewing a movie that he's already called me out for not posting the review for it yet, um, but I will. Hot uh, Dog Fingers. And it's going to lead, yes, hot dog fingers. But it's, but 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 it's going to lead to a couple of other reviews that I also have down the pipe as well for uh, the Patreon show, indeed. And at some point, I will screw up my courage and like reignite my YouTube channel because it totally exists and it more should be doing more more should be active there. But yeah, it is what it is for now. Um, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Chiefs, going for the Chiefs. Yeah, KC, KC. 
Yeah, you can find me at Crypto Uncaged on all social media, including Twitter, which is awesome. And <laughs> you can, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the Flash trailer. I want to see Ooh. Ben Affleck's Batman the most. I hope it's in the trailer. Oh, I'm sure and it. also, <laughs> um, go watch Knock at the Cabin in theaters. Going tomorrow night. No, oh, nice. I was about to say, Scott, I'm like, you didn't go to see a movie tonight. I was like, I figured you're not going to go see Magic Mike. And... No, I've never <laughs> yeah. seen a Magic Mike movie. No, I've, I've got, I've got. Magic Mike is, is, it's actually nice. I, I hear it's parts. a good movie. I know, like the whole joke aside that it's about male strippers. Yeah. But I hear it's actually, the, the movies are good. And I even heard the third one and was like, good too. I was like, well, okay. Even I'm, though it's not Steven Soderbergh. So yeah, I plan on oh. seeing uh, Knock at the Cabin tomorrow night, Marlowe on Thursday night, and thinking and trying to see if we can take Heather to go see Ant Man the Wasp Quantumania on Friday. There it is. I'm seeing oh, it next yes. Thursday, so yes. I got my Gotta ticket. see that next week. Yeah. But anyways, Scott, send us off. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter, ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, the DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We're on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at SquadcastMedia.com. Look for a fourth DC Squadcast in a row, as we will be reviewing the Flash trailer for episode 344. We are a fan-supported network over at Patreon.com slash SquadcastMedia. So, you know, $5 a month gets you access to exclusive RSS feed of 400 pieces of content, which will include our Spider-Man 3 review and our review of Barbed Wire. And of course, not this Sunday because of the Super Bowl, but next Sunday, be sure to be here at Film Junkie, where we will be discussing for Batman the Phantom Animated Stream, The Lion and the Unicorn. There it is. Ooh, there it is. Red Claw. Yes. Red Claw <laughs> returning. Oh, my God. All right. Yes. Well, guys, make sure you guys uh, smash that like, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, subscribe to all these guys right junkie here. Junkie store down below. Yes, Junkie store. Yeah, he's wearing the Got Ham <laughs> shirt. I'm wearing the Core shirt. That I uh, made myself too, you know, you know, that's, you know, in the vein of that, uh, you know, and everything. So do all that. It's all down below. And uh, we love you guys. We will talk to you later. <laughs>